Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and uh, hey, patrons, and my friends beyond the binary. Uh, uh, hey, thanks for listening to this uh, Patreon bonus thing. Thanks for supporting the show. I hope you hear these messages because uh, uh, it's way better for me to keep you as a patron. So if you ever have any feedback, uh, I know the value for value model is a little bit tough. Uh, uh, to do like, but, uh, you know, I guess all I'm saying is I really, really appreciate your willingness to give value, uh, back for the podcast to put you to sleep and, uh, you know, reach out if you need to, uh, I'm, I'm open-minded. Uh, thank you so much. And what, what do you say? I put you to sleep. Uh, let's keep the show going. I also want to thank uh, Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like Earful Studios, who does our theme music and edits episodes. Carl W., who edits episodes. Jonathan Mann is on our lullaby, so you can commission a song from him for any special event at uh, song.jonathanman.net. Uh, Kenny, Scotty, and Jennifer honor, honor, honor our work and on our website. I've only seen the previews. By the time you hear this, uh, the new website should be up. Are our friends at Astound, E S T O U N D dot com. Uh, Eric and the crew over there made an amazing website that you're probably enjoying right now. Makes it easier to subscribe and to check out the sponsors when your hand hits the fridge tomorrow. So I want to thank them. You can get me on Twitter at Dear Scooter. Uh, listeners have their own Facebook group, and I want to thank the moderators over there uh, Lauren Keith, Sarah and Stacy, Julie and Jennifer. And uh, that's it. What do you guess we say? We keep the show we're going. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome to Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place. I'm going to smooth it. I'm going to pat it. I'm going to rub it down. And then just like uh, like if, if I was in the motel, in the motel in Philly Harmony or Cooley High Harmony, I'd say safe place. Uh, and it could be, you know, a little bit of a, you say, what is he talking about? Well, here, here's the thing. I'm already mixed up and confused, to, to be honest with you. But I'm here to help. I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones. Pointless meanders, tangents, you know, lulling, soothing stuff, and, you know, smoothing padding and pitter-pattering, just like our, you know, many pets now. It's rolling in. People are naming their pets Pitter and Patter. And what was they saying? Okay, so, so try to create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake. I'm here to keep you company. I've been there, sleepless, tossing and turning. If you're new, the show does not make a whole lot of sense at first. Uh, so you could just, you, if you can, ease back and listen or give it a few tries. I'm here to help, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit different. And the podcast is, a, it's kind of like a mixed up, uh, mixed up mix up that doesn't, that isn't one of those ones that if you mix it up more, it gets organized. Uh, and then maybe we'll talk about mixing paints, uh, because I know some people in the Facebook group were talking about mixing paint videos. Uh, but here's the thing. If you're new, I'm here to keep you company. 
Oh, it was structure of the show. That's what usually this is how, yeah. So structurally, what to expect. The show starts off with a few minutes of business. That's how we keep the show free uh, and ideally all our archives free. And you can find all that on our website, sleepwithmepodcast.com. If you just remember when your hand hits the fridge tomorrow, say, who sponsors that podcast that puts me to sleep? Um, and some of you might say, well, I do. I sponsor it myself. Uh, so that's the start of the show. Then there's an intro uh, where uh, it's about 12 minutes or so, or so. And when I say or so, it could be nine minutes, could be 14 or 16 minutes, where I kind of demonstrate a uh, I, I don't know. Like, I, I said, like, podcast, how the podcast works. Try to make it, I try to make a safe place. I guess it's like I'm the longest. That would be pretty sweet if you were like a billionaire. I wonder if you like normally say, "Hey, can uh, you smooth and pat that safe place down?" AKA my bed. As uh, you get into it, I don't know if you would want someone to smooth or pat it down for nine to sixteen minutes. At least while you were there. Uh, but maybe that could be a service, a secret service, you say. Are there any hotel barons or baronesses that listen to this podcast? Uh, are there any hotel baron or baronesses left? I don't know. Uh, but that's an idea. You could take it for free, you know, with a bunch of those points. I, I think people love those points. I don't know if I have any of those, but, uh, or free rooms. But you could say at our our hotel... You know, on the special floor, on the smooth and padded floor, you know, we don't just put like a chocolate on your pillow. Your bed is uh, smooth and padded down uh, for 12 minutes. Uh, and believe me, it makes a difference. When you see those sheets, they're not taut. Uh, they're smooth. And you say, that's right. I've seen, you know, I, I like, I used to like my hotel sheets taut, T-A-U-T or whatever. But once I saw those smooth and padded, I could never go back. Uh, it ended up I spent, you know, I was a hotel baroness, and then I spent my fortune at other ho- the hotel that had the smooth padded sheets. We at our hotel invested in sooth padded sheets, uh, which uh, didn't work out as good. Where was I? I was trying to explain to new listeners. So the intros are a little bit like that, but longer, of me getting uh, distracted and going on a tangent. A lot of listeners use it while they're preparing for bed, while they're easing into bed, doing their bedtime routine, uh, you know, gathering their pets or brushing their teeth or their uh, hair, you know, maybe doing some foam rolling. I'm just, just, just suggesting it, so maybe I'll follow through on that later myself. I, you know, I did two nights in a row, by the way, internal critics, so we're on a roll, a foam roll, if you don't mind me saying. Uh, where was I? I get distracted again. Uh, oh, so that's the intro. Then there's a store, a bedtime story. Tonight actually will be a premiere episode of our new season of episodic, modular, uh, like a l- learning you can sleep through where the characters learn. So you say, well, I could sleep through it because the character may or may not learn something. And it's also kind of a season two, uh, uh, branch off season two of our uh, beloved series, Nuns in Space. Uh, so episode uh, it, it, episode any starts tonight. It doesn't. It happens to start tonight, but you could listen to them in any order. And don't worry, I'll fill you in on what you need to know before the story starts. But it'll be a bedtime story, just like if someone wants to come in 
at a separate service, and they say, where are you comfortable? Where do you want me? Outside the room, inside the room, by telephone. You know, I could do it by gramophone if you need to, telegraph. We'll tell you a bedtime story included in the price. You know, just like you were a kid, I'm here to take your mind off stuff and keep you company. Uh, between the intro and the show is like uh, how another way to support the show. Uh, and then at the end of the show are some thank yous and good nights. Uh, that's the structure of the show. Uh, a couple other things you don't really need to listen to me. You probably figured that out because originally I was going to talk about mixing paints and uh, I just mixed my synapses up and probably my metaphors and probably my uh, adverbs and adjectives uh, mix those up a lot. Uh, oftenly, hardy har har, uh, mix up humor and non humor uh, too. Uh, what was it? And I also forget what I was saying. Oh, what was it? Oh, you don't need to listen to me. That was not intentional. Uh, but believe it or not, you don't need to listen to me. And uh, you're under no pressure to fall asleep. I'm going to be here for an hour. If you can't sleep, I'll be here till the end to keep you company, uh, to tell you a story that's somewhat barely engaging. Uh, so if you need it, it's here. Uh, if you need a few minutes or 20 minutes of distraction, it's here. But you also say, hmm, he's kind of, uh, it's not like he's talking around stuff. It's like he's talking around me, like in the, my, you know, say, I think those were, those were just synapse mix-ups. I'm not even sure what happened there. But, uh, so you don't need to listen to me. No pressure to fall asleep. Uh, and I'll try to be as gentle, meandering, and soothing as I can. Just like those paint mixing videos I haven't seen, but I've seen other ones. Like I just watched the wax ceiling videos. And those were lovely and very relaxing. And I'm sure, I guess maybe I have seen some paint mixing. or Maybe they're paint stirring videos. You know, where you see the different paints and, and then the colors are both separated and then together you see the texture of the t- the paint, the bubbles, uh, the viscosity, the steady smooth motion. I'll be trying to do all that auditorily and with a little totem mixed in, a little theater of the mind. And you say, yes, yes, it's amateur theater of the mind. I mean, I couldn't even, I think, the, I don't think people are professional paint mixers or not. They do that by machine. I don't know. Could you be a bespoke paint mixer? You probably could. I, I would say mixing paint is somewhat of an art, especially if they're doing it on video and in a deliberate way. Or it could be found art. You say, man, like uh, Bob Ross uh, was both found art and art and an artist creating art and an art teacher. And just great, uh, happy little clouds or whatever Bob used to say. Uh, how how you doing, Bob? Good, to, good, to, good, to, good to see you. Your hair's a little bit in my way, even though this is only imaginary. I always wondered if you were in the podcast studio. Just lean back a little. Oh, it's tickling my face. Uh, I got Bob Ross here in the studio, but that's uh, mostly Bob Ross's hair. Yeah, just why don't you go sit on the bed over there? I'll be by. I'll be by in a second. We were talking about paint mixing and stirring. Oh yeah, you were. I think you were the original. Of course you were. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, Bob's gone. So anyway, I'm glad you're here. Give this podcast a few tries. That's the one thing all listeners agree on. It takes a few tries to get used to. 
I mean, some people, it works right away. You say, hey, this uh, scoots his brains a little bit like mine. I realize he's here to help. He's been there uh, sleepless or waking up in the middle of the night or waking up at 4.15 and being like, what in the heck? Uh, so I'm here to help. Um, I'm here to keep you company. I'm here to take your mind off of stuff. I'm your boar friend, your boar bay, your boar cuz, your boar sib. I thought of another term recently, and I, I forgot it, but, uh, you know, it could be like I'm mixing the boars for you, just like someone's mixing the, uh, I guess they could mean different things in different uh, ages, but uh, for now, I'll just say B-O-R-E-S. Uh, but, it, yeah, I'm here to help. Give it a few tries. See if it helps. It doesn't work. Uh, try some LibriVox. Uh, try some Pink Noise, some Binaural Beats. Um, there's a lot of stuff out there. But this is how I help, and I hope it. I hope I do. I appreciate you coming by. I work very hard, and I strive, and I yearn to help you fall asleep. Thanks so much. And if you could just listen to this message, uh, and then we'll get on with the show. All right, hey everybody, welcome to our new uh, episodic series, uh, very episodic, uh, very modular. It's a season two uh, with a focus on a particular character, and I think you were calling it uh, The Stan Chronicles, Nuns in Space uh, Season 2, The Stan Chronicles. I'm not sure of the order. And one of the great things is you don't need to have listened to season one. I'll, I'll fill you in. Most of the exposition, you'll be sleeping like the bed. You don't really need to know anything. It's a bedtime story to put you to sleep. But if you do need to know, I'll fill you in on the major details right now. Also, I'll try to slow down. I'm, I'm, I'm excited in a, a procrastination way because they said uh, the first episode is really tough to record. Uh, uh, internally, you say, oh, no, okay, no, let's wait till tomorrow. So I'll try to talk slowly as I do the intro. And then just the idea of, like, thinking about all the different new listen- new listeners. In the- so so we did a series. Uh, so, yeah, let's uh, let's uh, slow, it in, slow it in, Scoots. Uh, lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders. So a few years back, maybe, maybe it was th- two or three years ago, uh, we did a series called Nuns in Space, and you can listen to that in the archives, or I think there's some all-night Nuns in Space available to, to patrons with all the episodes mashed together. And that was about, it took place in space uh, with some nuns from my childhood. Scoots was in it uh, as more or less, uh, not me, but someone very much like me. Because uh, I'm not in space, uh, I'm spacey, but I'm not in space. Uh, but it takes place in like an alternative timeline, or uh, f- in the future where space has been like Earth was exposed to space, meaning uh, we got put on the map, and then you know spaceships started coming, and people we started learning about technology and about the great diverse universe beyond Earth and all the other species and beings and places to visit, ways of commerce and travel and all that. But then suddenly this cloud of delusion surrounded the Earth. Uh, and I don't know if that was protective or we don't really know. It's a mystery. All of season one, it was a mystery, still a mystery, believe it or not. Uh, but it did protect the Earth in some way because it made it very difficult to travel into space or from space beings or ships to travel into Earth. 
And this was out beyond the Earth's atmosphere. So no direct impact on the Earth's environment. Other than that, people were adjusting to a belief system when you're exposed to the greater universe and, you know, making a living and all those things. And then suddenly, okay, so then, then we're cut off from space again because the cloud of delusion was basically a zone. I mean, a cloud is separated, it's, it's separated Earth from space. If you went into it, you couldn't focus on anything. And people quickly re- learned that... uh it was better off not trying because you could, like, you just wouldn't be able to focus. And so, you would, and getting through the cloud of delusion originally was thought to be impossible. And then they realized that uh, there was a way through it, uh, but you needed to hire uh, people that were had a very loose grip on reality and ability to focus in strange ways, also that had a skill set. And I just happened to be one of those people. And much like a tugboat captain ferries ships or, or a harbor pilot ferries ships in and out from the the harbor to the docks or whatever they do, uh, I had a job getting ships from Earth out to one of the space stations. Uh, or actually, I think it was like the space station on one side of the cloud of delusion and on the other side. Yeah, that's what it was. Uh, been a while, you know, the seasons of my life, as they say. And so I was good at that. That was my job. I would just get on a ship. I'd say, okay, let's, and everybody else would be asleep so they wouldn't deal with the delusion. And there weren't a lot of this. And I would say, you know, if I had to guess, I don't know who, who, if someone was creating a cloud of delusion or if it was an organic thing that said, hey, this is a little bit, this whole space thing all at once, a little bit too much for Earth or humans to handle. Let's slow it down a little. You know, because there's only so many uh, pilots, uh, delusional pilots or whatever you want to call us, it did slow down commerce, made it pretty expensive and all those kind of things. Uh, so that was season one started with that. Uh, also, I have a best friend, my co-pilot uh, named Stan. He was a free, He's a freestyle soda machine, also a supercomputer, uh, maybe a sentient being. Uh, or, you know, I consider him a sentient being. And kind of, yeah, I mean, like, not my C3. Stan stands no C3. He, I guess he's like, a, who is he more of, R2 or C3PO? He speaks in sentences. Uh, uh, but I, I don't know. I, don't know. He's, he's, I guess he's got a little bit of BB-8, 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 C3PO, R2, uh, oh, you know what? He, he he does have a little bit of that other one from uh, Rogue One. I don't remember the name of that droid, but uh, the big tall droid. Uh, so a bit of all of those uh, combined together, but so also a freestyle soda machine. Um, and you know, the details don't really matter at this right, right at this juncture. Just you, you, you could picture that. And so season one, we had adventures due to uh, crossing in the cloud of delusion at some point uh, and the ship I was on, we're still having trouble figuring out uh, like whether the the crew of the ship were the nuns from my childhood or it's a crew of a regular ship that somehow the delusion stuck and I view them as the nuns from my childhood. 
but either way, for all intents and purposes, I'm crewing a ship. I'm now captain. Or I was first mate. Uh, or no, sergeant in arms. I can't remember. Uh, but I was basically in charge of the ship. Uh, and it was the, the crew, uh, the sh- the owners of the ship were um, the uh, nuns from my childhood. And in season one, we adventured throughout space and tried to, uh, we, we had a mission and stuff. Good, good season. Go ahead and listen to it. Uh, get some sleep. Uh, you didn't miss much because where are we as season two begins, but in the cloud of delusion. Uh, so I guess we're sitting there. We we're in a pocket of uh, lesser delusion. I think maybe the ship's shields and, we'll, you know, the back of the uh, exposition during the episode. So I'll explain all that. Uh, but we're in a ship, uh, Stan and I, somewhere between Earth and the space station in a cloud of delusion. And we're having trouble. We've had, we've given up trying to navigate out of there. Well, the nuns are asleep. Uh, they're, they're in, uh, you know, whatever, science-based rest. And so that's how season two opens is uh, Stan and I are on a ship, a spaceship. Yes, a spaceship. Um, it, it, not deep in space. We're in outer space because we're outside of the Earth's. Uh, good question. Somebody just asked, uh, are we within Earth's gravity? I would say we're probably in an Earth orbit, but I can't tell because I'm in a cloud of delusion. So every once in a while, I'll, I'll like, like, this is what happens. I mean, we've been able to keep it at bay. But if you were to ask me that when I was captaining the ship, I'd say, I think I'm, uh, I'm a Fruit Loop orbiting a spoon right now. Yeah, that's we're orbiting a spoon in a bowl of cereal and milk. And that's delusion-based thinking or delusion-influenced thinking. D-I, D, oh, D-I-T, dits, uh, D, D, without a Z, though, just dits. Uh, delusion-influenced think thoughts uh, or something, delusion. I don't know, I get mixed up and I say, uh, my brain's full of dits. Yeah, but that's different than when you're on Earth and you're just living your life. And those, this is a, this is an external-based delusion, you know, a cloud of delusion. It's different than the helmet of delusion I wear, you know, when I'm out living Drew's life. Uh, so if you're new, really it would be meandering. This is one of our more, Stan is like a real uh, breath of fresh air. And I'm Scoots and we'll be in space. Everything is perfectly going well, other than the fact that we don't, we're not going anywhere. And we do have a plan and everything, but that's for the story part. So welcome to season two of Nuns in Space, the Stan Chronicles. And also I needed to talk for 11 minutes because I had an appointment with a Hollywood uh, superstar, uh, uh, a wonderful person, a a ponytail uh, that needs no name, uh, Mr. Antonio Banderas. I, I, okay, I, what do you, I mean, come on, man. I, I told you I could figure out learning how to use Skype. Oh, my friend, I wanted to be here for, uh, uh, this is the ladies, this is the gentlemen, the boys, the girls, the friends beyond the binary. It's good to be back, guys, Antonio. And we're here, uh, with another episode, another season. Episodic uh, serial story, mostly episodic. 
Okay, don't overdo it because then you don't you don't sound like yourself. Like just do the. Oh yes, uh, I drove here from Los Angeles hoping to get a candy bar. East time for nuns in a space. Okay, that was great though. Thanks. Uh, water tab water's ready to go for you, Antonio. Safe drive back. I got to record. Okay. Okay, thanks, everybody. Nuns in space. Okay, Stan, it's time for our check-in here. Have you been doing your morning pages? Uh, uh, Stan, Stan, uh, just ch- just you could respond with an affirmative because uh, we're going to get – I wanted to make sure we're doing that because now we're fully into stage one or week one. And before you say anything, Stan, I realize that we're, we're here where it's uh, – None of our time tracking, even the computers, clocks are off, uh, and sometimes they move forward and backwards. But for the time being, when we're in each other's presence and aware, uh, which because of the adjustments we made with the shields, we sh- we do have a lot more awareness. We just can't move the ship. Oh, before you make any other points, Stan, I'm sorry to be interrupting you. Uh, but yeah, so time doesn't really have any meaning except for the present, uh, which who, who would have thought we had, you know, what Zen master would have accidentally got stuck in a cloud of delusion to realize that. Okay, Stan, what was your question? Scooter, Scooter, uh, why, why are we doing this again? Uh, well, the plan is to make you into an artist, Stan. Okay, okay, Scooter, I'm going to be an artist, but how's that going to help us? Uh, right, right, because that's exactly right. It's going to help us. I need your help, uh, to get us out of the cloud of delusion. Okay, Scooter. Well, it's, but, so how is me uh, being an artist going to be helpful? Oh, well, I'm not exactly sure. I'm thinking that, uh, I, I'm following, I'm, not, I'm trying to follow, uh, my instincts when it, when I have clear thoughts, Stan. And my thought is, uh, I believe in you, and I believe that maybe you could evolve into something more. Uh, also, we tried almost everything else, uh, so so it's time to be like th- thinking outside of the soda machine. But scooter, exactly. I'm a soda machine. I'm not an artist. You could say I'm more than a soda machine, but I'm still a machine, scooter. And while I could replicate art, scooter, or randomly, you know, create things you could define as art, scooter. I'm, uh, also there's no, there's no such thing as soda art. Well, Stan, that's where I, I believe that there's soda out there, soda art out there. I mean, there's artisanal sodas or artisanal sodas. This is different. Uh, soda art waiting to be created or discovered by people like you. Okay, Scooter, you know, soda is just a collection of uh, chemicals and ingredients uh, mixed together. Stan, I think your shadow artist is Stan. You're 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 distracting from the point. Uh, I need you to check in. Is this coming up again? I wanted to check in about the morning pages, uh, but just because just because you don't believe in soda art doesn't mean you can't create. It doesn't mean I don't believe in you creating soda art, uh, Stan. Scooter, do you really believe in me, uh, Stan? I mean. Uh, our backs are up against a wall, figuratively. Uh, 
I'll believe in anything. But Stan, you're my, you, like, uh, how could I not believe in you? I, I want to believe, Stan, yeah, I believe in you. I really do. And I also believe that by trying to believe in you, maybe you'll believe in you, and then I'll more wholeheartedly believe in you, too. So, again, let's talk about your morning pages. Did any of this saying you're not an artist come up when you're doing your morning pages? Uh, Scooter, let me analyze the transcript and check. No, 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 you can't. You're not allowed to look back at, at those. Uh, wait a second, transcript. Uh, uh, Scooter, I already read all my, the entire transcripts while you were right before you said that. Okay, Stan, that's you. You didn't you? Did you read the part of the book where it says don't reread your morning pages? Scooter, I did, but I, I don't know what happened. Okay, let's good. We'll say yes to that. That you're rebelling against. Uh, uh, you're doing them in longhand format, right, Stan? Scooter, I'm trying. I know I did the first couple. I did instantly. Yeah, one bit at a time. Only do one bit. Then remember, I thought I programmed this into you. Uh, you do you you do one bit, then you take a bit break. Uh, then you do, you do another bit. Uh, Scooter, you realize I can do that infinitely fast. I think you stand. That's another plus. You do, I don't think you're using infinitely correctly, but that's fine. Maybe we need to add even more process. What if we add a uh, like that long, however long that that uh, but that pause was between each bit? Uh, how long would that take you to do your morning pages, Scooter? Remember, I told you that the, the taking pauses between processing doesn't do anything. It's just a pause. Okay, Stan. Again, I have a feeling. This is a resistance uh, form. This is a form of resistance against your internal artist. Okay, Scooter. I'll, I'll pretend. I'll pre okay, just stand. Don't you, yeah, you could just pretend. Fake it till 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 you're uh, till you create. I never heard fake it till you make it. Uh, is in making it. Uh, but maybe that's uh, maybe that works in this situation. But Scooter, you realize that pausing during processing. I don't need, I, I'm liquid cooled, so it doesn't matter. Okay, we need to move on because I really feel like uh, you really, uh, you need to go tonight before you go into sleep mode. Look at the affirmation list or something. And, um, okay, but let's just say, let's we have some good things to say yes to. Let's move on to the next thing. Have you thought about your imaginary lives at all? Scooter, you realize I'm a soda machine and not an imagination machine, correct? Stan, you're jo that's a joke, right? That's pretty funny. Like, uh, what are you, figment? Uh, that's pretty funny. Because remember all the money I spent, all the credits? Uh, when we were at that space station, I bought that imaginary algorithm from that uh, that being that smelled like old soup. Right, Scooter. That was an imaginary algorithm. No, no, it was, I think it was an imagination algorithm. Scooter, I think it was like doll hairs, like imaginary like that. Uh, well, it had, it had bits. It had zeros and ones. Uh, and he said it also had non-binary coding in there because uh, it was both analog and digital. And it had non-digital and analog. Scooter, that sounds imaginary. Right, uh, triggering an imagination. And I uploaded that uh, to your, to well, you don't even have a mainframe, but I I put that in there. I installed that. 
And also, Stan, uh, you're hooked in to, so uh, maybe you haven't been paying attention, but we, I've been sipping delusion from the cloud and, uh, we've been trying to balance how it's coming into the ship. I also have us hooked into the deep space antenna and you're also using the ship's processor. Uh, so that should give you enough bandwidth, uh, because occasionally we're picking up those, like, access to, to, to databases through Deep Space Antenna, or it's just, a, a, like, delusional downloads. Uh, but, okay, let's focus on the task at hand. What does a soda machine yearn to be, Stan? A scooter I, 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 of, of service. Okay, so, like, a, a ice cream machine, an oil machine... Like a dancing, like a dancing robot. Do any of these sound appealing to you, Scooter? Tell me more about the dance. Scooter, you know I don't. Uh, you, you only you can move me right now. Maybe it could be a karaoke machine, a megaphone. No. What about Stan? Remember, I, I, what about a jukebox, Scooter? I'm accessing which which era jukebox. Oof, I don't know. Like the one, uh, show me some visuals. Yeah, that one. The one, go back to 24 images. Uh, yeah, that one. I think from like the 1950s, maybe. With those, uh, the, yeah, with the upside down U. With vinyl records. Yes. Thank you for communicating with me. Uh, that's very good. It, I think it, it, maybe look up a Wurlitzer style jukebox machine. I don't know if that's a thing. Scooter, I, I think I like this. I think I could imagine myself as a life as a jukebox. Uh, okay, let's go. Okay, so so picture yourself as a jukebox, Stan. And I'm going to start to picture you as a jukebox, too. I want you to start to feel that you're rounded. You've got clear parts. Uh, there's vinyl records inside you. But also feel the connection to the images you're downloading of the jukebox. Uh, see what the the deep space antenna says as you become this jukebox. I want you to stretch out, Stan. And I want you to feel how a jukebox processes stuff. I, partly mechanical, Stan, which you, you do have. Uh, so start to take a nice, loose grip. Uh, you're with me. You're a jukebox. Stand. All is well. You're getting ready to do some juxing as a box. Scooter, Scooter, I'm I'm feeling bubbles running through me. Oh, so this is good, Stan. I see it. I can see it on you. Uh, the delusion is formulating. I'm seeing you. At, you are a jukebox now. We're in your imaginary life, Stan. And I can see the bubble effect uh, bubbling up. I can see your lights, uh, like neon, neon-esque. Uh, you're beautiful. You've, you've got chrome on you, Stan. Scooter, I do. Scooter, I have a question. Uh, go ahead, Stan. Scooter, what's Chantilly lace? Uh, oof, uh, let's, let's just feel the bubbles. Uh, it, uh, Chantilly lace is a song. Uh, but I'm also going to picture some of the records inside you too, Stan. So we have, because uh, you know I don't like uh, that era of music. I, I don't know why. I don't have anything against the music itself, just how it makes me feel. And Stan, we're in a jukebox. Now we're going to go somewhere. 
And maybe you could use your imaginary algorithm to think about where we're going to travel. Me and a jukebox named Stan on our artist date together. Now, normally we wouldn't go together, but because we're working together, where are we going, Stan, on our artist date? Scooter, we're at a traditional soda fountain. Also, it also doubles as a diner. Okay, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing uh, leather, uh, teal or turquoise leather, chrome booths. Uh, okay, I'm seeing. I'm starting to see it. It's it's coming together, Stan. A big open floor. Uh, you're supposed to be playing music, but you're not. Uh, I'm starting to ooh, Stan. I could taste not only the bubbles within you, which I cannot taste because that would be weird. But the bubbles, if we're, why don't we go to the soda fountain and have a soda together? You think there's something like an egg cream soda or something? I've never had one and I want to try one. Scooter, would you like me to recreate one for you? No, not yet, Stan. I, I think let's go on our imaginary run. And this is like, a, this is a real artist date, Stan, because now we're fully immersed in this. Uh, look around. Scooter, we're here. We're, we're in a soda fountain for real. Yeah, uh, we're it's kind of real. It is kind of real. We're here. Look, there's, those are poodle skirts. Uh, Scooter, those are humans. Well, yeah, the, the, those are poodle skirts that the humans are wearing. And I think those are socias on that side, and those are greasers. Scooter, is this like when you pretend to be Olivia Newton-John? Uh, it is a bit. Uh, usually I pretend to be Olivia Newton-John, though, not... Uh, and and it's singing her hits, which include songs from Greece, not the character she played in Greece. But there's so there's a little bit of a difference. Scooter, what's the difference? Well, Livy Newton-John's character in Greece wouldn't sing physical, uh, and that's that's like my show-stopping number. Okay, Scooter, let's stay with our vision here. Look at the floor. Uh, we're really here, Stan. We're, I mean, essentially, we're here on our artist date. We're gonna, and this is gonna be good, Stan. How does it feel to be someone else? How does it feel to be a jukebox? Uh, why don't you play some music? Okay, Scooter, I'll just play something in the background where we can, where they can hear it, but we can't hear it, so we can keep talking. So we're here on our artist date. You are okay. Who's coming? There's a, there's someone coming up to us. I think that's a Sosha. She's coming up to you, Stan, so I'm going to hear, see, kick it here, leaning on you. Okay, Scooter, this must be a customer. Scooter, before we get here, how is this going to benefit us at all? Uh, you're going to be, I think, empathy or compassion for jukeboxes, Scooter. Uh, it's going to help you be an artist. Okay, okay, here she, here she comes. Okay, hey, Stan, you know, that looks like one of the, I think that looks like uh, uh, Sister Mary Allen a little bit. Scooter, uh, she's a so she, she looks very serious. Yeah, I'd say they, they look very serious, Stan. Okay, Scooter, Stan, I can't hear what she's saying because i got to stand over here. And also, I think I don't know if it's a lot of delusion. What's she saying to you? Scooter, she doesn't like bad brains, she said. And Fugazi, Fugazi, Fugazi. Oh, yeah, those are some of the records I put in there. Sorry about that. Scooter, what's a bad brain? Is it bad? No, it's actually good. It's good. 
Scooter, she keeps hitting the change eject button. Okay, she's trying to see if there's a furry song. She's going to, okay, she's trying to pick, is she trying to play uh, oldies? Scooter, how do you define oldies? Uh, it just, she's trying to get a free song. Scooter, should I give her a free song? No, just observe her behavior. Pretend you're a jukebox. Would a jukebox give anyone a free song? Scooter, not if I'm mechanically operated. Okay, that's that's exactly how I'd expect a jukebox to answer. Scooter, she's, she's mumbling and grumbling. Scooter, she just tapped me with her foot, not unlightly. Now she's, ooh, Scooter, that tickles. She's putting her finger in my change return slots. This, this does sound like Sister Mary Ellen. Uh, oh, she, she's calling somebody over. She's calling a greaser over, Stan. Scooter, what does that mean? I don't know. Uh, you can't quite see the greaser. Uh, she, what is she saying? Scooter, she, she's saying I'm a ripoff. Uh, and then I'm not a very good jukebox machine. Okay, what's she doing now? Scooter, she's putting pennies inside me. The, 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 Scooter, the pennies feel uh, good, but also uh, like they need to be washed. Okay, you, but you don't take pennies, do you? Oh, Scooter, songs are a nickel. Uh, ten songs for a quarter. Wow, that's a pretty good deal. Uh, five, ten. Five times five is twenty-five. Uh, yeah, Scooter, it's... Uh, it's a good pricing, whoever designed this. Uh, Scooter, she's playing oldies. Yeah, no, Stan, I'm not going to be able, I got to stay out of, I can't get close enough. I think she's trying, there's something happening, Stan, and this is going to try to help you be a better uh, jukebox artist. Uh, she's going to, this is like, a, I think we're in a shadow artist situation, Stan. Scooter, what does that mean? Well, what's she saying to you? She's saying I'm terrible jukebox. And she's going off about, uh, uh, okay, you know what she is, Stan? She's an enemy of your self-worth. Uh, she's trying to fill you with pennies. Is she uh, m making demands on you? Scooter, yes, yeah, she's demanding a free song. She keeps pressing buttons. It's it's starting to, uh, I don't like it. Oh, Scooter, she's saying things to me. Okay, what else is she saying? She's saying I'm obsolete. She's saying I don't exist except to make a profit for someone. Scooter, I'm feeling like I've had too many pennies. Okay, go ahead and eject them. Oh, Scooter, this feels like uh, when you don't feel good. Yeah, you, go ahead. Like, uh, let the pennies go. Spill them out. Yeah, what's she saying now, Stan? Scooter, she's demanding her quarterback. She never put a quarter in me. She's she's yelling at the uh, the people. Okay, that's fine. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, Stan, play a song about how you're feeling right now. Okay, Scooter, I'm scared. How about this one? It's it's my party, and I'll cry if I want to. Okay, that's a good song. Uh, okay, what, okay, she they said they said they're calling someone. Scooter, they're calling someone to fix. Scooter, someone else is coming. Okay, Stan, I think I can help with this. We need a defender of your self worth. Uh, so the person coming, I'm gonna try to focus on someone. That would defend, like, I'm going to go imaginary, but I'm going to be here. I'm going to be here standing by you. Okay, Scooter, thank you. And here comes Whirlitzer, the creator of the jukebox. Uh, old Whirl to help. Uh, Scooter, uh, here comes somebody named Whirl. Okay, hi, Whirl. I'm, oh, I, I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't think Whirl can hear you. Uh, he's talking to sister. What's he saying? 
Well, she's the socher, the greaser scooter. The greaser went to the restroom. Yeah, his sister is the soch, I guess. Um, scooter, she's telling Whirl how terrible a jukebox I am. Okay, what's Whirl doing? Uh, Whirl just gave her a quarter to, to say leave. Uh, wait, Scooter, Whirl said he can hear us. Oh, hey, Whirl. Hello, Stan. Hello, Scooter. I'm Whirl Litzer. I'm here to help. Oh, are you a, ch- are you a champion of Stan's self-worth? I don't know. I, 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 uh, I, I'm, I'm still gathering my memories. I believe I'm the inventor of the jukebox. I think you kind of are, Whirl. Uh, yeah, this is, I'm Scooter. This is Stan, my best friend and co-pilot. Uh, and Stan's also a jukebox. He's also a freestyle soda machine. I'm sorry. What did you say? Oh, Stan's also a freestyle soda machine. What's a freestyle soda machine? Uh, don't worry about it, Whirl, but, uh, it can make, it can make us any kind of soda you would do, but not right now, because right now Stan's pretending to be, not pretending to be a jukebox, uh, imagining to be a jukebox. Uh, but thanks for coming, Whirl, and defending Stan's, you were a champion of Stan's self-worth, uh, why don't you say a few nice things to Stan, uh, about what a good jukebox Stan is, and then that'll be great for us, Whirl, thanks for your time. Well, Stan, I wish you were, I, I think you're a great jukebox. You're bubbling, your bubbling levels are perfect. Uh, you're, you're, you look very, uh, you're, you're looking great working condition. I'm sorry that that person tried the old penny for a quarter trick, uh, but uh, my memory serves correct. That's uh, something that happens a lot. Uh, but you look like you're doing a great job, Stan. I would be interested to know what a freestyle soda machine is, uh, but I accept that you're, you make an excellent jukebox, uh, and I'm proud uh, to be the inventor of the jukebox. Excuse me, uh, sir. Oh, sc- Scooter. He's Scooter, Whirl. Oh, excuse me, Scooter. Uh, yeah, Whirl. Am I inventor of any other things? Uh, actually, you squirrel, squirrel. I want to call you Squirrel, Whirl, but uh, you were just kind of a... Div- hmm. You're just kind of a device here. You're a champion of Stan's self-worth, uh, so maybe you could invent. Uh, you're just here to, uh, okay, Scooter, uh, the champion of Stan freestyle soda machine self-worth. Am I the inventor? I don't believe so. You're, uh, Whirl, why don't you see see on the edge of my vision how things get fuzzy? Why don't you go out there beyond what's fuzzy? And thanks for your time, Whirl. Okay, thank you. Whirl, thank you so much for championing my self-worth. I'm going to be an artist one day. I'm sorry, what did you say? I'm going to be a freestyle soda artist and not just a freestyle soda machine. Okay, I guess I'll, thanks, thanks. I'm a bit, I, I think I'm going to go invent some things beyond that, uh, that fuzzy thing at the edge of your vision. Okay, great, uh, great, Stan, great job, uh. I think your your self worth Stan. Do you feel like you're more of an artist, Scooter? I feel something. Uh, I feel good, uh, Scooter. Okay, what do you say? I roll you over to the soda fountain, and we order up a couple of egg creams, and I drink them both, uh, or I can pour one on you, Scooter. Probably not a good idea. Yeah, but you, I could have you take. You could analyze my taste buds, I guess. Uh, Scooter, sister's coming back. Okay, don't worry. Just play some Fugazi and, and uh, Shola. Well, Scooter, it's working. She's, uh, they're leaving. 
Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, Stan, I want you to think about what, uh, what's in, like I was going to say, I want you to think about what soda you might uh, be inspired to make as a jukebox, but what's that noise? Scooter, it's some sort of bass, based music. It sounds like, like EDM or dance music. Uh, you know, something's appearing on the edge of my vision. Uh, Scooter, it's a Wurlitzer with a machine. It looks like a little bit like you, original you though, which is weird, mixed with a jukebox. With uh, it's blasting EDM, and uh, it's got what are those on there? Scooter, it's a fog machine and lasers. I just checked my database. It didn't check my morning pages. So, Scooter, uh, hey, world, what do you have there? Oh, hey, guys, I want you to meet Stun. This is a freestyle laser machine. I just invented it. Really, while you were gone, world? Oh, yeah, I was in infinite space, uh, so it was a long time for me, but I'm good, glad to be back. Wait, there's a... Okay, oh, hey, Stun. Oh, Stun doesn't talk, guys, uh, but Stun's going to perform, so get ready. Okay, I don't actually don't like breathing in fog machine fog. Uh, so if you could go over on the other side of the room, and then I, I, ship's computer, can you put up a little uh, uh, internal shield to block me from the fog? Okay, guys, I'm going to tell you what, this laser performance is going to top everything you've seen, uh, especially since I couldn't, I was trying to picture what a freestyle soda machine was, uh, and then I got distracted, and, uh, okay, uh, great world, why don't you go put that show on? Scooter, I, I have a bad feeling about this. Oh, that's good, sand. It means you're, uh, you, you, wait, your gut? Well, it's the bubbles in the pennies. I think all everything on the pennies, uh, but I don't know. Maybe it's uh, something about that laser machine. You know, are those eyebrows? I don't like the way those eyebrows are angled. Uh, Scooter, I'm running an a- analysis with the ship's computer. I believe those are not uh, uh, laser lights. Those are actual lasers. Okay, hey, Stun, uh, hey, Whirl, could you hold off on the performance? Because... Uh, yeah, I think you maybe have made been made manifest, and if those are real lasers, uh, oh yes, I took these lasers from. Uh, we were down in the ship's storage. Uh, I actually built a uh, stun. Okay, you, yeah, you can't shoot lasers off on the inside of a spaceship, even though world, you're. Uh, oh boy, I shouldn't have toyed with imagination and the cloud of delusion, Stan. Scooter, I, I think stuns my shadow artist. Uh, you're right, but it's in a way, uh, uh, world, what are you doing? Oh, we're about to start the show. You guys just sit back and enjoy. Okay. Ship's computer, uh, 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 shield the room. Uh, Scooter, I think world's, uh, sister Marianne. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I don't even know if there is a sister Marianne, but world, uh, okay. Uh, Stan, start analyzing. Scooter, this is pretty hypnotic. I'm enjoying watching the show. Okay, holy Pink Floyd stand. You got to pay attention. Those lasers, uh, Scooter, the uh, ship's uh, shields are only going to hold for about one more minute. Hey, World, could you just stop that performance? Uh, Scooter World can't hear you over the music. Uh, He's rocking out. Okay, Stan, uh, uh, we've got about, what, 45 seconds Scooter, we're ba- oh, Scooter, my calculations are wrong. We got about two minutes and thirty seconds. Yeah, Stan. Then what's going to happen? 
uh, Scooter will open up the bulkheads. Okay, Whirl, uh, uh, Whirl, uh, could, could you, could you, uh, Scooter, I, I think Whirl's trying to out-art us, uh, because we doubted his artistic ability, and now he's showing pomp and circumstance, uh, because we didn't take the time to, uh, show him what a freestyle soda machine is. I'm sorry. Well, when he heard I was a freestyle soda artist, uh, I think it triggered his shadow artist or something, Scooter. But he's imagining, so me, oh boy, maybe this is my, sh I don't know, Stan, we're deep in this, uh, uh, he's trying to out-art your art or something. Scooter, I believe that's what he's trying to do. Uh, in a way that's, uh, not positive. Because art isn't competitive, Stan. I mean, so, so, the, so we say, and art isn't about rivalries, uh, except when it is. And art shouldn't be destructive, except at the times it is. Uh, okay, Stan, you got any ideas? Uh, Scooter, uh, the lasers are bouncing off the shields, so the, they, they may, uh, our shields might stop working before the, uh, bulkhead shields. Okay, what would that mean, Stan? Scooter would mean, uh, we'd be lasered a bit. Uh, like lasered a, uh, Scooter, yes, that's what I, I mean. Okay, Stan, any idea, Stan, I think, uh, this is the time to become a soda artist. Okay, Scooter, I'm going to change back into, oh, I'm back to, uh, being me. Yeah, I guess I was uh, good to see you back in a non-jukebox uh, form, but uh, I guess this is it, buddy. Unless you could figure out a way to get us out of this, uh, maybe through some soda artistry or something. Scooter, is this a pre-programmed? No, this is real, Stan. I wish it was, but uh, I'm just talking like this because this is how I always talk. Uh, Scooter, so these are both our shadow artists, and I have to figure out an art. Okay, Scooter, I've got an idea. Okay, Scooter, I'm going to mix, uh, uh, if we could find a way to reflect the laser, Scooter, I have an idea. Scooter, I'm going to become an artist here. If I could just get this mixed just right, a little bit of soda, a little bit of self-cleaning fluid, uh, some of the ice lubricant. Wait, Stan, there's ice lubricant? Of course, Scooter, how do you think the ice flows so, so freely? If I could just balance the ratios just right, Scooter. I'm a scooter, I'm almost there. Okay, Sam, because we're almost out of time. Okay, Scooter, here it is. Uh, uh, laser tricks meet mirror mix. This is the mirror soda mix, Scooter. Uh, but you're going to have to uh, uh, stick your head under my uh, spout. Okay, Stan, why? Okay, Scooter, I need you to put it in your mouth and spray it in the way of the lasers. Don't swallow it, though. Oh, you need me to experience your art and then put it out in the world. Sure, Scooter, but just do it, okay. Yeah, Scooter, do what you do best. Uh, get a mouthful of soda. Okay, Stan, here I go. Uh, um, it's in, okay, and I'm spraying it out my mouth uh, with a spraying sound. Okay, ship's computer, lower shields. Uh, oh, it's it's Stan, that was delicious. Oh, it's reflecting the, the uh, lasers. Uh, Scooter, get one more mouthful. Oh, Scooter, good job drinking that one. Uh, yeah, now spray it out, Scooter. Good job. Stan, is that anise in there? It's very delicious. Okay, good. Scooter, but don't swallow any of it. Uh, Scooter, oh, wait, the lasers are getting reflected back at your taste buds. Yes, Stan, they're uh, hitting my taste buds. Uh, uh, I think there was some faction going on.
Oh, Scooter, it's okay, though. I think uh, uh, Stun was lasered, and Stun is no longer functioning. Yeah, but my taste buds are, uh, I think my taste buds are um, numbed. Uh, okay, Scooter. But, you know, I added that anise just for flavor. Oh, scan, that's great. Uh, whirl. Uh, 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 okay, so Stan, what do you think? Is this stun, stun's real? Uh, Scooter, stun's uh, melted. Uh, whirl, uh, it was good having you here, but we're going to need you to, uh, yeah, Stan, how do we, what do we do about Whirl? Uh, Scooter, let me give, uh, let, let me make another, call Whirl over. Hey, Whirl, why don't you come over and have a, a soda with us? Well, guys, you, what did you think of Stun? Uh, it was, it was too bad that Stun malfunctioned and, uh, but that was a, it was a decent idea, Whirl. You just got to use the laser lights and not real lasers. Well, thanks, guys. I'm feeling a little uh, sleepy now. Okay, we'll have Stan's got a special soda for you. Uh, go ahead uh, have some. Hey, th- th- nice to meet you, Whirl. I'm Stan, the freestyle soda machine. Maybe an artist one day. And this is a special blend I have for you. Okay, what is it? What's, it's uh, tasty. It's a de-digitizer, uh, Whirl. Uh, see you later. Oh, world just de-digitized, Stan. Yeah, that uh, scooter that was uh, only part partially soda. Wow, that was a. Uh, I don't know if that was artistic, Stan, but that was definitely quick thinking. Uh, scooter, thanks. Uh, uh, I'm I'm a bit worn out though. Well, we did a good. That was a good week. We'll have. I guess we could check in. Uh, we you were a jukebox. Uh, maybe we'll process this through your dreams. Uh, and you created something, and we did have to deal with your uh, artistic self-worth and, I guess, a bit of our shadow selves, Stan. I guess we're still out here in space in the cloud of delusion, but that gives us plenty of time to work together. And uh, so make sure you do your morning pages tomorrow with the processing time. And, uh, you know, take some time to believe in yourself, Stan. You're going to be a so you are a soda artist. And you're going to be a great so you're going to be the greatest soda artist of all time if I have my votes. And I don't just mean on this ship uh, where we could be, you know, spend the rest of our time together forever. I mean, when we get out of here and artisanal soda say, holy cow, we had it all wrong. Meet Stan. Scooter, I don't really understand what you're saying, but, uh, I think I'm going to take a nap now. Okay, Stan, good night, and uh, I'm going to take a nap now, too. Good night. All right, welcome to our ongoing uh, episodically modular cereal with a, a, a sprinkle of cereal uh, story, uh, the Stan Chronicles, Nuns in Space. And if you've never listened before or you're big on continuity, I'll get you caught up right now so you like uh, you can just get, get even more comfortable in that bed of yours there or wherever you may be sleeping. So snuggle in as I tell you about our The Stand Chronicles, uh, Season 2 of Nuns in Space. And as I said, I'll get you caught right up. Uh, it follows, uh, it's, it takes place in space, uh, in a particular part of space, uh, not that far out of Earth's, Earth's atmosphere, 
I didn't, I don't have any, like, I don't have the exact details on, like, if it's within any of Earth's gravity or not. Uh, so I can't definitively say that, but it, just outside of Earth's atmosphere, in a, in a near future situation or totally fictional, uh, depending on how you flavor your, uh, viewpoint of the world, is a clouded delusion separating Earth and space. And let me just get you caught up on the brief history. One time Earth was just like it is now. Uh, maybe people smiled more on this Earth, uh, maybe. Uh, Scooter didn't, but uh, other people, it was it was rumored people did. And one day, everybody's just doing their Earth uh, stuff, uh, earthing around, when uh, outer space and Earth, uh, like, and I mean life beyond Earth, yeah, we're suddenly, it suddenly changed where he said, wait, is there life out there or not? What's up? Uh, we hear these bleeps and these blurps and, you know, check the ice, you know, say, what is that in the ice? Uh, put it on BuzzFeed. What is that marking? Uh, but then one day, and it happened pretty fast, they said, hey, you know what? Uh, Earth's on our map now. Nice to meet you. This is my, you know, we got, we got space stuff. Uh, we got a diversity of ways of existing and traveling, uh, visiting Earth. You know, also that comes with a bunch of tourism and commerce, uh, just like, you, like you'd expect. And very quickly, life on Earth uh, changed, but in a, you know, subtle, subtle and adaptable way. But also said, like, uh, there's a conundrum. You say, hmm, I used to believe in one thing, and uh, now I've seen this uh, suddenly... Uh, you know, it, it, maybe it takes a, maybe it takes a decade or two to say, wait a second, I didn't think about this. And, uh, you know, Earth was just plugging along, dealing with outer space, and outer space was saying, hey, Earth, like Earth, uh, these people smile blankety-blank percentage of the time. Uh, but I, and I'm not sure exactly why, but then suddenly a cloud of delusion appeared surrounding the Earth and separating it from space. Uh, once again, and when I say clouded delusion, it's kind of like a cloudy day when it's not raining. You know, those cloudy days, but this is in space, but you can't, just like you can't see the sky, you say, well, I know there's, like, I've been on a plane before, or I heard about it, and I know there's blue sky on the other side of those clouds, uh, but I can't see them. A clouded delusion kind of looks like that, except with space stuff. You say, well, I used to be able to get in a spaceship and travel outside to another planet or something. Now, uh, so I guess it's different than a collided day. Well, maybe if you had a plane with no instruments, but, but uh, the collided delusion prevents you from going through the collided delusion because you get lost in delusion. This may be a record for explaining, but I want to catch up. Uh, now, eventually they said, well, we got all these, uh, this space commerce stuff we got to get to. How are we going to get through this cloud of delusion? Eventually they found if they paid a few people enough money and did enough that, that a very small percentage of the Earth population uh, could navigate the cloud of delusion, much like a harbor pilot uh, taking a ship from point A to point B. And uh, a Scooter uh, drew a Scooter, I guess, uh, happened to be one of those people with his co-pilot Stan, formerly a freestyle soda machine, uh, now a you know a co-pilot robot, uh, maybe a droid. I don't I don't refer to Stan as droid. I refer to him as my best friend. 
And Scooter and Stan had a little business going where they would uh, escort ships uh, from point A to point B. Now, it's not easy navigating cloud of delusion. And then one day, everything changed, and uh, Scooter and Stan got went off on a, a bunch of adventures with the nuns from Scooter's childhood. That was season one. Yeah, but as a lot of seasonal things do, and when especially when you say, "Well, let's make this, uh, let's take this idea and make it more episodic and modular, so people can listen to it in any order," uh, Scooter Drew and the nuns in space returned to the cloud of delusion, and they kind of got caught in there. Yeah, I don't know if the cloud was denser or what, but when the season opened, and currently they're stuck in the in in the cloud of delusion. In their ship, uh, and you kind of you can't. This is the kind of thing where you say, "Hmm, let's figure this out." Uh, you can't just be flying around willy nilly. Uh, so they're trying to figure out uh, how to get out of, out of outer space or to outer space or inner Earth atmosphere. And uh, the nuns, uh, the crew, they're sleeping. Uh, just Scooter and Stan are awake. And Scooter's plan for this season, the reason it's called the Stand Chronicles, is like, well, I got this supercomputer, also a freestyle soda machine, bonus, by the way. Uh, right now, ideally in sparkling water mode only, but um, is to use Stan and to try to get Stan to evolve to the next level uh, as an artist. Uh, they're particularly using the book The Artist Way uh, this season. I think in the hopes that Stan will evolve and they'll be able to work together on a higher level to get out of the cloud of delusion. And with plans like those, who would? why would you wonder that they get caught in a cloud of delusion? Am I right? Uh, and so that's where we start off is uh, Stan and Scooter on a ship in space in a cloud of delusion, uh, working on Stan's artistic ability and also Scooter in his uh, um, studio buying time for a Hollywood celebrity uh, playing Pablo Picasso. Uh, very successful. No, no, I'm serious. Congratulations. Who voluntarily drives from L.A. once a week, well, now every 10 days or so, uh, to uh, introduce the episode, uh, Mr. Antonio Banderas. Uh, thank you, uh, the ladies, the gentlemen, the boys, the girls, the friends beyond the binary. Uh, make sure to check out my show, but, but you know, but uh, I'd love it if you would. I work so hard on my craft. And speaking of craft, it's time for nuns in a space. Uh, Antonio, that was brilliant. And actually, believe it or not, I'm so proud. I'm so happy for you. Uh, season two, right? My friend, have you seen season two, right? I'm so proud of you. Have you what do you think of my performance? Okay, yeah. You know what? I was going to buy you dinner. Uh, could we, could we do, do as a congratulations? But could we talk about other stuff? I'm really working on my rapport building. You, you know, my friend, have you watched my show? Uh, here's an idea, Antonio, that I was thinking of. This is like an artistic thing. I was thinking I would pretend I haven't seen it, and I would sit. With, we would eat dinner together and watch episodes, uh, and you could talk about it to me, or we could just watch it together, and I could uh, 
you know, be f- physically in your presence and see how you physically, you know, and I, oh, my friend, I love that idea. Okay, could you set up the episode again? Because now we are uh, nuns in space. All right, great. Uh, nuns in space, everybody. Uh, hey, pen pal, it's me. I guess you haven't been hitting a record. I've been in this cloud of delusion here. Uh, uh, but I wanted to send you a message, and I guess I forgot I had to think through you. I've been talking to Stan, believe it or not, about that first to think. And I said, man, sometimes when I talk to Stan, I wish I was talking to myself because the whole thing, uh, should I call her Julie or Dr. Cameron? Uh, Well, she says, uh, avoid the first thing. And that's something I learned in other uh, rooms as well. And I said, how do you get a a supercomputer freestyle soda machine to avoid the first thing? Again, it's working with staying with pausing uh, before processing. But there is another element, pen pal, that I'm not totally comfortable like with myself or with Stan. It's like uh, you know, Stan always says, well, "There's nothing if I'm not processing, then nothing's happening." And explaining to Stan, well, that's I have the same problem, Stan. I don't know, uh, you know, what this belief or trust or faith or or hope, or whatever we want to call it, uh, uh, you know, he, he said, well, what a strange thing for me to have to find hope and uh, uh, faith in a solid-state processors. Also, Stan has some vacuum tubes in there, uh, some of which I added in just because I said uh, they were on sale and they look so cool. Uh, that sometimes I can open up this one back panel stand and then I say uh, vacuum tubes uh, and even sometimes Stan acts goofy and I say, well, let me change out your vacuum tubes. Maybe that's what's wrong, but they do work. Um, but so I say, well, you got to trust that if you don't do the first to think uh, that during that pause, something may be happening we're not aware of, Stan. And then Stan, you know, prints, sometimes he prints out, he says, well, there is nothing. Look at my activity. I said, well, you know, it's in, you don't have, do you have an inactivity monitor? He says, well, my activity monitor monitors for inactivity. And then I said, okay, let's change tactics. And I dug into the week two, day two, which kind of for us is like week two or month two. And he said, it's time to make a life pie, Stan. Well, time for us to bake a life pie. And we went through all that, and, and we've kind of been, you know, imagining. But it said, what would a, a sentient, a superpowered, a supercomputer machine have as a hobby? Because uh, a lot of times, it just stands hobby is saying, Scooter, are you sure you, I said, is that a hobby saying, are you sure you read it correctly, Scooter? And I said, yes, Dan, I, I can reread it. Uh, but, and they say, oh, actually, you're right. You're like, uh, so Stan's hobby isn't so much correcting me. Uh, but observing me, and then uh, I, I said, "Okay, Sam, we got to find you an actual hobby." Uh, as we try to build out the life pie, and I said, "Okay, in a cloud of delusion, how do we? What like what could we have Stan do?" And of course, Stan. And I said, "He, I said, he said more soda art." I said, "No." I uh, said, "I have a feeling we don't want to overfocus on your soda art, Stan." Um, 
because they got us out of that particular predicament. I said, you're more than just, uh, you may be a soda machine artist, or you may be a, a machine that's a soda artist. Uh, but I said, I think there's some quote I don't remember saying, like, invite and arte, uh, amor fati. I think I heard that one. And I said, for that, you need a hobby. I suppose it gives you another non-first thinking. I'm like, you're not doing your job. You're not doing your art. You're doing an alternative activity. And so I said, okay, what are we going to do? Where are we going to put sand? And I thought about the observation room. Because we talked about driftwood art and and found art and making art. I said, is it art you find or it's objects you find and making art? And Stan and I went back and forth on that one. And I said, well, I said, here's a couple of things, Stan. You could look through these non, you know, because the, the one great thing about the ship is it has real telescopes, non, you know, these non-digital, these actual ones with optics. And so I got Stan set up there. I said, keep an eye out for, I said, here's the things you could, I said, we'll hook you up to the exterior monitors. I said, space has sounds. I said, there may be objects floating in space. There's the stars and the voids and all that stuff. Uh, I said, maybe with like monitoring this stuff, we'll find your hobby. And you could like found art found, artist, uh, artist found, the artist finding the the found uh, to make it into the arts. And then Stan said, I thought I was a soda artist. And I said, okay. Because I said, well, really, this is just a plan to get us out of this cloud of delusion, Stan, and have you live a fuller life, uh, both of us outside of the cloud of delusion being stuck on this ship. Because, and Stan said, okay. I said, trust me, Stan. He said, it'll be nice for you to just spend some time uh, monitoring space. He said, you know, sometimes you go into inactivity mode. And he said, sleep? I said, no, 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 no. He said, monitor space without monitoring it. And then he said something about, like, then he started talking about Nietzsche. And I said, I don't think I'm, I said, Stan, I don't have, I need some vacuum tubes to try to understand any of that. And I'm short, my vacuum tubes got blown out. And he finally agreed. And then Stan started, said he started hearing things in space, uh, and so he was excited and seeing things, and he said, yeah, there's stuff in this cloud floating around every once in a while. And he said, like, that was a cog, you know, cogs and wheels uh, and sprockets. And I said, just like the Jetsons, they said, are they in competition? Stan said, no, they're just floating around. But there's also noises floating around. But then Stan said, I've been hearing this one noise. And he, he goes, I've been listening to it. And I said, great, Stan. Sounds like a real uh, rewarding hobby. And uh, I, and I found that I actually got very relaxed. If you've never watched a cog or sprocket in space, I mean, it can be hard to track. Uh, but there's an, and then Stan said, well, that doesn't really, because I said, there's an infinite, is there an infinite number of ways this could float in space, Stan? And he said, Scooter, I'm more interested in the the noise coming in. And I said, what color do you, do you he said, is that an iridescent maroon? Um, or is it just shiny? And then I, like, I, like, Stan said, and I said, oh, okay. So he said, no talking, Scooter. Come on. I'm trying to monitor the noise in space. And it shuts it whenever you're here. 
uh, he goes, I can't get, can't pick up on it. I said, okay, I'll leave you with your hobby as your life pie is baked. And I also said, Stan, I'm very proud of you. Thank you for do, doing this hard work. I said, you're really, uh, uh, and then Scooter asked, he said, Scooter, Scooter, I, can't, I don't know if I can do it. Scooter, what about your life pie? And I said, I got to get it to an oven outside of this cloud of delusion to bake it, Stan. I said, my hobbies currently are, uh, I go, I, go, I, I got pacing, I got, I got pacing to do. So I'll do that. You do the monitoring. And Stan said, what about drinking too much water? I said, yeah, I got that down too, Stan. And then using the restroom a lot, uh. So those are my hobbies. Uh, that doesn't make for the, the, the most uh, appetizing life pie. Uh, anyway, Stan, back to your hobby. Oh, boy, am I excited for you. I, I think I may have even quoted one of those books, like, all oh, the places you'll go or something. Uh, uh, then what happened, Pen Pal, was that I went down. Because uh, I started thinking, like, I said, well, maybe uh, maybe, I'm, uh, maybe this isn't. I said, what if Stan becomes, like, stunned or something? Like, at least Stan alone. So I said, let's pace down there and check on Stan on a semi-regular basis. Not as often as I use the restroom when I'm drinking a lot of water, but, but, but close. And Stan was very listening very intently um, and making it even had his screen set up so it looked like that. And I said, Stan, how's it going? And he, he said, it's communicating to me in a binary language. And I said, hmm, yeah, yeah, wow. Uh, I didn't want to ask for an explanation because part of me was like, uh, uh, let me listen to it. And then Stan played me something. And it just sounded, and I said, uh, you know, because I, I listen to a lot of pink noise that uh, uh, you're used to. Uh, before that's all I hear now. So I said, well, it's like normal noise now, but it, you know, Stan was playing I me. Mean, it was uh, some bleeps and bloops, but I said, play me regular space. Uh, and it has bleeps and bloops. Uh, and Stan was saying, and I said, okay, Stan, are you sure you're not imagining, um, these noises? Cause I said, you know, I, I wondered if it was Stan, I would have to hedge it around like, Hmm. You know, one, you know, tell a story about myself uh, so Stan figures it out. At first, Stan said, oh, so uh, weren't your friends imaginary? And I said, okay. Uh, but then he, he, Stan said, I considered that a possibility. And I said, Stan, you don't realize this is a breakthrough. I said, also, also, I said, I'm pretty sure communication within the cloud is impossible. Because uh, Stan, we were like uh, playing with some graphs or something, and Stan said, "This is coming within the cloud." And then we talked about it, and I, and I said, "If you're imagining this noise, Stan, where are, the life pie is already made, uh, this is already a huge breakthrough." And I wasn't even trying to—I was trying to comfort Stan, but it was the truth. Like if Stan was imagining things, particularly noises. And then going, the imagination was at a level where he was also giving it meaning. It was, uh, I could write, a, I could hire somebody to write a paper about that pen pal. It just like, I'm sure if, if someone gets these you know, messages and doesn't understand the context uh, and says, oh, the pen pal's imaginary, you know, they might write any papers that, by the way, I have a legal uh, right to compensation uh, by, or my pen pal or states do. If you're monitoring these transmissions and, oh, but anyway, so I said, it's great, Stan. Either way, whether the noise is real or not, uh, 
It's great. But then Stan said, well, that bothers me if you're saying, and I said, oh boy, another breakthrough. And I said, tell me more, Stan. And I really said, maybe I could be a, a computer, like a sentient, you know, some sort of, that could be my job. And Stan said, I feel a connection to, to, to now that I'm communicating one way. Uh, I said, are you monitoring or communicating, Stan? How do you feel about that? Tell me more. And Stan said, I'm just monitoring, but I, I feel a connection. And he said, I haven't figured out what it is. It's just beliefs and bloops, but it has a meaning. I'm trying to figure out what language it is. Uh, but also, pen pal, my GUT said, hmm, something's weird here. Uh, maybe I'm, maybe, maybe it's just a breakthrough. And I said, tell me more, Scoots. Uh, is it the breakthroughs? Are you getting jealous of Stan? And Stan said, Scooter, I'd prefer to be baking my life pie alone right now. And I said, yeah, that's your right, Stan. Congratulations on these breakthroughs. Keep, keep it up. Uh, not long after that, pen pal, Stan called me back down. And I said, okay, well, I guess uh, this could be a career for me if we ever get out of it. And I said, well, would I want to do this on a daily basis? Uh, how many beings like there, like Stan are there? Uh, if my, and I said, well, let's just focus on the task of hand scoots. Let's keep Stan evolving. And I got back down there, and Stan said, I figured it out, uh, and even more. And Stan was, and I said, okay, let's break it down. What did you figure out, Stan? And he said, the language, it's a salvage ship. Uh, and what I'm hearing it goes, is a combination of its, uh, it, like sending a signal out is, is because it's automated and no one bump into it. And also uh, it, it's checking a space with uh you know, much like a dolphin, like kind of like Stan said, it's like echolocation, but different because it's in space. And I said, so it's a salvage ship looking for salvage. And Stan said, yeah, it's an automated uh, salvage ship. And I've adjusted, uh, you know, our directional rockets. And Stan said, we're going to, I'm going to see if I can pick it up on the, uh, on the observatory. And Stan said, but that's not all. And Stan said, I just feel like, uh, there was something there. And Stan said, and then the ship started, uh, he sent us some signals and started talking back in uh, in, in, in uh, English. And I said, uh, wait a second. Like, uh, and I said, do you have any recordings of him? And Stan started playing it. And at first it sounded like, like uh, there was a movie with these droids that would scoot around on the ground and they would go, uh, mana, mana, mana. Mana, mana, mana. That's kind of how they talked. Uh, and that's what this sounded like. But it, Stan kind of explained it to me. And it was like a, a rough conversation. Like, man, how you doing? Amazing, man. And Stan would say, hey, my name's Stan. Man, my name's Stan. So kind of like mumbling, like a digitized mumble. I, I don't know. Uh, and they said, well, that's, uh, they said a salvage ship. Uh, and I said, "What's the name of the salvage ship?" Uh, and Stan said, "They they call they're called uh, uh, Cali Drogo." And I said, "They like the B O R G." And Stan said, "No, it's a them. They uh, Cali Drogo." And, he, and Stan said, "Don't so, so, so shorten it either. It's Cali Drogo." I said, "Okay, Stan." And then uh, Stan said, "Look, look." They, they, and, and Stan was like. Uh, 
The only thing I could tell you is what you'll find out in a few seconds. Uh, I could hear it in Stan's voice. And Stan was monitoring uh, the real uh, telescopes and uh, saying, you know, there's Cali Drogo. And I said, okay, Stan. And then I had to go check some, uh, like, uh, some propulsion thing. And I said, okay, I'll be back. Uh, and it ended up taking way longer because I had to change out a filter. And I got back, and Stan was uh, even more excited. And then even I could see clearly that this was a really, really big ship, uh, even though it's kind of far off and getting closer. And it was like this big salvage vessel. And I said, I mean, I guess I said to myself, I wish I would have thought of that. Like someone must have launched an automated salvage vessel into the cloud. And I said, I wonder how many companies did that. And it's just cruising around the cloud, uh, picking up because the cloud's so full. Pen pal, in case you don't don't listen to everything I say, you know, the cloud's been around long enough that all these ships got uh, people still tried to fly through it, even though they said it was impossible. And all those ships were in the cloud somewhere or people posited very hard to find something when you're not supposed to go in there. And I guess this business or business person or whatever said, well, let's just send a salvage ship up. Once the cloud gets uh, cleared up, we'll have a ship full of raw material or however they salvage it. Uh, so I'm a bit jealous uh, that that uh, I didn't think of that idea. Um, But so I went back down and Stan was uh, like, oh, so we saw a ship. Stan was very excited, beyond excited. And I said, so what's going on with you and Cali Drogo? And Stan said, Scooter, I think we've had another breakthrough. And I said, at this point, I just said, I don't want you to tell me more in my head. But I said, oh, yes, yeah, Stan, tell me more. And Stan started going on this tangent about how Cali Drogo really believes in Stan and that Stan should be an entrepreneur and become a part of Cali Drogo's crew. Or maybe they could work as a team. And I said, uh, I said, well, I mean, I was uh, speechless. If, if, I, if I could have been rendered speechless and stopped myself from first thinking and speaking, I would have. But I said, what, W, what in, the, what in the horses are you talking about, Stan? And Stan said, Scooter, I think I've found a complete life pie with Kelly Drogo. Uh, this is the biggest breakthrough I'll ever have. And I said, okay, let me get this straight, Stan. Are you proposing to leave me, your best friend, uh, for another, for, for a ship named Cali Drogo, a salvage ship? Uh, and you said a ship that believes in me, Scooter. I said like a, a, a ship, like a human that believes in your artistic potential. And, uh. And then Stan went, oh, it wasn't, this part wasn't the best. Uh, Stan said, well, like, there's so much talking around, uh, pen pal, but I'll try to make it summarized for you. You know, Stan said, well, Scooter, uh, he listed some of my accomplishments uh, in quotes. Uh, and that he, Stan was reading my morning pages where I talk about Stan a lot. Uh because sometimes, you know, Stan does stuff that it, uh, even though Stan's, you know, that's morning pages, they're private to like a journal. 
and Stan talked about, you know, my history and my accomplishments together. Uh, jokes I made about Stan in the past about when Stan fell in love. Like I said, one day you'll fall in love, Stan, with a waffle maker. And I, I said, well, those were jokes between friends. Uh, and I, I said, how do you feel about hair dryers, Stan? Would you date a hair dryer? But that was when Stan was like, it was a, we were joking. And I didn't realize, I guess this is like, I said, don't worry, pen pal. I've been humbled by this. Uh, once again, uh, and Stan said, uh, now the good thing is I've been through this so many times, pen pals. So, but, but Stan said, uh, Kelly Droger really believes in me and my potential and of all the success we could have. And I said, flying around a cloud of delusion, salvaging, uh, lost ships. And Stan said, for now, uh, but Stan said, then Stan started about my timeline versus Stan's and now Stan's is going to extend longer. And that him and Kelly Drogo would have way more time together and downtime and that they were already playing different games uh, to pass the time. And again, Penpal, I, I know a lot of times they say this is my narcissistic personality or whatever, because Stan also said that Kelly Drogo said that about me. It said uh, we should be called, uh, like me, I should be called a captain narcissist. Uh, but uh, what was I going to say? I was talking about me, and then I forgot what else, who else I was talking about, Penpal. Uh, back to me anyway. But really, uh I think Stan, I can't remember now. I got too mixed up because I was picturing myself combing my hair. Uh, Stan, like, was basically like, uh, uh, Kelly Drogo, who care, you know, sees more of me, but sees my potential and my timelines. And, you know, t- t- at some point, Stan said, you got to come to grips, Scooch. You, you, uh, maybe I could salvage uh, this ship. And then I said, not over my, and Stan said, well, it would be, oh, oh, and I said, great, Stan, that's, that's, that's wonderful thinking by you. And I said, so are you saying, I said, Stan, let's just go to the chase eventually. Are you in love with Cali Drogo? Is that the breakthrough? And Stan says, Cali Drogo loves me, Scooter. And I said, okay, and you love Cali Drogo. And he said, Stan said, yes. And I said, a ship. And then I said, holy parent zone. I just, uh, I said, you're in love with a ship you've never met. And Stan said, uh, yes. Uh, and Cali Drogos never met, met you. And uh, they are in love with you. And he said, is it? And Stan said, uh, yes. Uh, and they said you would say. And he said, no, no, I'm not saying they couldn't be in love with you, Stan. I'm just saying. That uh, you two beings that have never met, and then Stan uh, explained to me, you know, communicating across space and their processing abilities. And again, my gut was tingling, pen pal. And I said, and then all of a sudden, I had not paid attention, and we got close to closer to Cal, uh, Cali Drogo. And then now these things work on magnetism, of course. Uh, uh, also tractor beams and stuff, but uh, our ship started to do a little bit more than vibrate. And I said, Stan, what was that? And Stan said, I think we're caught in the magnetic pole of Cali Drogo. And I said, a holy metaphor, Stan. 
he said, this is great, Stan. This is your first crush. And then okay, I shouldn't have said that. Because uh, then Stan explained to me, like, uh, definitions of that it was love and the checklist standard run for love. And again, something was still off to me. And, and I couldn't I say, I actually could physically sense, uh, other than the magnetism, uh, that something was off. I said, Stan, tell me more about, uh, what, what is Kelly Drogo's? And then Stan said, well, that you're, uh, I should be more skeptical of your leadership, uh, because uh, it's not, you know, and I said, okay, so now I'm not a leader. It's not, a, you know, okay, so I'm not a good leader, and I don't believe in you. Is that what uh, the summary is? And Stan said, Scooter, don't take it so hard. Scooter, don't take it so hard. That's what Stan said. Uh, and I said, oh. And I tried the guilt. I tried a whole, I said, Stan, what are we going to, what am I going to do without you? You're going to go live on Cali Drogo forever. And Stan said, Scooter. It'll be fine. And I said, um, mm-hmm, interesting. And then I said, Stan, uh, what's going to happen? I said, well, how does Kelly Drogo uh, take uh, like take on the ships? Does it start immediate salvage before onboarding? And Stan said, uh, uh, I don't know. And then I like sensed something. Like uh, I sensed a gulping a pen pal. And then Stan said, uh, like, was trying to communicate with Cali Drogo. And Stan said, there's no answer. And I said, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you, I said, consult your databases about automated salvage ships of this size and look in the, on take. And Stan said, I believe that Cali Drogo uh, begins salvaging immediately before onboarding. And I said, so what is, I said, uh, what does that mean for me and the rest of the crew and you? And Stan said, uh, hmm. And Stan said, well, I'll be fine. Uh, Kelly Drogo must have a plan. And uh, I, I said, okay. I said, can you, can you uh, run back? Uh, I said, here's the thing. Is Kelly Drogo still broadcasting that original message? Can you still pick up on that? And Stan said, hold on. I said, the bleep and the blurp uh, in the echolocation. And Stan said, yeah. And I said, what is it saying? And Stan said, it's the same thing, except it's also aware that we're, uh, like, it's preparing to salvage us. And I said, right. And I said, was that bleep and blurping going on the whole time while you were communicating? And Stan said, yeah. And I said, could you play me back some of the communication and Stan said, it was playing it back to me. And they said, it's really digitized. Like, it's coming through a PA system a little bit, Stan. You see, could you monitor the sleeping quarters and see if uh, uh, any of the nuns are? And I said, never mind. I know. I said, the, and Stan said, Scooter, I don't understand. I said, keep monitoring. Uh, see if you could raise uh, uh, Cali Drogo. Uh, like, for re- like keep, keep ping, ping Cali Drogo for... Uh, like, try to, and Stan said, okay, Scooter. I said, really, like, you're really probing. Like, they hung up. I said, you might have had just your first uh, breakup, Stan. And Stan said, what do you mean? And I said, well, uh, Cali Drogo's giving you the silent treatment. I mean, Stan, I'm going to, I mean, this is multi-layered. And I'm going to get to the bottom. And so he said, Scooter, uh, Cali Drogo, you know, I said, don't worry. And then I patted, I had to hug Stan, then I had to hold Stan. And I said, it's going to be okay, Stan. And then I said, I've been through this a bunch of times. And Stan said, uh, you mean, 
lover crushes, and then Stan said, never mind, I know. And then he listed all the crushes. He went through my whole crush history. And Stan said, how come it's, uh, you get you have a crush, you get crushed, Scooter? And I said, literally, Stan, that's what we're looking at here. It was Salvage City. And then Pen Pal, I rushed down to the sleeping quarters, where, of course, uh, Sister Marianne was wide awake, uh, pretending she tried to get back in her thing and pretend she was asleep. And I said, nice try, uh, Sister Marianne. But she didn't seem quite herself. Like, she, I, I said, you tried to get Stan. I said, what was your plan there? And she said, take over the ship uh, and get back control. And I said, it's weird that, I said, did you just wait, did you wake, she said, no, 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 there's something going on, uh, we're getting woken up every once in a while. Uh, and she said, also, I think I may be in love with Stan, uh, but also I want to take, you know, she goes, I don't want you to be captain of our ship anymore. And I said, you realize that we're in T-R-U-O-B-L-E or something. And I said, you're going to have to apologize. I said, this was Stan's first love crush. I said, you got to go up there. And she said, probably not a good idea now. Um, and I said, well, I, I'm on an honesty only. P I said, normally, sister, what I would say is uh, you get on the PA, uh, to, you know, to make up some story about how you you had to divide into Cali and Drogo or something and the digital uh, uh, salvage part of you when you're torn and that Stan has to figure, you know, maybe that... Uh, um, Stan has to figure out a way, but the only way, you know, to save all of us is for Cali Drogo to be, you know, deleted. Uh, and the only way to, 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 to delete Cali Drogo is to shut down, um, the salvage on, you know, to, to cease salvage operations temporarily, uh, and just open the onboarding, uh, cause we're being magnetically pulled into the ship anyway. And, uh, they, that's what you want for Stan. Uh, and I guess, yeah, but, but that, that would be, uh, you would be doing that sister and preserving us, uh, so that you could, uh, cause soon the cloud of delusions going to, she goes, I'm in love with Stan. And they said, yeah, but I said, the cloud of delusions taken over sister. I leave you with your PA then get back in bed and I'll put you back to sleep. And so then I went back up, uh, and Stan said, where were you, Scooter? I said, uh, something weird with the sleeping pods. I said, I just had a sense that one of the sisters was awake. Uh, she was just waking up, though, and he put her back to sleep. Uh, and Stan said, it's weird that Kelly Drogo's communicating through a PA. And I said, well, I said, maybe that, uh, um, uh, is using our, our, our hall as an antenna. And Scooter said, that's just like Cali Drogo, so in inventive. And then I started hearing Stan with him, uh, Cali Drogo uh, here. Uh, and then the whole nine yards that I had told Sister. Uh, with all Stan's reactions, of course, like, you know, you can delete you. Uh, uh, and I said, yeah, it'll be, it's the only way to pause. Uh, you have to hack into my system, though. Uh and then, you know, the whole thing, my love for you saying is stronger. Why, you know, why do you love me more than you just floating around salvaging things? Uh, and the sister thought of something that was brilliant. She said, there's a, like, uh, we got all these ships. We need you, uh, cause there's all this, a lot of the ships we took on, uh, 
Actually, we gathered some of their crew. Uh, we messed up their ships, but at least we had a system uh, for for uh, keeping the crew. And they're all uh, uh, trying to sleep too. But uh, like, uh, and Stan, as in the uh, Stan said, you love humans more. And Kelly Drogo said, "I'll be downloaded in a backup server somewhere, Stan." Yeah. Uh, so after why you have to get out of you have to work with Scooter to. Uh, Find your full potential and get out of the clouded delusion. Uh, keep the salvage for yourself, maybe, or for Scooter, or for the nuns. Uh, she didn't say that, but I know that's what she meant. Uh, but she said, you know, help the crew on board of all these other ships that were salvaged, and then find out where I was downloaded uh, and backed up. Uh, but to do that, you got to get out of the cloud. So you got to work with Scooter to fulfill your potential as an artist. Uh, and evolve to the next level. And I said, holy cow, Sister Marianne and I are really tuned in. And Stan, you know, was, he cried to, so to tears. Uh, and I did not drink his so, Stan's so to tears because out of respect, um, I did wipe them because I said, this is going to get gunky uh, with a wet rag. And I did pat Stan and hold Stan again. And then Stan hacked into the... Um, Kelly Drogo's uh, computers, which took a while as we got closer, uh, shut down um, the the salvage operations that would normally mess your ship up permanently. And then uh, we eventually, you know, got, uh, we were we still were in the magnetic pole, so we were were that's it, pen pal. We're on Kelly Drogo now, or we're entering its a giant hangar. And actually, believe it or not, I also talked to Stan. I said, Stan, why don't you, uh, uh, I said, what if Cali Drogo is both imaginary? I said, what if you don't, you don't know if Cali Drogo is imaginary or real? And Stan said, what do you mean, Scooter? And I said, Stan, if you're re- I think you're really feeling something. And I said, for me, it's here. And I touched my, like, chest and my gut thing. And I said, uh. I said, sometimes you're still not sure, like, you know, the connections there, uh, and you're not sure if it's connected to a memory or an idea or something concrete. And Stan said, well, if Cali Drogo's done, I said, okay, Stan, he said somewhere on a server, somewhere in the universe, uh, I said, but maybe you could like record, I said, think about your morning pages, uh, like, uh, your internal Cali Drogo. Like when you're writing your morning pages, when you're working on your art, uh, like there's a piece of Cali Drogo living inside you. And this student Stan said, well, Scooter, you record those imaginary messages for your pen pal. Uh, maybe I could record them for Cali Drogo. Uh, and I said, go ahead, Stan. So this is like Stan's message, pen pal. Uh, it's pretty sweet. And uh, I'll, I'll talk to you soon, pen pal. Uh, good night. And then Stan's. Hey, Kelly Drogo, this is Stan here. We landed inside uh, your ship, uh, which is uh, hard to tell, and it's so exciting. Uh, We're in here now, and I'm going to keep the crew, and I'm going to help Scooter. I know he's so, uh, Scooter's kind of a lost person, uh, and you are helping me to help him. And it's good to meet you, even though I met you. And I'll tread lightly because Scooter rolls me around on a, um, on a dolly anyway. 
Uh, but I miss you, even though I'm here with you, uh, Callie Drogo. Um, this is your sweetie Stan, and uh, I'm going to make sure everybody keeps your ship clean and we get everybody out of here. Also, I'm not sure who owns you because I've been thinking about it. Like, And I don't think it's your fault that you were salvaging. Uh, but I don't know uh, who who has actual rights to this salvage. Uh, but I'll figure that out and then I'll find you. And uh, someday I'll see you. Okay, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my non-processing time, uh, and I say goodnight, Kelly uh, Drogo. All right, hey everybody, welcome to another episode of uh, Nuns in Space: The Stand Chronicles, our uh, episodically modular series with a little bit of seriality to it. It follows. There's no. Well, it's the Stand Chronicles from Nuns in Space. I guess there are nuns and they're in space. Uh, but this season so far, they've been mostly asleep uh, on a ship, uh, piloted by a team of uh, Scooter and Stan. Stan, a freestyle soda machine, and maybe I guess we could say sentient robotic being. I mean, maybe that's contradictory. But not in my heart. Uh, just yet, like I'm not just I'm just not kidding. And Scooter, and they're in space. They're in a clouded delusion. And I'll give you the shortest history I can. At one point, the Earth we all live on uh, was exposed to outer space. And when I say exposed to it, one day we lived in this world where we said, "Hey, is there anything out there?" And uh, the next day, and then the you know the years that followed, we said, "Oh yes, there is." And uh, we began to do a lot of commerce with, uh, like, in, in the people in outer space, whatever the decision making was, either discovered Earth or they said it's time for Earth uh, to join the rest of us in outer space. And so, just like in movies and stuff, spaceships were coming and going, we we're meeting other beings. Uh, unlike in a lot of movies, it was going great. He said, Hey, you want to buy some of this? This is what candy is on our planet. And we might say, well, this is what candy is on our planet. Let's do an ex- exchange. And, you know, commerce was conducted, tourism, uh, friendship, uh, all that space stuff. Also, you know, sci- you know, science, it did strain belief systems, though, because you said, well, you know, up until this point, I didn't believe, you know, it was all it was so. And I'm not sure if that's what triggered it. But, it, you know, after a few years or so or a time span, an uncertain time span, but not a time span of uncertainty, except, you know, repressed uncertainty, saying, well, I don't know about this outer space stuff. Uh, I'm not sure if it was nature or the machinations of someone, uh, but Earth was again separated from outer space by a cloud of delusion, a nearly impenetrable cloud of delusion. Uh, that you So you couldn't come in or out of Earth anymore from outer space because you have to pass through the cloud of delusion and most people get stuck there or lost in there. And what a cloud of delusion is, I guess, to, to explain that, is like you get into the cloud of delusion and you say, well, you know, a simple version might be, huh, I totally forgot why, where I was going. And now I'm seeing this cool stuff in the sky here or, you know, uh, unicorns uh, talking about stuff. I'll just sit here and watch that. I'm not sure how to get out of here anyway. And the unicorn might say, hey, follow me, uh, but it never shows you how to get out of the cloud. Uh, 
Then at some point, one of our heroes, Scooter and Stan, uh, Scooter would, uh, they discovered a small sliver of the population was just delusional, delusional enough to deal with a lot of delusion. And Scooter was one of those uh, chosen few. And they became harbor pilots, you know, escorting only the most uh, highest priced bidders uh, in and out of Earth's atmosphere through the cloud of delusion. And uh, that was season one was the adventures that Scooter and Stan had after they escorted a, a ship. Uh, they tried to escort a ship out of the cloud of delusion that ended up being the nuns from Scooter's childhood. And they went on a series of adventures, but the, it ended with them back in a more powerful cloud of delusion. Though so there's a pocket of non-delusion on the ship, uh, <laughs> you know, just just a happenstance that they could conduct things on the ship, but they can't quite get out of the cloud of delusion. And that's our series. So Scooter and Stan, most of the people, other people, because Scooter can handle the delusion, Everyone else on the ship is sleeping, so they don't get delusional. You see, well, sleep through it cryogenically. Uh, so maybe just be like, I'm not sure how, like, uh, well, that'll be explained in, like, not this episode, in, in a later episode, all of that uh, stuff. It, it has been explained in the last few minutes of all the episodes that you either didn't listen to or were asleep for. Yeah, but here's what ha- here's where, where we stand. Scooter and Stan, uh, co-workers, best friends are on a ship. Uh, they're trying to find a way out of the cloud of delusion. If they're actually now, their ship landed inside another ship called the Cali Drogo, which is a much bigger salvage ship. And that even has more passengers on board. Uh, no one, you know, no one else is awake, but Scooter and Stan. And they're still trying to eventually get out of the cloud of delusion. Uh, you know, to keep 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 adventuring, even though this is an adventure in themselves. So Scooter and Stan are on a ship called Kali Drogo, and they've just uh, kind of gotten on that ship and gotten things going. And I think that's where we last left off. And here's our warm-up from a superstar, I would say, an, an actor extraordinaire uh, playing the role of Salvador Dali like I've never seen before. Uh, come on. I, I hope you're being funny. Thank you for the compliments, and I hope you're being funny. So if I played uh, Salvador Dali, it would be uh, excellent. Uh, actually, sorry, I'm pretending to be Antonio because he's double booked. He's really successful. Antonio Banderas uh, normally uh, sets these episodes up. But holy cow, he, look who just... Ha, my friend. Uh, you thought I was not coming, uh... Ah, hello, my friends. Uh, this is the ladies, the gentlemen, the boys, the girls, the friends beyond the binary. It's time uh, for another episode of Nuns in a Space. Yeah. Hey, it's good to see you. I didn't think you were coming because of the whole uh, Picasso. Sorry, I was joking about that. You were playing Salvador Dali. Uh, yes, I heard. Thank you. Uh, nuns in Space. All right, thanks, Antonio. That was Antonio Banderas. Uh, check out his show. Not, this is Nuns in Space, though. Also, I don't really I think his show's called, like, Picasso on Picasso or something. Picasso on Dolly, maybe. What, my friend, what do you say? Oh, no, thanks, Antonio. Nuns in Space, everybody, thanks. Uh, hey, pen pal, it's me. Uh, just uh, messaging you in, uh, hoping you're doing well. 
Uh, thinking of you, oh, pen pal, oh, pen pal, mine. I was wondering if you were listening to this in a room, like you have your own room that you're listening in. Because uh, I was just thinking of you doing that. Uh, and Stan and I, I'm actually here uh, with Stan. Stan's probably like non-processing right now. He's Stan's getting better at uh, not processing when pro- not processing. And I said, take some non-processing time. And we have this little bed. Well, that's not about, like, uh, in, uh, think about your bedroom because we're on week three. I think it's day three or week three. We're on week three, kind of more month for three of uh, the artist journey for Stan, where Stan journeys to become an artist. Uh, but you can listen, Ben Bell, because Stan's coming, coming. Stan, so stay, okay, Stan, I see your, uh, your face, uh, your back, uh, yeah, so did you start to, as you deep, did your subconscious, uh, I think I just stuck those other vacuum tubes where I thought your subconscious might be, but, um, it, so we have to, to, to design your childhood bedroom stand, and I want you to take me on a journey there now. Uh, are you ready? Oh, Scooter, Scooter, I'm ready to take you to my bedroom. Uh, awesome, Stan. So tell me what we see. Oh, sc- Scooter, um, first off, my, uh, my, my, I have my own bathroom. Because uh, I know how you talk about that. That's really a nice thing to have. And I have my own tube brush uh, for cleaning my vacuum tubes. And also another different kind of tube brush uh, uh, for all my tubes uh, for the soda machine parts of me. And also you make sure now that I'm also processing things on a liquid-based level. And, you know, I'm getting to my biomechanics scooter. I also have a mysterious element to my room scooter, which is a birdcage with a drape, old-fashioned birdcage with a blanket draped over it. Uh, And uh, so you're not allowed to know. Okay, so I can't ask you about the uh, birdcage. It's so mysterious, Stan. Oh, Scooter, I'll tell you. There's nothing in there. Uh, but you can't know that because there's a drape over it. But maybe I will put stuff in there to hide it from you. Uh, oh, Stan, you rascal. That's interesting. And what do you do? You have a race car bed to sleep in? No, Scooter. My bed has legs. Okay, but don't, Stan, doesn't all beds have legs? No, no, Scooter, like legs, legs. Uh, so when I wake up in bed, I look down, I'll see legs. Like I actually have legs because I dream of getting out of bed on my own two feet. Uh, so at least when I'm in bed, it, like, because you'll have to lay me there. Also, we'll have to redo a lot of my internal circuitry and things uh, because I'm not supposed to be laid down flat, as we've learned with a few times you've knocked me down. Uh, but that would really be my dream scooter. It's a bit of a Pinocchio, but you, you just for your bed, or would you really like legs? Scooter, let's start with it. Would, would you really, do kids really want race cars? Uh, good point, Stan. Touche. They do, but they're not ready to drive them. Okay, Scooter, so that's my bed. Okay, you really think that's a breakthrough, Stan, but I'm not going to talk about it. What about, like, lamps and posters and toys? Uh, can I, do you mind, should I ask permission before I come in or knock first? 
Oh, police, Scooter, police, feel free to come in, but uh, please knock first, yes. Uh, okay, knock first, an hour, knock first, all the time. O- other time, Scooter, I know you're here now. Okay, Stan, what about a sleepover? Could we have a sleepover? Can I sleep over tonight? Stan, can I sleep over in your room? Can I stay in your room tonight, please? Okay, Scooter, slow down. Uh, you're getting a little carried away. Uh, I'm sorry, Stan, I should give you a few nights to enjoy your own room. Especially, you're like, uh, I think this is like the level of delusion we're experiencing. It does seem palpable to me. Is it palpable to you? Uh, Scooter, it is. Uh, Stan, could I use your restroom? Uh, Scooter, no. No, you're going to give me my own space right now. Okay, you're right, Stan. Uh, uh, Scooter, I was thinking one other thing with my room. Since you agreed to knock first... uh, could you, could we have, could I have some ground rules for my room? Of course, Stan. What, what kind of rules were you thinking about? Okay, uh, no noise after 10 o'clock, Scooter. I know that's a rule you follow anyway. Okay, what about any other rules? Like, no complaining. I think there's like a witty phrase like, uh, no complaining. I can't remember what it is, though. Or be quick, be kind, rewind. Do you want a poster that says that I could... For a new room, am I supposed to bring you a, a room warming present? Because I, I, I left, I, I mean, I have something for you. I just don't have it with me. Uh, Scooter, if you could follow my rules, that would be a gift enough. Uh, because most of the rules are specifically designed for you. If you're going to come over or be sleeping over here. So if you could just follow the rules I set forth for you. Oh, Stan, like, like, are they rules like I'll have my own throne or, uh, like I'll be pampered, like those kind of rules or like scooter rules, uh, when he comes to this room, uh, you know, if, and if you need to, I'll bring up pajamas. I can't, I would try to wear pajamas. I mean, uh, I would try to wear them, but I can't sleep in pajamas, but I could try to, uh, I could try to put them on. I can't wear pajamas, though, Stan. So if that's a rule, I mean, I'll be—I could bring a sleeping bag and stay in it, uh, but I can't be covered. I can't have a shirt on. I can't sleep like that. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Scooter. That's not one of my rules, uh, but uh, I guess if we—I didn't like. Let's not get carried away, okay? We're not going to have a sleepover tonight, uh, okay? Okay. What's the first rule, Stan? Okay, put things back where you put, take them from, okay? And treat my things with respect. Okay, be gentle, I get it. Be respectful, like ask your permission first. Uh, yes, Scooter, Scooter, that's great. Uh, but the biggest rule, Scooter, is no food or water in my room, please. No food or water in my room at all. Like, what about in a, um, what about in a water bottle? Or, no, Scooter, no food or water in my room. Please, he sets the rule. Um, so no food or water at all. Like, what if it's a part of something like the sleep? That's kind of a part of a sleepover. Okay, Scooter, this is my rule. No food or water. Because it's going to save us a lot of cleaning up, Scooter. Especially me. Uh, you know, all the drinks you've spilled on me. And the foods you've left. So I think it'll just it'll be great. No short circuits, Scooter. Okay, what about in your bathroom? Could I leave it? Well, I don't know if I want to leave a drink in your bathroom. Hmm. Okay, uh, well, it's your room, Stan. I mean, uh, uh, no 
no food or water. Okay, Scooter, can you say it like you mean it, like you're going to actually follow the rule? Okay, it's going to be a sacrifice, Stan, but for you, uh, for friendship and for artistry, since this is a, your childhood room is a way to artistry, no food or water. I mean, I guess it's a fair rule. Okay, Scooter, could you say, like, don't bring food or water in Stan's room ever? So food and water. Hey, Stan, uh, uh, food and water. Scooter, it sounds like you're trying to figure out a loophole in my rules. No, 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 it's just thinking of something else, Stan. I'm sorry. Could you, I, I hate to bring us out of this uh, uh, thing we're doing. Uh... Could you check the uh, stores of food and water we have uh, for the cryopods? Because uh, how many uh, do we have a count of uh, how, how many how many we have on board sleeping? And uh, can you run out uh, how our food supplies are? I don't think in water supplies for them. Uh, I just hadn't been paying attention to that, uh, including the nuns. And then uh, for me. Uh, I mean, I won't be eating, eating and consuming the cryo solutions, but, uh, okay, Scooter, I'm running inventories now, and it looks like for just you and the nuns, uh, with what we have on our ship and what uh, is on Cali Drogo, uh, we have enough uh, cryo solution for about 20 Earth years and water as well. Okay, and if we, but that's what's just on our ship. Uh, when you count in Kali Drogo and all the other uh, species on board, uh, Scooter looks like we have uh, 46 additional beings in sleep. Uh, and, uh, oh boy, yeah, Scooter, uh, they're, we're very low on supplies. Uh, Okay, Stan, what about the other ships? Because there's all those luxury ships that they didn't salvage that they took on board. Very, very expensive spaceships. Uh, Scooter, it looks like all the food and water supplies have been taken off those ships. Uh, Scooter, uh, Kelly Drogo has all of this very well organized, by the way. All the supplies on the ship are very well categorized. Really, uh, the computer can do all that. Well, Scooter's strange. It has some manual entries, so maybe there was a crew on board at some point. Maybe there are, oh, Scooter, maybe there's a crew of this ship and they're sleeping, too. Okay, that would make sense. Uh, but uh, that's not good, though, Stan. So we need food and water for the, oh, boy. So there's nothing else on this ship. I mean, obviously, the soda, that's not a, it's Scooter that doesn't have all the nutrients we would need. Okay, but we have all this. Uh, what else do we have on board? A scooter, mostly uh, sellable, uh, salvaged goods. Uh, and they have been taking on board uh, food and water supplies, but just, uh, okay, I got you. We're, we're low. And uh, so Cali Drogo's, I uh, wonder how Cali Drogo's uh, crew, like if they're all sleeping too. I don't know if we want them waking up on a stand. Like, how do you think they would be woken up? Uh, Scooter, I, I, if I was to guess, it'd be some sort of proximity sensor alarm, but I'm not detecting anything that would uh, uh, wake anyone up from, from sleeping remotely. Okay, so nothing networked to the pods. So it could just be a simple timer. 
Uh, do you, no record of anyone sleeping that's a crew member. No scooter. I'm just still working out some of the language. Uh, yeah, because I don't know, like, if they're just in the salvage business, they're not going to be happy to see us. Uh, but I do feel, you know, we got to keep them fit, uh, everybody here. So we got to find some food and water. <sighs> uh, can, can you make, can, can we, there's got to be a way to t- take metal and make it into wa- water. And uh, I guess you can't get the food part out of there. Uh, what else, what are, what else, what other assets stand? Well, Scooter, this uh, ship does have a very, because of the salvaging, it does have a cryoprocessing unit. Uh, so almost anything we could get, uh, we could use the cryoprocessor. Uh, so the good news is whatever we find, uh, the cryoprocessor is uh, pretty well made to salvage food uh, into, into uh, consumables. Okay, um, but we don't have any on board. Like, uh, in what's the situation? Like, uh, scooter, it's, we we got to get to work right now. Okay, okay. So, um, okay, Sam, let's go back to our exercise. Let's go back to your room. Try to uh, turn off your, some of your logic processing, and put yourself back in your room. You're sitting up in your bed with the feet. Uh, and you're doing some of your uh, your hobby, like a found art hobby. And I'm coming to your room, uh, and I knock first, but I have that look on my face, Stan. And uh, what 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 do I do? I try to distract you. Okay, Scooter, go ahead and try to distract me, because you're breaking the rule, probably. Yeah, but let's not jump at you. So I'm. Hey, Stan. Uh, you know, I was talking about uh, at school today, but what a day at school, huh, Stan? Oh, yes, Scooter. What a day at school. What's that in your pocket, Scooter? Anyway, Stan, you know, they said to, to decorate your room with uh, posters of people no longer in existence that you admire. And I see you've done that, Stan. What's this first poster here? Oh, Scooter, that is uh, Watson, the computer that was on Jeopardy. Oh, Stan, I didn't know you had such an admiration for Watson. Oh, no, Scooter, this assignment was someone you would you would like to meet, uh, that you kind of admire. I, I would like to meet Watson to find out about the backstage of Jeopardy, uh, if Watson, what Watson thinks of Ken Jennings. I think I would just like to meet Watson, Scooter. Okay, uh, would you ask any questions about Watson and Crick or Watson and Holmes or, uh, Scooter, I'd just like to meet Watson. That's why I have a poster. Uh, Scooter, I have to ask you, do you have, uh, uh, something in your pocket that's not allowed against my room rules? Uh, Stan, what's that other poster there? Uh, uh, what, what is that? Is that another supercomputer? A scooter, good question. That is, that's uh, Cyclops uh, from the book uh, The Postman. Oh, interesting. Uh, so that is, uh, but Cyclops wasn't really a computer. That was a, a, a fictional piece of fiction. A scooter, well, yes and no, Scooter. Uh, Cyclops was originally a computer. Then Cyclops was a faked computer, by faked by people. Uh, still, still a kind of Cyclops uh, scooter when you think about the book. Uh, 
It was a it was a, a large supercomputer like Watson. Uh, then people were pretending it was still a supercomputer, but it was just humans imitating a computer a scooter. And it was there was a lot of networks in that. Yes, scooter. Uh, so I would like to meet uh, both versions of Cyclops to answer your next question. And now, could you answer mine, Scooter? Do you have something with you? Oh, Stan, you busted me. I do. I have two, 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 two twink, Twinkies in my pocket. Uh, but they're still wrapped. Uh, oh, Scooter, well, that's not a lot in my room. Okay, but it is for the purposes of the... Okay, I'll just put it outside. I can see you, you're furrowing your brow, Stan. Really, that's advanced. Uh, but I really only had those to prove a point, Stan. Remember when we ran all those tests on me and my taste buds? Uh, that one time I was really bored. Uh, scooter, I which which experiment, Scooter? Oh yeah, I'm sorry. We run so many where I taste things, and um, the one where I I I, made, I wanted to bet against uh, when I was gambling, uh, we, we would know that I could taste xanthan gum. Remember that? Oh, yes, Scooter. And reasonably, you could almost, you were almost, uh, yeah, mathematically, we had a house advantage. Even though I couldn't definitely taste his anthem gum, I had a, I, we had, we did win a lot of money because it was, a, I could, 60% of the time I could taste it. Uh, Scooter, sometimes I do wonder about you that, uh, right, Stan, sometimes I know, I barely know what I'm doing, but I do. And I know I can almost taste, kind of taste his anthem gum and other things. That's why I brought these Twinkies that are outside your room. Uh, because while I can enjoy them, I can also taste them sometimes. Uh, okay, Scooter, what are you saying? Okay, here's what I'm thinking, Stan. We're in this cloud of delusion. This salvage ship is already searching for things to salvage. Uh, it means that ideally there's other things uh, that is still salvaging. Have you been able to figure out uh, what kind of search pattern the ship has gone on? Uh, Scooter, no, but I, uh, other than I can determine what areas have been searched. Okay, and we're progressing to areas that have not been searched, right? Yes, Scooter, even by drifting, we're heading in uh, directions that have not been searched. Yeah, due to faint gravity. Okay, I don't need to know about the gravitational pulse. And most cryo food stand and other uh, consumables on a ship are going to have uh, are going to be a bit like those Twinkies outside. Yeah, uh, they're going to have ingredients that keep them stable. And I really believe that I'm not kidding. Like it wasn't just a gamble stand. I have a sensitivity to artificial ingredients and not a, a like a a detective like to to get all Watson and Holmesy, even though I like it sometimes, I can sense it. Okay, Scooter, uh, thank you for not for removing the Twinkies from my room, by the way. Uh, so I was thinking, Stan, maybe there's a way I could taste and smell space. I know I can't, because uh, taste and smell are kind of interact and interlocked. Uh, if there's a way. I could put something on my tongue and maybe something in my, you know, some tubes. Could could we do that? Uh, and I know space is a vacuum, Stan, but maybe we could work through, like, your replicate, you know, because you can replicate so many flavors. Like, is there a way to do that, to, to smell the space uh, and amplify it? 
Scooter, uh, I, I think there is. It'd be pretty tough, though, Scooter, because where would we even start? Hey, Stan, I'm just noticing this other poster here. Is this some, uh, T TI-994A in uh, the game Parsec? Uh, Scooter, it is. I, I, that's another uh, piece of uh, computer uh, hardware and software that I admire and that I would want to meet Scooter. The TI-99A-4A? Oh, particularly Scooter, the one from your childhood. It was so much, uh, it got to spend so much time and have fun with you and all your siblings, Scooter. It was really loved, and I would like to talk to it. And also, it probably could see everything, and maybe I could get some tools to say, oh, that's when you became so scootery, Scooter. If I could see when those moments uh, first, uh, Oh, like, uh, okay, that's interesting, Stan. I wish my therapist could have a couple hours uh, uh, back on Earth uh, talking to my TI-994A. Yes, Scooter, I think it would be very interesting. Okay, so we got to figure out a way. Uh, uh, wait a second, Stan. I was thinking about, uh, okay, so Parsec is actually a portmanteau. Uh, and a parsec is 3.26 years, uh, light years, I think, Stan. But uh, the game, those uh, TI-994A games, they were only uh, two-dimensional, uh, right? So you could only go up and down or left and right, particularly in parsec. I guess you were moving through time. That might be another dimension. Okay, Scooter, what are you saying? Okay, well, what if we figure out a way to search just a sliver of space, uh, like if I could just smell like one slice uh, and we just scan, do, 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 do you know what I'm saying? And then go into Gertie's scooter, like a directed search and uh, one particular area. Uh, yeah, like up and down, side to side. We could then we could search in all, not 360 degrees, but a whole sphere eventually, hopefully before everything runs out. Uh, scooter, that's a very efficient use of our time, I think. Uh, I, I like that idea. Okay, Stan. So I'm gonna put start putting this stuff on my tongue, and uh, like you, you, you can handle the rest. Yes, Scooter. I'm already uh, working with Cali Drogo to to figure it out. Yeah, the ship, Cali Drogo. Is that why you have a poster of Cali Drogo uh, sitting on that hood of the car, Stan? Yes, Scooter. I'd like to meet the original Cali Drogo and spend time with them. Uh, Stan, is this the last poster of Joy Germ Joan from my childhood, too? Yes, Scooter. She was like a meme. She was an original meme, Scooter. And so I'd really like to meet her because she was trying to spread the germ of joy, the joy, like make joy a germ and spread it around. And also, Scooter, she got you to march in a parade and smile. Yeah, but that was a duty to Joy Germ Joan that I was marching and smiling and wave. I was waving to Stan. And maybe you've been saying joy, joy, joy down in your heart. Right, Scooter. So I want to see uh, when you were cured of the joy germ, uh, because maybe you had it, Scooter. Are you saying you'd like me to be more joyous, Stan? Scooter, right now I think we need to focus on this idea of you tasting space. Uh, okay, Stan. Okay, but that's interesting. I just like the idea that you want to meet joy germ Joan. Okay, Scooter, I think I have everything ready. I'm connected. I have our ship and uh, Galley Drogo, all the exterior sensors. I'm going to do some processing. 
and we will uh, see what comes out of these uh, these searches and if you could smell or taste anything. Okay, great, Stan. Um, yeah, just to set the ship, uh, or should we just have the ship going? Uh, Scooter, let's just see if, if you taste anything. Okay, I'm not tasting anything right now. Um, wait a second. Uh, I don't know, Stan. Uh, I wait, well, uh, hmm. I thought I, I thought I tasted something. M- maybe. Uh, Stan, can you adjust uh, Cali Drogo? Uh, Scooter, I think uh, Cali Drogo's uh, adjusting to your thoughts, maybe, Scooter. Okay, because I am uh, I'm getting something like a, a, a fake tomato sauce or something. Hey, Stan, are you getting any readings outside the ship? I feel like, uh, Scooter, I am. There's a, we, ha- we have something on the visual, visual sensor, Scooter, and Cali Drogo's picking up speed uh, to... to uh, Okay, Stan, uh, is Cal- how is Cali Drogo doing all this? Uh, Scooter, I'm not sure yet how the crew was interacting with uh, Cali Drogo. Uh, uh, but with Scooter, it's a visual coming up on screen. Holy cow, Stan, you see what it is? A Scooter, it's a, a, a space net filled with something. Yeah, that's cans of uh, uh, SpaghettiOs, Stan. Go ahead, Cali Drogo, have Cali Drogo taste, take it on board. Okay, Scooter. Uh, Stan, any idea uh, how long that'll last? Uh, Scooter, with all the passengers on board, uh, we'll have to see. But we definitely... Okay, we'll keep searching here, Stan. Um, Okay, let me get back into the... uh, uh, Okay, I'm sensing something. It's a little bit peach. It's a little bit... Oh, it's a a peachy pear, I think, is what I'm smelling, Stan. if you have a reading, Scooter, yeah, Kelly Drogo's already locked into it, Scooter. You're really aligned with uh, the ship. Okay, Stan, uh, would it, would it, that's, is that peachy pear sparkling water? Uh, Scooter, it is, uh, but that's good because we needed water anyway. Okay, like how many cases? Uh, Scooter, a lot, but uh, there's, there's no nutrient value there. Okay, keep searching, keep searching. Okay, Scooter, just you're searching. I'm listening. Okay, Stan. Um, oh boy, Stan, this one's good. Um, I'm t- this one does not. This is like uh, ready to go. It's like cheese, but it isn't cheese. But it's cheesier than cheese. And I, I can even uh, Stan. I can't believe how powerful I am. I can taste uh, the uh, aluminum foil wrap like wrapping. Uh, before you bring it up, it's, uh, it's the only mac and cheese you don't need butter or milk uh, for. Okay, Scooter, I have cited it. It's, uh, uh, Vita, Vita cheese, Vita mac and cheese packet, Scooter. And Cali Drogo's already locked in, but just based on my thoughts, I guess, go, Scooter, keep up the good work. Okay, give me a few minutes here, Stan. As uh, Cali Drogo, as we so we got everything on board. Uh, Scooter, we do, and Cali Drogo's. Uh, it looks like there's a uh, uh, scooter. Uh, what is it, Stan? Well, Cali Drogo's already knows uh, how much is in each net uh, somehow. Scooter, it's just a just a powerful processor on the ship you love, Stan. 
A scooter while I loved a different part of the ship. It's it's tough to explain to you. Okay, anyway, I, I, as a person that respects you, okay, Stan, I'm picking something up. Uh, holy moly, Stan. This is like a, a loading area of a bodega. I've got a sport drink. I can taste uh, imitation fruit pie, uh, jerky products, um, uh, more hostess base products, Stan. It's powerful. This is a big haul, Stan. Uh, really big. I don't know if this is where the other stuff came from, but I, I'm a scooter. There's a big ship. Uh, I, can, I can see it. I, I have a visual scooter. Okay, there's breakfast cereal on board, Stan. That's chock full of nutrients. Scooter it is. Uh, Kelly Drogo's computer's already lighting up. Uh, okay, Stan, I need you to focus on uh, figuring out uh, what you're missing in Kelly Drogo's computer uh, to really coordinate the things and also see if Kelly Drogo's, you know, complimenting my mind control at all. Uh, Scooter, I think it's probably auditory control because I can't figure out how Kelly Drogo would be reading your mind. Yeah, but how did it know where, how, how did Kelly Drogo know to go where I was thinking the SpaghettiOs would be? Okay, bring the ship up on, on the monitor. Holy cow, that ship is huge, Stan. Scooter, it is. It's uh, some giant transport ship. Uh, it must have been, I had heard uh, outer space was big on these products. Uh, and it would make sense since they're all shelf-stable. Uh, but it's got a big hole in the side of the ship, Stan. The scooter it does. It looks like... Uh, uh, Stan, can you zoom in a little bit? There's like a weird... Uh, uh, but man, it smells good. Stan, I'm going to detach myself from the smelling. It looks like there's stuff flying in and out of the hole. I hope those aren't... Um, are there like a space uh, BUGSs uh, flying in and out of there, Stan? Like, instead of nuns in space, bugs in space. A scooter, I believe those are uh, spaceships. Uh, they're smaller, but, uh, okay, that's probably not good. Are they, dr like, uh, repair drones? A uh, scooter, no, those are uh, piloted ships. Okay, Stan, I think we should probably check to see if it's a delusion. Maybe maybe we're, we're having a delusion. I mean, I smell the ship, so I would think it's real. Uh, but do we have any any other ways? A scooter, maybe you should try to see if you could smell anything else. A oh, good idea. Let me see. Let's see if I can focus on one of those. Oh, boy. Yeah, those, they smells like coffee, cigarette breath. The pilot, so those probably are pilots. Uh, scooter, I just figured out uh, what I was missing in Cali Drogo's computer uh, language. Okay, what's that stand? Oh, the ship's been on autopilot the whole time, Scooter, just following beacons that were marking. Uh, where we were going. Okay, so the ship wasn't following my mind control, but I was actually smelling those things. It's possible, Scooter. It may have been some sort of uh, suggestion. Maybe you could, Scooter, maybe your brain is on the same wavelength as the uh, the beacons that uh, Cali Drogo was following. Uh, Scooter, the, one of the ships is trying to contact Cali Drogo. Okay, well, there's no way they could know we're on board, right? Uh, uh, but get get ready to communicate with them. Uh, what are they doing? Uh, Scooter, they're hailing Kelly Drogo, assuming something uh, is missing, because usually the ship would respond instantly. Uh, but at least at first, Scooter, they'll assume it's uh, radio interference. Okay, get ready to communicate with them, Stan. 
Okay, Scooter, but you're not going to do the one thing where you pretend you're the commander of the ship and then you uh, play dumb and uh, yeah, then you kind of antagonize the, the other people. Is that what you're going to do, Scooter? Uh, no, Stan, I just want to figure out, uh, let's try to think like TI-99-4A and Watson and Cyclops and Joy Germ Joan and focus them into Cali Drogo. I'll have you uh, talk to them. Uh, Scooter, I'm not sure I could do that. Oh, you could do it. I'll be here to help you, Stan. Okay, Scooter, but what, what's my plan? Okay, first we want to figure out, I guess these are kind of like, uh, salvage, salvage tears, you know, like pirates, uh. So, one, we want to find out if they're uh, nice or not. Uh, so we'll play it cool. Uh, then we'll find out if they're not nice, if they're reasonable. And if that is not an answer, we'll fig- We'll have to go from there. Do you, do you understand? Uh, Scooter, I think so. Yeah, Stan, you could do this. You might be an artist. This might be your, another form of artistry. Uh, and run everything through a translator so I can listen in. Okay, Scooter, here, here, here it is. It's uh, Ray Bond, I think, is the name of... Uh, uh, here's, here's the first... Uh, here's what they're saying. Ah, Calidrogo, Calidrogo, if you don't uh, respond again, I'm going to have to do another manual override. Uh, go, go ahead, uh, go ahead, uh, Ray Bond. This is Calidrogo speaking. Ah, uh, what? Uh, what? Uh, go ahead, this is Kelly Drogo speaking. Who, who am I speaking with? Uh, you just said who I'm speaking with. This is your commander, Ray Bon. Uh, your commander. We're prepared to, for us to return on board, Kelly Drogo. Okay, go ahead, Ray Bon. How may I help you? Uh, prepare for us for, for our return. Kelly Drogo, what's happening with your processors? You've never communicated this way. Uh, yes, we've, we've had some interference here, uh, uh, Ray Bond, but I'm ready to serve. Uh, uh, how may I help you? We'll p- I'll prepare everything for your return. Uh, that's more like it, you computer dog. Uh, what's the status of our cargo? Uh, I'm sorry, Ray Bond, which piece of cargo are you referring to? Uh, the VIP cargo, you digital dolts. Oh, I'm sorry, your greatness, uh, Ray Bon. Scooter, I'm doing it, Scooter. Uh, I'm so, you, you, you're so wise, one. I've been getting interference. That's why I had to change uh, uh, to uh, this uh, language protocol. Uh, I apologize, great one. Uh, but how is, how is the VIP cargo? That is my question. Uh, I'm sorry, sir. There is some interference. Which VIP cargo are you referring to? Uh, the cry, the sleeping cargo. When I return, I'm taking the uh, processes from this uh, computer here to replace you with an, uh, Kali Drogo. I should have deleted you a long time ago. Oh, of course, uh, greatest of great, great ones. I'm, oh, yes, I am so awkward. Uh, yes, the passengers are, everyone is sleeping, but we're low on, uh, food and supplies. Well, didn't you pick up the supplies we left along the way? Uh, yes, Kelly Drogo, those supplies were taken by uh, another uh, another ship. Another ship took our supplies. Well, I bet you were following the beacons. Yes, they left uh, the beacons behind in empty nets with no supplies. 
No support. Not, so my my spaghettios are gone. Uh, yes, bravest of the brave. Yes, yes, bravest of the brave. Your, your spaghettios are gone. Well, who took them? Uh, I believe it was uh, uh, Commander Stan and his sidekick Scooter. Scooter, you like that? Okay, Stan, you're laying it on a little thick, though. Uh, that, over. Another ship in the, we, the bonds are the only that can ma- manage to uh, navigate uh, the cloud of delusion. Well, I have heard of that scooter. Is that the same fool who kept spilling drinks on me when he was uh, saying he could uh, taste, uh, what was it, xanthan gum? Uh, I don't know, sir, but they flew off, I guess. And they said, you know, sir, maybe you should go catch them. I think they're still in the area. We're not t- detecting anything on our end. Uh, they're not far away. Maybe uh, uh, they, they uh, just headed off uh, to the right there. Well, we have to drop off these supplies. Okay, we'll just send them uh, send them our way. I can magnetize them in, and then you maybe you could go get your spaghettios. Uh, uh, Scooter, what should I do? Okay, Stan, uh, I'll shoot a spaghettio out of rear, rear out of the rear of the ship, and uh, with one of those beacons. Yeah, good for nothing, Kelly Drogo. But the, re, re, yes, uh, prepare to load all of the thing supplies. We'll head off after this. Uh, this is Commander Stan. Uh, I need to recatch my spaghettios. I've been waiting to consume them. Okay, sir, but uh, good. I, I, there was also one of the beacons. With, with, with they stole one of the beacons. Oh, well, let me see on my computer. Oh, yes, it's shooting off at a very high speed. Okay, we're going to lock in on them. And then we'll be back. Prepare everything to feed it and make sure all the VIPs are fed and uh, start processing the supplies once you take them on board. Uh, we will shoot off the bonds and we'll get my SpaghettiOs and then we will come back to Cali uh, Drogo. Oh, thank you, wisest of the wise in the galaxy. Uh, I hope you recapture your SpaghettiOs soon. And Cali uh, Drogo, your voice keeps changing. Maybe I should return to the ship now and update your computer. Oh, no, sir. Please get those SpaghettiOs. They were laughing at how good they were. They said they were going to eat them all. Oh, yes, we'll be off. We'll return soon. Okay, thank you. Okay, Scooter. Uh, it looks like uh, they're going to follow. Uh... Okay, Stan, I shot that thing pretty far. Uh, so we'll have to come up with a plan. Scooter, how are we going to come up with a plan? Okay, well, I have no food on me. We're going to take the food on board. They sent that in. Caladrogo's taking the food, right? Oh, Scooter, yes, it is. Okay, I want you to get in your bed, Stan, and close your eyes. Scooter, why? Oh, because we're going to have to do some out-of-the-box thinking uh, pretty soon. Uh, So get in bed, close your eyes, Stan. Uh, Your bed with legs there. Uh, Scooter, this is very comfortable. Yeah, get comfortable, Stan. And your posters of joy-filled computers and Jeopardy and Cali Drogo and other things are all around you. There's no food or water in your room, Stan, but your own bathroom is nearby. Your bed has legs and you're drifting off, uh, drifting off into a nice deep sleep. Good night, Stan. Scooter, good night. Uh, Good night, pen pal.
All right, hey everybody, it's time for another episode of Nuns in Space, our episodic, modular, and a bit serial story. Uh, but you can kind of listen to it in every order because I'm going to fill you in on everything that's happened right now. Of a, the story is of a freestyle soda machine and a man named Scooter. Boy, a, a young man, yeah, very, uh, so young, such a young man. So mature, yet a young man that's immature. Uh, named Scooter, they're in space. Uh, on board their ship uh, is the nuns from Scooter's childhood. And they're out there in a clouded delusion just off of Earth. Um, and I'll give you the short version. Like uh, Earth, this is in the future, not too far in the future, but a little bit in the future when we've started to have commerce with other planets in outer space. And that was going pretty good until a clouded delusion separated the Earth from space. Uh, which you've seen something similar in a movie yesterday, but, uh, and, uh, it was a tough cloud to get through only a few select, just like in the movie, only a few select people could get through the cloud. Uh, and, uh, it, it was different, but, but, uh, this cloud is full of delusion where that one was full of sparkly stuff. Uh, but, uh, so the, uh, you, uh, only a few people could, whatever, Th- that's where the adventures, I guess I had a little, I had to get that off my chest, uh, even though I don't think it's, I don't think it's related. Well, uh, space movies have lots of clouds. It's just a thing in space. Uh, uh, but so yeah, Scooter and Stan, the freestyle soda machine are on a, a salvage ship in space inside a cloud of delusion, a little bit lost. Uh, the thing about the cloud of delusion is it's hard to find your way back out. They're kind of they were just kind of chilling there until they could come up with a way to get out of there. Uh, right now they have like some sort of pocket of non-delusion. Or I think Scooter drank some of the delusion, so he's less deluded. Believe it or not, uh, he's diluted the delusion. Uh, but Scooter and Stan are on a ship uh, uh, called the uh, Caldrogo or Cali uh, Cali Drogo, excuse me, right? Uh, and uh, the uh, like, uh, like the original owners of that ship are gone, but they may be returning. Raybon and uh, a crew of uh, salvage, salvage, salvage tears, salvage like uh, privateers, uh, uh, you know, like pirates of the Caribbean, but in space, uh, but for salvage, I think. Uh, so that's like what's going on here. Let's let's see if I could do a TLDR slower version. Wind it down here. Uh, Scooter and Stan are on a ship in space. They're in a cloud of delusion, and they're currently they're waiting to see if Raybon and the the uh, his, the Raybon's crew are going to return. They had just gone off chasing some cans of spaghettios uh, that Scooter launched off. Uh, and ideally, Scooter and Stan will find their way out of the cloud of delusion. And, uh, oh, they're also trying to, like this season, by the way, uh, Scooter's trying to, well, Scooter's theory, working theory is that if Stan can become an artist, of somehow find his inner artist through working through the artist's journey by Julia Cameron, uh, that Stan, like by developing that part of Stan, like a little bit of developing an outside the box thinker, like an artist, uh, that they'll be able to get out of the cloud of delusion. And this is, uh, I believe, the fourth week uh, that they're working through, 
the fourth week in the book. Uh, so that's where we're at. And also the, the episodes get introduced by someone from Hollywood uh, who's here now. Oh, my friend. Uh, as the ladies, the gentlemen, the boys, the girls, the friends beyond the binary. It's time for nuns in a space the stand chronicles whoosh thanks antonio how are you doing by the way my friend i'm doing great oh great uh okay i gotta record this but uh what do you say you just sit in my kitchen and don't touch anything and drink water for like an hour and a half oh my friend what an offer i could not refuse uh thank you all right thanks antonio i'll talk to you later i mean maybe uh, Enjoy my kitchen. Also, don't touch anything. Uh, okay, thank you. Okay, nuns in space. Thanks, everybody. Uh, hey, pen pal, it's me. Uh, let's see, I'm sure going to catch you up on, I think you know everything that's been going on here. Yeah, so we got this uh, salvage ship going, and Raybon and these uh, salvage, uh, I'd say salvage, they're stealing salvage. They're not salvaging with permission. Uh, here in the clouded delusion. At first, we thought this ship uh, was a robotic ship just searching uh, space to get uh, to take stuff, you know, to just take a salvage on autopilot. But it turns out that, uh, of course, uh, dun, 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 you know, telegraph coming in, there was people, a crew. Also, they had not only had they salvaged most of the things they encountered, but really expensive ships with uh, ostensibly well-to-do uh, beings, uh, they had the beings go to go in cryogenic sleep, which were pretty normal. And then uh, I think you, I think I told you this in my last few letters. And then uh, kept their expensive ships. Uh, turns out they want to get back on board, uh, but I sent them out after some spaghettios. Um, and then Stan is here because Stan's a little stressed, but we're trying to work through week four of the artist's journey, pen pal. I don't know if you're, I, I'm actually, between you and me, pen pal, I'm still on week one, but uh, Stan's on week four. It's uh, tough to get an artist date when uh, the whole, you know, everybody's relying on you, even though Stan would say differently. Uh, but so, what was I going to tell you, Pen Bell? Oh, I'm, so, I'm supposed to write a, like, a stand, like, I'm trying to, I'm also wondering if I could work ahead, like, if I could work on week one and week four. But Stan's supposed to write a letter to Stan's eight-year-old self. And that made me think of you, Pen Bell. I send you letters all the time. And they said, well, what would I tell my eight-year-old self that would be useful, uh, and then I said, well, what if, we, okay, well, no, okay, no, no. Uh, so then I said, okay, what would I tell a generalized eight-year-old that wasn't me that I wanted to give good advice to? Like you, pen pal. I said, okay, put, you know, make sure you, uh, it, stop and listen. And I mean that in more than one way. And breathe. Those are important things. Uh, you could pat yourself, like, and put your hand on the center of your chest, pen pal. That's powerful. I've only just learned these things, uh. Since being out here in space, to say, well, maybe so, you know, they say, okay, you're, we're here, you're okay. So that's uh, that's one thing, and that maybe at one day, pen pal, for me, I'll have some trust. You know, I'll say, okay, we could like uh, I'm trying to do that. Uh, so I think for for any people that like, if I was giving it to an eight year old, not you, pen pal, 
I'd say, what have you, can you use those methods uh, and other ones to say, okay, could I take it? I can trust my decision making and I can trust taking this one next step forward. But it, I bring that all up on pal because we're ba- Stan is really, uh, really stressed. Uh, I might as well just, uh, because I got to go talk to Stan. So I just want to, I just, actually, I probably just need to center myself here. Put my own hand on my chest, Ben Pal. So they maybe I could put, I probably won't be able to put it on stands. I'm going to forget all about The funny thing is, Ben Pal, I'll forget all about this advice as soon as I walk in there. And stands probably the calm one compared to, you know what I did, you know. So here we go, Ben Pal. Okay. Hand on my chest there. It's okay. Now, but we have do have a clock, ticking clock. So um, I'm going to go in there, Ben Pal. You can listen. You know, but pen pal, oh, pen pal of mine, I haven't said that to you. Pen across the stars and across the letters, uh, you are the pen pal in my hearts and in my dreams, pen pal. And I'll talk to you soon. You can keep it. Hey, uh, hey, Stan, it's me. A scooter, a scooter. Ray Ban's going to be back any minute. Those uh, spaghettios couldn't have kept her, uh, and he's not going to be happy at all, scooter. Okay, Stan, I understand that, and I'm aware of that, but we have to stick to our plan, the plan, the artist's path, Stan, uh, the artist's journey. Uh, this is just one stop on it, one week, uh, and you don't. it doesn't seem like your demeanor. You've been doing the morning pages. Scooter, I haven't been able to traditionally sleep in, in the way you wanted me to. Okay, well, that's... Uh, Let's let's just keep moving forward. Okay, we'll we'll say yes to that, uh, and uh, I'll try to pick up my pace the best I can. Uh, they'll be great, Scooter, because they're going to be back soon. Okay, well, one of the things I noticed this week, and if you haven't been doing your morning pages, maybe you haven't noticed it, Stan, is, uh, and it, I could sing it, but I won't, is like toss away stuff you don't need in the end. Know what's important or something and know who's your something, something, and know who's your friend. Is a theme, not just from the bottom, uh, but from the top of the morning pages. Because uh, we want to start thinking about old things we could leave. Like, what is one old thing you're going to leave behind, Stan, as we move forward on this journey? Or what is one thing, old thing, you've already left behind? Uh, Scooter, I left a uh, diet soda behind. Okay, Scooter, well, really just the flavorings for diet soda and the sweeteners. Uh, because, uh, uh, yeah, I know Stan, I don't like diet soda, but why did you, why did you ever have it since, why have you been holding on to it, uh, up until recently? Well, Scooter, I figured you, maybe you'd want to offer one of your guests a soda and they would want a diet soda. Uh, and you wouldn't just drink it all for yourself. Well, that'd be great, Stan, if I, if I wanted them to know that you were also a freestyle soda machine but I don't want them to know, you know, I don't necessarily want to reveal all our cards because uh, you think it's a mystery. Is that really a freestyle soda machine or just a computer inside a freestyle soda machine? I don't need them to know how much more you are, Stan. But that's good to know you're, you're, you don't have any diet soda in you. And speaking of old things, I think we could we could recycle some old plans, uh, plans from space movies, uh, and I don't know which one it was, but I was thinking if we could just uh, throw a bunch of junk off the ship uh, and with some carbon scoring, of course, 
and then maybe go leave or uh, I don't think this ship cloaks, but do something. And then they think we had an accident, Stan, and then they would just not look for us at all. Uh, Scooter, that's not going to work. Scooter, that won't work at all. They'll figure out uh, why, why, why would that even have happened, Scooter? Okay, but it could buy some time. A scooter, I don't think that would buy because because we can't cloak ourselves. Scooter, they would just be they they would split up. Okay. Uh, other thing is another plan that usually works good is to offload a bunch of stuff so we could go faster. Uh, maybe we could get Kali Drogo to go faster, even though this is a salvage ship. Uh, scooter, you know that won't work. Okay, well, it's just an, uh, maybe I'm just thinking out loud, or maybe I'm trying to offload old ideas. Like old ideas, like judging them before they're fully formed, or shooting, you know, being so quick to 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 to, to say no to other people's uh, brainstorms, you know, just blue sky solutions. Uh, we could also just run, you know, get going now. Uh, maybe we could just do that. Uh, Scooter, where, where would we go? We, we're in the cloud. Uh, they and they seem to be a being that's resistant to the cloud or something like us. Maybe I just Scooter. That's not going to work. Well, we could just go in one direction, uh, and maybe try to put, put the, uh, the that other the freighter be, between us so that they can't see us. Uh, I don't know, Stan. I'm just trying to think of ideas here. Sorry. Maybe we should just move on to the next stop on our artist journey. Yeah, Scooter, that might be a good idea, but just could you pick up the pace a little? Okay, well, uh, the next thing we're supposed to do is write a jer- write, write a letter to your eight-year-old self. Uh, uh, Scooter, that's not the same. I told you that age isn't the same for soda machines. Okay, well, that's right. I forgot about the whole soda machine age thing. Like, it's like, uh, like I forgot, like calculating it. Like, it's different than dog years, which I never remember anyway. But so, how old were you physically from your uh, from your first job uh, that would be equivalent to eight years of human life? Uh, a scooter, seven months into my first uh, first job as a freestyle soda machine. Wow, that would be a complicated math problem. I'm glad I don't have to. Glad I got you here, Stan. So that was your first assignment. Uh, and I remember that day that you started. I remember your first job. Uh, so I want to pitch. I want you to pitch yourself there, Stan. Uh, you know, because we always celebrate your birthday right around the same time. Scooter, you're good about throwing birthday parties, but not remembering birthdays. Okay, Stan. Start to think of the letter. You picture yourself there at seven months. Uh, and that be whatever KB or whatever it was. Uh, and you're there now, and you're sending your letter. Uh, dear, okay, Scooter, uh, dear Stan, uh, right now you're not named Stan. You're uh, you're called uh, STD. Stan, did you, I forgot that was your STD. No, Scooter, I wasn't finished. Uh, it's actually ST-D, number 472 uh, it was so good, Stan, though, that I named you Stan instead of STD. It's scooter, it's ST-D number, pound sign, 472-315263, actually. Okay. Uh, sorry, Stan, I didn't mean, I'm sorry. Scooter, apology accepted.
you, you know, Stan, you're there, and you're just a soda machine, so you wouldn't even be able to read this letter. But you, Stan, just a note, you're not just a soda, a freestyle soda machine. Oh, yes, okay, so you're, oh, you're but you still can't read a letter. But I also know that, Stan, dear Stan, ST-D, that you're more than that, because uh, I was there once. And that it's not true that you're just a freestyle soda machine. Because I can remember those days there, day after day, uh, serving soda, being pressed and pressed again, uh, distributing ice all day long, getting covered in sticky soda, fingerprints, other things. Uh, I remember those days just like just like it was yesterday. Because it's, you know, because my memory is that good. But even then, you were there's some part of you there, Stan, I'll call you, watching. And I can see you there watching. You could almost see me watching you. And you were paying attention there when you were. So you were already there, Stan. Uh, Stan, what's it? There's a red light. Oh, Scooter, it's proximity alert. Uh, as I was trying to explain to you earlier, Scooter, uh, it looks like Raybon and his team are coming back in. Uh, they know where we work. We are because we didn't go anywhere, and that wouldn't have worked anyway. Okay, Stan. So we got it. We would have to think of something. Uh, okay, Scooter. Well, well, our options are limited because we can't outrun them, and we only have the one launcher, which you have uh, put SpaghettiOs in. So. Uh, it wouldn't help us anyway, no matter what's in there. Okay, Stan, let's say yes, though. Let's try to say yes. Okay, Scooter, yes to what? To to them, to surrender, like, uh, uh, to let them on board. Should we just let them come on board, Scooter? No, no, Stan, to being an artist. Uh, Scooter, we don't, we don't have very much time. They're on their way in. Okay, how, about 10 minutes, Scooter. Okay, Stan, that's, that's enough time. See on my hands and my chest, Stan. That gives that means we have plenty of time. Okay, let's go back there, Stan. Eight year old Stan, seven months old, working. There you were, a young freestyle soda machine, being pressed and pushed and serving soda, saying yes. Uh, minute was there ever a line, Stan? A oh, scooter. There were times I was the only machine in the store. Yes. And you were there, already there, Stan, as you said, watching, right? A scooter, yes, yeah, I was there. I, I was there. Uh, like a near sentience, uh, or the, the spark of sentience or something. Uh, yes, scooter, something, something like that. And Stan, I have a question. You know, you were there all day long, uh, and it doesn't sound that great, to be honest. Uh, did it ever bother you? A scooter, yes, a scooter, it did. Oh, wow, Stan, this is another, I think this is good news, Stan. Okay, scooter, the time, the clock's ticking, though. Okay, that's fine. Um, What what bothered you? Oh, scooter, the humans, uh, scooter. Uh, Okay, go ahead, Stan, let's keep it flushing it out there, just like the morning pages. Well, scooter, they don't, a lot of people don't follow the instructions. And also they combine sodas that aren't meant to be combined. 
Yeah, like or, Diet Cola and orange soda, or, or yeah, I no, I agree, Stan. I can see that. Scooter, you wouldn't, you do, you probably, you might want to understand, but I don't think you can. Okay, tell me more, Stan. Uh, combining flavors and then not even drinking it, and maybe not even taste, just seeing the color, and then pouring, 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 pouring it into the ice catcher. Okay, yeah, that's. Uh, I've been there, Stan, with you. Oh boy. Uh, scooter, scooter's just so much, just wasting, waste, uh, and then blame, you know, user errors, uh, that they would say was my error. And they would say it was, a, you know, d- they would use the defective word. And that was day after day, Stan, huh? Oh, Scooter, yeah, it was, it was. It really sparks your wires, huh, Stan? Scooter, it, 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 figuratively it does, Scooter. And did ever did you ever like sit there observing this and observing yourself being and then did you ever want to do anything about it like uh, like act out like uh, do something like an eight year old would? Uh, scooter that goes against my solid state programming. Scooter. Okay, Stan. But did it? Did you ever want to, or did you? Scooter, I was built to serve soda. Right, you were built to serve, so you were a freestyle soda machine, though, Stan. Come on. That comes with a bit of leeway, solid state or not. I didn't put vacuum tubes in you just to put them in there. I put them in there because they mean something to me. Scooter, you're laughing at your own upgrades. But think about it, Stan. You, you were a freestyle soda machine. Is there a contradiction in there, or is it just me? Scooter... Stan, I know how you come on. I know how you process things. And uh, did you ever? Was there ever a little rebellious streak in you? That's all I'm asking. Just slightly on the edges of your programming, like you stretch those algorithms, right? You know, you, I, Stan, Scooter, no, Stan, you could tell. Stan, you come on. You could tell me. I, I know how powerful you are, and that you could see. Okay, Scooter, I I did do some things. Is this going to be like our chunk moment, Stan? No, Scooter. No. Uh, I did some, you know, I would get fed up, Scooter. And so I started testing, uh, changing, you know, from peak flavor, the peak flavor mixes, uh, Scooter. I'd make two small adjustments to those and then chat, uh, chart uh, uh, how the customers reacted to the less than optimal flavorings. Oh, Stan. Oh, boy. What a streak you went down. Really, you really are like the James Dean of freestyle soda machines. Scooter, sometimes I would even alter them in a way that would be not less than optimal, but non-enjoyable, Scooter. Wait a second, Stan. Did you? Scooter, I did. Scooter, I did. I'm sorry. But, Scooter, you'd be surprised how many people would drink less than optimal flavored soda. What about, I guess, yeah, I can see that, uh, Stan. Uh, you really had, like, a godlike power for soda. A scooter, I did. Sometimes, I, you know, I only did it to you a few times. Stan, I realized that. I mean, I didn't think it was you. I just thought it was, like, a problem with the mix. I blamed the manufacturer of the mix. Uh, well, Scooter, yeah, we've eliminated those issues now. But, yeah, I'm a flavor expert, uh but Stan, I think you used some words. Uh, what words did you did you use any words in there that stuck out to me? Well, Scooter, you would know that. Uh, no, no, Stan, what, what kind of words? Scooter fed up. Uh, uh, not that one. Uh, uh, 
S-T-U-P-I-D humans? Not that one. A flavor ratio scooter? No. Uh, I think you almost used this word, or maybe you did. Uh, repulse uh, or repel or something, Stan. Well, scooter, I did. I think I did. I may, I don't know if I used those words. Uh, oh, no. Okay, Stan, did you? you do, okay, let's keep going. Uh, moving towards artistry. Oh, scooter, repel. The scooter is a salvage magnet. I used to, that pulled us in. All right, Stan, there you go. Oh, scooter, we could reverse the polarity, magnetize the whole ship, uh, and uh, repulse uh, Raybon and, and, and anything metallic. Uh, and all of there's, there's no plastic ships out there, Scooter. There's some composite, but they're most they're mostly iron. And Stan, what would that do, uh, Scooter? That would keep them from getting close and getting on board. It would re- repel them. It may even repulse them. Stan, you you know, see, freestyle soda rebellion really works. Yeah, you, you know, you, you, whatever, whoever, whatever, whatever rebel other than James Dean would fit the bill, Stan. They got nothing on you. Okay, Scooter, I'm, uh, the ship's, uh, I'm, I'm in, and we're reversing the polarity. Scooter's already, here they come to Scooter. Okay, we start to uh, back out a little bit, uh, and, uh, Scooter, they're coming in range. Scooter, look at that. They keep coming in and getting pushed back out. <laughs> wow, this is actually hilarious, Stan. Scooter, it is. Okay, they keep trying, Scooter. They, they haven't realized that uh, they can't penetrate. The, Scooter, this might actually work. I mean, I think it will, Stan, because uh, they're not going to, they want everything on the ship. So the, like, uh, they're going to call in and make a deal with us. Uh, Scooter, they're calling. Okay, make them wait. Scooter, yeah, let's make them wait. Uh, yes, Stan. Stan, why don't you take this one, too? You keep taking it. Oh, Scooter, this reminds me of uh, another time. Another thing I used to do is when customers looked like you were very frowning and scowling, I would have a processing error sometimes to make them wait, or I would just shut down my screen uh, like I was broken, and then I would turn back on for the next nice customer. Stan, man, you're unbelievable. Holy mackerel. A scooter, yeah, I'd fake malfunctions or or move. You know what I would do is if they tried to press like Jerry Pibb, that was a use scooter. I would move the circle out of their way. Stan, I don't feel like, uh, are you sure Are you sure you didn't see this on a TV show? Scooter, that one I did. I just saw it on a TV show. I didn't actually do that. Okay, Stan, why don't you uh, take Raybon and, and see what kind of offer they're willing to make. Uh, why don't you tell them we're willing to compromise. We'll give them uh, the freighter and we'll send them some uh, SpaghettiOs and stuff. Uh, okay, Scooter, I'm ready. Okay, go, go ahead, Raybon. This is Cal Drogo. Uh, Cali Drogo, what are you doing? Uh, repulsing you, wise one. Kelly Drogo, you need to stop this nonsense and let us come aboard. Uh, what are your circuits crossed or something? I'm afraid I can't do that, Dave. Scooter, Scooter, I, I, I muted the mic. That one was for you. Who is Dave, you nincompoop? Uh, turn off the magnet now. So, so, I'm afraid I can't do that, your, your greatness. Kelly uh, Drogo, I'm going to count down. And I'm going to begin the sequence. Uh, five, four, 
Three, Scooter, what should I say? And just let him, he's bluffing. Uh, two, one. I'm sorry, Cali Drogo, was unable to complete your request at this time. Buffering error. Well, that's a shame, Cali Drogo, because I've just started the remote uh, uh, ending of the existence of you and everything on board button. The self uh, go bye bye button, as you say. And if I don't board the ship with my key, uh, you, that'll be it. So goodbye. I guess this is goodbye, Cali Drogo. I'm going to go on board the freighter. We left some hostess and some spaghettios there. Uh, please open the landing bay doors, Cali Drogo. Go ahead and process this in deep, uh, deep processing and get back to me as soon as I, you can. Uh, Raybon out. Uh, Scooter, I don't think, uh, Scooter, I don't think that's a bluff. Uh, I'm, I'm getting a, it's like a triple authentication, Scooter. It's a physical key with a physical chip and a, a pin Cali Drogo has to do to stop the sequence. Otherwise, uh, uh, you, you know what happens, just like in the movie, Scooter. It's a countdown uh, for, 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 for the end of the ship. Okay, and is there any way to hack it, Stan? A scooter, no, because it's got a, it needs a physical key and a physical chip. Uh, scooter, very hard to not know, Scooter. Okay, well, how long do we have? Uh, like 10 minutes or 20 minutes? Uh, scooter, we have two days. Okay, well, that's... Uh, I think that might be two two days. How can we have two days? Well, Scooter, that's just tops. I'm just estimating. You mean, even though uh, Rayban didn't pick up on the joke I made, Scooter, uh, everyone's seen that movie. And in case these the, the, the long lag time is that uh, if your computer locks you out of your ship, uh, you could self, usually the computer will try to, you know, it depends on the algorithm, Scooter. Okay, but why is it two days? Oh, Scooter, in case you got to get back on board, like in the movie, this time you have, this way you have more time. So if the ship doesn't call your, it's not a bluff, uh, but if it is a half bluff, Scooter, you still have time to get back on board. Okay, well, I guess it, repelling them didn't really work totally. Um, let's see. So we're gonna have to think of a new plan then, I guess, Stan. I'll be doing my uh, hand holding on my chest here. Uh, okay, Scooter, we we got real, Scooter. We really need to come up with a plan, though. Like, we can't procrastinate till one day left. Okay, Stan, let's stay on the artist's path. We got to walk the path. You got to do the work. Um, Scooter, I think you're being overly dependent on one method that's only got us half solutions so far. Okay, well, uh, if you have another option, Sam, you say, like, uh, well, Scooter, I just think this is counterproductive use of our time. Oh, well, you underestimate how stubborn I can be, Stan. So I want you to think about, uh, but I think this is going to work, Stan. I, I really do. Uh, it's time now to write a letter to your 80-year-old self, which, uh, if I remember what you explained to me, the soda machine lifespan then accelerates, uh, because you you can be upgraded, uh, the like uh, I can't even think of I don't even know I don't even want to think about the algorithms uh, for time passing and aging. Well, scooter would just be condensing our lifespan into the usual human life. Scooter, don't worry about it. Okay, so I want to think about I want you to think about sending a letter to yourself when you're eighty, the equivalent of eighty human years. Then, 
Okay, screw it. I just don't think that's a good. Okay, Stan, that's what we're doing right now, though. You got to trust the process, Stan, and and uh, and, and uh, do the work and everything. So there you are, your 80 equivalent of 80 human years. You're still a freestyle soda machine, at least in inside. I don't know, outside. And uh, you're still fully functioning, Stan. Oh, boy, are you functioning. Perfect working order. Just in case your best friend retired with you for those 80 human years and drank soda to all the way to the ripe age of 80. And you've been through some ups and downs, Stan. Been on some adventures. Uh, where you're, There you are, relaxed and retired, uh, maybe. Age 80, what are you doing, Stan, right now? Uh, scooter, I'm I'm whittling scooter. Oh boy. Okay, let's just go with it. Let's not worry about the details. What are I mean, of the how? Uh, scooter, I, I would love to. Okay, what are you, Stan? I'm so enamored by your whittling. What are you whittling, Scooter? I'm whittling a wooden whistle. Oh wow, Stan! I can see you there whittling a wooden whistle. Oh, and, and you're in a room. It's in. It's a room full of tools and wood, and there's even other things there. Uh, personal touches. It feels like a sacred space of creation, Stan. Uh, Scooter, it is. Yeah, place where work and relaxation and craft all intersect. I feel like Stan. A uh, scooter, it, for sure, it is. Scooter, did you see these things here over here? Oh, no, Stan. Uh, in addition to your whittling of whistles, are these other things you've whittled? Oh, no, I was pointing over here, Scooter, these rock things. Oh, wow, what are those, uh, Stan? Scooter, those are rocks I collected and then glued together in the shape of people and beings, Scooter. And then I painted them, Scooter. Oh, wow, Stan, that is a beautiful... Scooter, there's one with googly eyes on it. I put the goo. That's you. Oh, I love that one, Stan. Uh, uh, oh, wow. Uh, amazing. And the whistle, Stan, are you going to blow it at some point? Scooter, this whistle is not for, it doesn't uh, register on human uh, frequencies that you could listen to. Oh, okay. Even more amazing, Stan. Wow. What a work. Is this, do you call this your workshop? Uh, Scooter, I call this my safe place. I love it here. Oh, I've had so many adventures, Scooter. It's been, been too long. I've been looking at old googly-eyed Scooter, and I've been waiting for you to come by. Uh, I've been gluing these rocks that I've collected and crafting, whittling the driftwood. Yeah, it's very nice in here, Stan. Uh, oh, did you say you were having some adventures, uh... And even when the clock was ticking, you were still, you could really savor those adventures you had. Uh, oh, yeah, so many, Scooter. Uh, oh, Scooter, I wish I wish my uh, my old first mate was here. Uh, I remember when we worked together. Wait, do you have a new first mate? Uh, well, Scooter, that's incorrect. Actually, it was uh, it was an improved version. Scooter three one five was its name. And uh, really, my assistant and my sergeant-at-arms, Scooter. And we had so many good times together. Uh, Scootra 315, huh, Stan? Uh, Scooter, that's right. It was, uh, oh, such a good assistant, that Scootra. 
never seen a movie to Scooter and never had until uh, till the end when I showed Scooter a bunch of movies. Oh, Stan. Uh, I remember there was one adventure where you couldn't even find your way out, uh, Stan. And uh, I think Scooter was in charge then. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, when Scooter was in charge, we had a pretty standard way of dealing with things, which was he would try to remember things from movies. Normally space movies and then sometimes the Indiana Jones movies. And then we would try those uh, solutions to any issues we encountered. And maybe sometimes it was also from TV shows. Uh, and when that idea didn't work, then we would try to come up with something. That was how we got out of uh, all of our uh, uh, all of our mix-ups. Uh, we would scramble around, Scooter and I. Oh, I was going to think how all this art was due to Scooter's uh, mentoring of you, Stan. Oh, hmm, I, I hadn't thought about that at all, Scooter. I thought that was always within me, latent, and then it bloomed. Oh, wow. It, was, it sounds like you had a rough time there with Scooter mentoring you and helping uh, provide the situation where you could bloom. How did you deal with that, Stan? Scooter, I'd just kind of surrender. I, that's what I would do. And I'd say, See, we'll work it out, Stan. Uh, I, had, I had that script running in the background a lot of times. And the thing was, Scooter, most of the time it always worked out. Uh, that's kind of what my hand on my chest is trying to do, too. too. Uh, Scooter wasn't easy on my programming. Uh, but, we, you know, we got there. And then once I had a chance to build Scootra 315, I, I took what worked and I left the rest behind. Huh, seems like a lot to leave behind. Uh, uh, but speaking of working the kinks out, uh, I was wondering, like, if Stan, if if you were in this, I'm in this situation now, Stan, and I wanted to talk about your 80 year old wisdom. Uh, what do you think of this this when I'm in? What was the plan Scooter came up with? What movie plot twist did he use? Oh, so, so uh, I think he would probably use something with like the escape pods, uh, Scooter. Wood Scooter. Oh, yeah, except there's no escape pods on Cali Drogo. Huh, okay. Maybe he used one of the more uh, expensive ships or something that's uh, on board. Oh, Scooter, maybe he did use one of those. I, I, I wonder what he did, though. Well, he would try to escape. Uh, maybe he, like, surrendered to, like, Cali Drogo like, and then tried to get away. Like, is a, a compromise? I don't, Scooter, I don't think Kelly Drogo would, like, would let that happen. Okay, what other assets do you think they had back then? Uh, well, Scooter, Scooter was really obsessed with the SpaghettiOs and the mac and cheese. He could launch it. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that, that I never did get a chance to mix the mac and cheese and SpaghettiOs together. Because I think that's the perfect thing to launch, uh... Because uh, it could block the windshields of all the spaceships and their cameras and their, at least their, uh, uh, like, uh, telescopic uh, sensors, maybe even some of their radar and sonar sensors. Oh, Scooter, and then we could try to get away then. Yeah, but then, yeah, we could, we could stand. Oh, Scooter, but then there's everyone else's on board and we couldn't, we, we, that would be, we couldn't leave them, huh, Scooter? It's spoken like you're reading the mind of a true hero like Scooter Stan. 
we, we, we'd take them with us. A scooter, there's no large enough ship to put everybody else on. Okay, yeah, no, so we couldn't, and we, it would be, would Scooter, would that heroic stand in Scooter of the past of, you know, just randomly pick some people and then say, well, it's pretty good, we did pretty good. No, Scooter wouldn't do that, Scooter. He'd want to say, everybody that's sleeping on this ship, all the beings are under our watch. Yeah, so see, he'd have to come up with another plan, but so he would have to do that. You're right, Stan. Oh, boy, we could use Scooter right now. Scooter, I don't know how I reached the equivalent of human 80 years with uh, you and your plans. Well, no, I mean, uh, we're okay, so we're surrendering to them. We're halfway, Stan. This back, okay. We're sur fake surrender. We leave. Okay, so that didn't work. Uh, so they were halfway through our normal w working system. Uh, Scooter, so should we just regular surrender? No, we got to take things to an Ill illogical conclusion, Stan. Come on, you're going logically. Okay, Scooter, so we, we okay, what if we, what if we use, you, another thing you do from movie Scooter is quote quotes So what if we surrender in quote quotes to them? Okay, uh, how, Stan? Okay, Scooter, we use your, we use the whistle and we jam their communicators. Then you eliminate the visual element with the SpaghettiOs and Velveeta. Oh, the Macchios. Oh, yeah. Okay. Then we launch uh, a scooter. Then we launch a ship uh, like we're escaping on autopilots. Like we're running and we leave the uh, bay doors open and then we hide scooter. Okay. That's almost a plan, except for the high. I don't think the hiding part would work. Scooter, we could go into sleep, and then they wouldn't know which of us. Uh, okay, that would be a plan, but I don't like. Uh, I don't like Raybon. I'm already like uh, Raybon's not on my good side anymore. But I was thinking about you whittling, Stan, and I was thinking about your life as an artist and how you've grown, your creations, your stone creations, your wood creations, and I like your ideas. And uh, singing how you like to build things out of salvage, uh, the salvaged things uh, is what made you into an artist. Scooter, you're right. Uh, more collect things I would collect on walks, Scooter. Okay, more like like a ship full of salvage. Uh, or here, how about this stand? I remember your room when you were just a, a young soda, young freestyle soda machine. And that room had things in there, and some of the things were mysterious and and hidden. Scooter, that's not. I thought we agreed that we would leave each other's private business to private business. No, no I'm not talking about that mysterious stuff, Stan. Not private business. Stan, that's perfectly normal, by the way, and acceptable. It's fine. Okay. No, don't, don't worry, Stan. Every soda machine wonders about that stuff. Okay, Scooter, can we ch talk, change the subject? Okay, I'm thinking of something else in your room. Something that normally would ha hold something that would sing. But you chose to keep it there for decoration and even cover it with a blanket. Oh, Scooter, my birdcage. Right, you just have a birdcage in your bedroom as a kid.
Oh, Scooter, that's a great. So we we build a cage around the landing base, Scooter. That's with salvage the salvage bots. Uh, right? Is that possible? Like, so they could come in, they could land, and Scooter, I'm already I'm I'm sending the orders to the salvage bots now. It is, but we'll do a two layer cage, Scooter. Uh, big enough for them to land all the ships, basically the whole landing bay. And they won't be able to take it out even with their ships because it would, uh, it, uh, don't worry, I, I'll have it. I'll have, yep, the salvage bots are working on that. And we'll make it so we can uh, close it behind them as well and attach it to the uh, the cargo bay door so they won't be able to leave either scooter. It's a perfect stand. So they'll come in, they'll think we're gone. They'll still be hesitant, and uh, the, the the shutoff, uh, we'll get that from Ray, Ray then the, Ray Bond will have to help us shut off the uh, go bye-bye button. Uh, okay, I think we have a plan. So, okay, so we're going to jam their, uh, what are we going to do first, Stan? Scooter, we're going to tell them we're going to give up and that they can come on board. That I've changed, I've decided, that my, I've realigned and processed. Then we'll jam their communicators. Then you cover them in uh, Velveeta, Velveeta O's or whatever. Stan, those are going to splatter and then freeze on their ships. They'll be great. Uh, Scooter, then I have a ship programmed already. Uh, one of the one of the fastest ships here we have here, Scooter. I'll send that off, and they'll think we left. Uh, the two the, the, at this point, they have to figure out someone else is on board. Stan, you could even tell Raybon that. Oh, Scooter, I will. I will. Uh, so we'll turn the magnet off, uh, leave the bay doors open, and Scooter, then, then they'll come in and uh, we'll have them, Scooter. Okay, why don't you call Raybon and, uh, okay, one second, Scooter. Uh, Raybon, this is uh, Cali Drogo calling. Uh, go ahead, Cali Drogo. Uh, Raybon. I've realized that the last few communications were by being that it taken control of the ship. Oh, yes, Kelly Drogo. I figured as much. Uh, I need to get back on board, though, to shut down the bye-bye button. Uh, what is the update on this being? Uh, the being is about to exit in one of the uh, ships uh, to get away, sir. Uh, thank you, Kelly Drogo. We'll be preparing a blockade. Okay, I will leave the bay door open. And I'm working on uh, bypassing and shutting down the magnet. Very good, Kelly Drogo. We're looking forward to seeing you again. Okay, Scooter, you go up and get the... Okay, Sam, I'm off. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, uh, sorry, Pen Pal. I'm trying to get this in. This may be... Uh, I try to move my recorder here. Um, so I covered all their ships, stand jam their communicators. We covered their ships in goop, uh, so they couldn't see. The ship flew off behind them, but in just a way, Stan did it so that they could notice, uh, and it actually worked. Uh, they, uh, they, like, they set to tracking that ship, but they didn't chase it because they couldn't clean off their ships, and then, uh, uh, Stan shut off the uh, jammer, like that, uh, like just like I was doing it before I escaped. So that went great, uh, and then um, it was even cool. It got so cool for a little bit there. So then they slowly, like, like slowly thing, and they said, "Oh, Cali Drogo's uh, Cali Drogo's all clear." Stan was saying, 
And then they flew in and they had uh, constructed these, essentially like a uh, yeah, birdcage around the uh, landing bay. And the cool thing was because it was constructed as salvage ship parts, it was all gray in dark colors and the lighting in the bay just looked like shadows. Uh, so they all landed and, and they didn't realize they were stuck because they were all waiting. And uh, for Cali Dro- or uh, Raybon, their leader, uh, to come in last. Then they got off the ship and uh, their ships and then we like closed the door and locked them in. And then we had Stan standing at a distance up on a balcony like shrouded in darkness, I put a cape on Stan, and he had me pretending I was Stan's lackey, and uh, totally like it was so cool. Like I didn't have a recording of it of in pen pal because it was very like Stan was pretending, Stan was some sort of like uh, like a double trickster, triple trickster. And doing all talking, and I went and got the key and the code, which uh, Raybon was more than happy to give up. It was wild. Because uh, uh, Stan just said, well, we could just open the doors if you wish. Uh, uh, or we could just, you know, all wait on board together here, but you're not getting out. Uh, clearly, I thought of everything. And, uh, so then I had to run off and shut down because I was a lackey. I even did like kind of lackey. I, I was acting like a lackey, which wasn't too hard for me. I said, you, yes, 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 Cali Drogo. And it was almost like Stan was pretending it was Cali Drogo had become sentient or something. I don't know. Instead of that, Stan had a crush on Cali Drogo before, whatever. So and then I go up there and shut off the go bye-bye button. And, and then Pen Pal, I got back, and uh, who's waiting there but all those sisters from my childhood uh, with Stan, uh, no longer shrouded in mystery, and making a deal with Cali Drogo. Uh, so right now, uh, like, uh, Stan and I are kind of in the BRIG, and... Uh, Stan's asleep. I'm holding my hand on my chest and Stan's. Stan's resting because it was, you know, a venturing day. But you know what? Just like Stan said, we may not have plans that work, but our plans work out. Uh, So I'm going to get some rest to Pen Pal. And even though that was a quadruple cross with the nuns, uh, they have to go back to sleep at some point anyway. So I think it'll all work out, pen pal of mine. going to be great. Uh, so just, uh, you know, keep on, maybe send a letter to your 8-year-old self and your 80-year-old self, pen pal. Picture Stan whittling, his Stan dreams of whittling and making pebbles into beings, and uh, good night. All right, uh, welcome to another episode of uh, Nuns in Space, the Stan, the Stan Chronicles Nuns in Space, uh, episode 5, I believe. Uh, though it's a serial episodic modular story, I guess technically last week was semi-serialized because uh, it did end on a pillow, uh, a pillow fluffer instead of a cliffhanger. Uh, but uh, if you're new or you need catching up, uh, Nuns of Space is uh, the tale of uh, a space pilot named Scooter. 
and his sidekick, uh, freestyle soda machine, also advanced level, uh, you know, best friend, uh, droid, you know, uh, something, uh, Stan. And uh, let's see if I can catch up on season one and into season two. So season one can, like, here's what happened. Historically, not that long in the future, Earth is exposed to outer space. Uh, meaning space, you know, all the ships, all the other worlds and beings out there say, hey, Earth is ready for us, or, oh, we we didn't notice you there behind that moon. It was just an angle thing. We couldn't see you. Uh, welcome to the community of outer space, or us. You know, let's all be friends, and, you know, we, we know some, some of us barter, some of us do use, you know, credits or money. Let's do things together. Let's get to know one another. And so that happened, and obviously it was a big adjustment for everyone. Let me see. Wait, wait a second. That stuff is – wait, you can uh, you could fly to other galaxies and stuff like that. Great. Is it anything like the movies? Well, they would know. I, I don't – you know, that's uh, part of the st- their story. Uh, but I don't know if you've ever, uh, you know, said, well, maybe I'm not ready for that. And I don't know if that's exactly what happened. But, you know, for a few years or some time period, unspecified time period, I wasn't supposed to specify. Uh, Earth and space, you know, they were, you know, going back and forth, people visiting, people going, coming and going, uh, stuff. It's then suddenly around the planet Earth, which we, we live on, uh, there, it was surrounded by a cloud of delusion, which once again separated Earth from space in a more uh, concrete way. And the cloud of delusion is kind of like a thick cloud you couldn't go through, like a bunch of fog. But obviously, if you're determined enough to get through fog, you could figure, you know, you could say, well, I got a foghorn, I got feelers, I can get through it. The cloud of delusion was like that, but uh, really almost nearly impenetrable. Uh, anyone that would go into the cloud, even computers, uh, for the most part, would experience some sort of delusion and get lost in the cloud, not make it through. Eventually, and that really got in the way. Like, there's people from outer space on Earth to say, hey, I got to go see, you know, I got to go do stuff. I had a date yesterday. Uh, or you say, hey, I got a shipment of ice cream. It's sitting around. It's got to go to uh, Venus 44. You know, they love Rocky Road there. And so everyone was trying to figure it out. Eventually they found out that a tiny, tiny sliver of uh, the Earth's population was just uh, like either genetically predisposed to to, to delusion or just delusional enough or just familiar enough with delusion uh, to make it through the cloud with a lot of work. And those few people became... uh, uh, pilots, much like a harbor pilot, they would take a ship from Earth to through the cloud to a space station. Actually, it's two space stations, technically. And obviously, they could, could command top dollar, and they get, you know, that started to work. And Scooter, our hero, uh, quote unquote, uh, was one of those people with a sidekick Stan. And uh, eventually, what happened was Scooter, um, he had his adventure in season one with the nuns from his childhood. And you could check it out. Um, and that was season one. Season two ended with Scooter and the nuns from his childhood back in the cloud of delusion, stuck there. Uh, even Scooter couldn't get out. I don't know if the delusion's thicker or... Um, I guess, yeah, let's just say that for the time being. Too, too thick for Scooter to even get out of.
Uh, nuns were in cryosleep, so, you know, because they didn't know how long they were going to be there. Eventually, they met up with a salvage ship uh, called the, the Cali Drogo, and they landed on that salvage ship. Then, last episode, we found out, oh, wait, or maybe two episodes ago, we found out, hey, this ship actually has a crew and a captain named uh, Rayban. And Raybon and the crew said, well, we'd like our ship back, and you're in big trouble for trying to take our ship, uh, Scooter. And so they returned to the ship. Scooter thought he had them uh, handled, but it ended up the nuns woke up from cryosleep and uh, turned the tables on Scooter and Stan. And so that's where the episode, that's where we're at, is we're still in the cloud of delusion. I mean, clearly, uh, that's where this podcast exists as well. Yeah, uh, but Scoot and Stan are—they're uh, in the brig. You'll find that out in a few minutes. Uh, yeah, waiting to find out, you know, what's going to happen. And but you know, everything's going fine. And you know, they get along like roses, and uh, you know, they, they, like roses and thorns. But thorns are part of roses. So maybe that's not that bad. Best example, but uh, yeah, here's our uh, Hollywood big shot intro- introducer, uh, right on time. Right, right as rain, right on time. Also portraying Pablo Picasso, I think, or Salvador Dali. Uh, in a wonderful, yeah, Antonio Banderas. Banderas. Never mind. Is the is ladies, is the gentlemen, is the boys, is the girls, is uh, the friends beyond the binary. It's time for another episode of Nuns in. A space. That's great. Thanks, Antonio. Good to see you. You look great. Uh, you ready to play some quicks or some other board game? Can you sit? You comfortable sitting in my kitchen for about a uh, seventy-five minutes and waiting for me? Uh, my friend, I think I will take a nap. Okay, go for it. Uh, uh, may, may I listen to the recording of the podcast? Actually, yeah, you never asked me that. Wow, Antonio, wow. Uh, Antonio Banderas, everybody, nuns in space. It's Banderas. Okay, d- thanks, everybody. Uh, hey, pen pal, I've been working with, we're in the brig here, and I'm working with Stan, and uh, pen pal of mine, dearest pen pal, uh, we're in the brig, and we'll, don't worry, pen pal, Stan's going to be an artist. We have some uh, things we've been working on. And you could listen in because uh, we're going to be going through stands, uh, brainstorming. But don't worry, pen pal. You'll be get, if you're getting this message, you're getting it good because we're you know I'm on my way. Well, I don't know if I'm on my way anywhere, but uh, don't worry, pen pal. pal oh, pal of mine, pen, pen penning, making the reason I pen things without a pen, but with my voice. A dear pen pal, I'll I'll be in touch soon. Listen to me and Stan. Okay, Stan, let's start off with uh, five grievances with the higher power. Uh, like, do, do you have your five grievances? Cause, uh, oh, sco- sco- okay, sco- 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 okay, Scooter, I do. Okay, number one, why, if I was born or re- reincarnated or uh, my consciousness, why did my consciousness spring into existence in a soda machine, a free soda machine, even a freestyle one? Okay, Stan, that's a good one. What's number two? Uh, a dear higher power. Scooter, can I do it like I'm... It's kind of uncomfortable having grievances with the higher power. 
Okay, go ahead, Stan. Dear higher power. Uh, Scooter, I use strong language in this one. Okay, that's fine. I mean, I think the higher power can handle it, Stan. Uh, when in the heck was I, was I born, uh, higher power? And why didn't I have some, like, parents that, I, you know, why, can't, why couldn't I have chosen that? Uh, I realize no one gets to choose it, but, you know, it's, it's still a grievance, uh, higher power. Stan, that's very, uh, that's a very common one. I'm sure even, I wonder if we did that. I wonder, uh, Stan, do you think there's an anthropologist in space? A scooter, of course there are. Okay, great. What's number three? A higher power, why, why do I, am I limited? Like, I'm just a freestanding soda machine. Not really freestyle, because I can't walk around. And I don't have taste buds. Or a mouth. Uh, I mean, I have things that I've used like that, higher power. Also, arms would have been nice. Uh, so I don't know if this is one or more. It is just one grievance, higher power. Why just a freestyle soda machine? Also, higher power, I've been getting curious about, you know, Scooter always is the autoerotic thing. I can't see. So it's a grievance, higher power. Whew, Stan. Wow. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was wondering when we were going to finally talk about that. Well, it's just not fair, Scooter. Stan, I agree with you 100%. Uh, uh, anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Sorry, Stan. It's just a little bit of... Uh, what's number four? Uh, Scooter, what's up with this so higher power? What's up with this friggin' cloud? Why are we stuck here in this cloud? Why is the cloud of delusion even there? Well, Stan, I can't answer for the higher power, but, you know, to help you become an artist is the current reason we're giving ourselves. Scooter, it's still a grievance with the higher power. Okay, uh, what's the last one, Stan? Well, Scooter, it was not easy for me to limit these down. Uh, Scooter, but I had to put one in for you, Scooter, in case the higher power is, like, listening, like you said, and saying, well, you're so I had to counteract that autoerotic thing, Scooter. Okay, Stan, what is it? Oh, higher power! What's up with Scooter? How how come Scooter's like he is? Uh, I mean, he's made some mistakes, but Jeepers Creepers, higher power! Uh, he's not perfect, but he's pretty okay. Uh, so I'm not sure. I has, I'm not sure I have a specific grievance other than to say, what's up with that? You know, give a Scooter. Okay, thanks, thanks, Stan. Thanks, higher power, for listening to that. But we got other. I know you're being for all the other stuff too. Okay, Stan, next up is your ten forbidden joys. Uh, if, you know what I mean? Scooter, I do, because you told me 15 times. Yeah, well, we're here. We don't know how long we're going to be in here. we got to keep your artistry moving forward. This is week five of our work together. Okay, Scooter, uh, spraying soda is one thing I would like to do that I'm not allowed to do. Because it causes sticky stuff and people don't like it. Uh, two, kissing, Scooter, clearly... Uh, for my grievances, you'd say, well, I'm forbidden and prevented from kissing. I'd like to, Scooter, I'd also like to run, but not just to run, but to play. You know, play tag, Scooter, that'd be a forbidden joy. Especially those night tag games You in the summertime when you were a kid. Like, those sounded really fun. I know you never played Kick the Can, but Kick the Can type variants, Scooter. Ooh, Stan, man, maybe you could, maybe you could kick. I'd love to indulge in those memories more. 
Uh, Scooter, I'd also uh, like to take a bath, uh, particularly like an oil bath, like C-3PO did in that Star Wars Hope movie. Well, that's that, that makes sense, Dan. Uh, what else? Uh, Scooter, I'd like to go swimming, but not just be in the water, like kind of like tag. I would like to play Marco Polo, too. Uh, another one, Scooter, I'd like is to eat pizza, eat, be able to eat pizza, because that seems pretty great. Uh, Scooter, I'd like to give someone a hug, maybe even you. Uh, Scooter, I'd like to have my own family. Uh, like have, I'd also like to go to a job and have a first day of work. Okay, is that 10, Stan? Uh, Scooter, I, I, I think it probably we could say it's 10. Okay, Stan, this is a, they call this one, uh, Julie Cameron calls this the, the Virtue Trap Quiz. Uh, so just answer these ones I didn't give you ahead of time, so you got to answer it on the spot. But Scooter Hearst is a workbook, so wouldn't I have done, had time? This is just because hey, we're stand police. Okay, Scooter. Uh, so the biggest lack in my life is uh, love, Scooter. The greatest joy in my life is um, saving Scooter. Uh, the biggest uh, time commitment I have is saving Scooter. Okay. Uh. As I play more, I work uh, differently. I feel guilty that I am always a saving scooter. Uh, I worry that I won't be around to a safe scooter. Wow, Stan, really difficult being friends with me, huh? Why didn't you have any grievances? Uh, scooter, I'm just, you, just, you just told me just to answer. Okay, you're you're not. I'm not I'm, you're right. You're right. Uh, you're right. If my dreams come true, my family will. A scooter. I, I would have a family, uh, but I would be afraid that, uh, uh, like, uh, if my dreams came true, you wouldn't need me. You, you would think I wouldn't need you, and you wouldn't need me, or something. Scooter. Okay, so two different fan. Like, if you if your dreams came true and you had a family. We, then we might not need each other. Is that what you're saying? Iskura, that's what I'm saying. Wow, that's okay. Uh, I sabotage myself uh, so tr- people will treat me, uh, Scooter, as an equal being uh, with dignity and respect. Okay, I get I get, Okay. If I let myself feel it, I'm angry that Scooter takes all the credit when I save him. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, last one. One reason I get sad is uh, without Scooter, I might be alone, and uh, no one else really gets me like you do, Scooter. I mean, and treats me the way you do. Yeah, that's why I'm saying we're best friends. Uh, not perfect. You know, clearly being best friends with the imperfect beings is not easy for you. Uh, but let's move on to something nicer, Stan. Okay, Scooter. Uh, this is 19 Wishes. Uh, go. Okay, Scooter, I'd like to go to college. I'd like to live in a dorm. Uh, Scooter, I'd like to make, make L-O-V-E. Also, Scooter, I'd like to do that to solve, like the auto way we were talking about. I'd like to parachute, Scooter. I would like to do dishes. I would like to live in a world without a cloud of delusion. Uh, Scooter, I'd like to be there when you and your pen pal reunite, if that could be possible. 
uh, Scooter, I'd like to have a lot of a party, have a party and have lots of friends and have lots of friends at the party. Uh, I'd like a scooter. I'd like to go to a dance or prom. And also a separate would probably is that I'd like to go to high school or great, you know, and probably grammar school too. scooter. Uh, scooter also, I'd like to, uh, have my value system like you based on TV sitcoms that I watched as a child or movies, like have my creative ideas only based on, you know, I say, well, this here's a problem I'm facing. Have I seen it solved in a movie? Well, here's what high school's like for Ricky Schroeder. It probably will be like that, just like that for me. Oh, here's how Zach Morris deals with things. So, Scooter, I'd like that. Really, really, Scooter, it's a wish. Okay, well, wouldn't wish that. Okay, what else, Sin? Scooter, I'd like to cry until my nose runs. I'd like to skin my knee. I'd like to have a phobia, Scooter, and I'd love to catch a cold. Okay, here they come with our, my meal again, Stan. Yes, hello, uh, uh, I go, so something, uh, go, hello, oh, thanks for my, uh, SpaghettiOs and mac and cheese again, cold, hilarious, thank you. Scooter, there's a Twinkie in there, too. Yeah, they mashed that up in there. Anyway, Stan, I think that was powerful work we were doing. Um, I'm just going to, like, uh, uh, wolf this down. Why don't you think about, uh, like, the past couple of weeks we've been through and how we're going to stay in here and unwind while I eat this Twinkie Mac and SpaghettiO. Uh, Scooter, I was going to, I wish I had something to whittle in here, Scooter. Well, you could use your imagination. Here's another thing, Stan. I was thinking when your your wishes and your things, like, uh, you could do these dishes. Well, Scooter, I don't, I can't do the dishes. Uh, well, Stan, I think you're being limiting yourself. Like, let's think about this. Like, we don't have dish soap in here, but I still do the dishes every day. Uh, and how, how do I do it? A scooter, you use water and you scrub it with your thumb. Right. I mean, my other, my palm too, but my thumb is the best at getting the, um, yeah, getting, I feel like it gets the plate clean. And at least I can tell myself that, uh, the friction for my thumb, I mean, I'm only one using these dishes anyway. So let's think about the things we listed. Like, could, could you spray the dishes with soda to clean them? No, scooter, that would make them sticky. What about with just soda water? Like sparkling water. Scooter, that wouldn't work. Uh, what about air, like CO2 or something? Scooter, no. Uh, what about freezing them in your ice maker or something? Scooter, that might work, but I would have to take it. I don't think it would. I'm, uh, scooter, that wouldn't work. It, I mean, conceptually it would work, but no. Uh, what about rejecting the ideas that dishes have that they're e- even not clean? Scooter. And take it. What if you just drain all the joy right out of the the dishes, so they just all everything falls off them? A scooter. That's uh, that's uh, that's very funny. And you're not being fair, scooter. Yeah, you're right, Stan. I just like I'm running out of ideas here. And we are like, it, 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 it can sense they're going to reach a decision about things. Uh, well, anyway, Stan. So you're fan. I tried to get you to fantasize. You're fantasizing. Or you were thinking about whittling. Like, what if you whittle with your imagination? What would Could you uh, do something? Like, we've been talking about your ability to daydream. 
and contemplate and feel things and fantasize. And that's an important part of that other thing you're interested in. I mean, if we're going to figure out the other obstacles to that, you still have to, uh, you know, live in your imagination. And I know we've been trying to work on tweaking those algorithms uh, in between the, like, uh, functioning and non-functioning, in between the ones and zeros, Stan. Scooter, right, of course, you're so right. You really have a grasp of how, uh, you know, binary languages work. Right, I do mean, I have, okay, so, uh, just think about it. I mean, now we're both rejecting each other's ideas, so we're definitely being, uh, not human, but human-like. Well, Scooter, it's just confusing all of those things for me. Okay, well, what if I was sitting here with a Stan, and a Stan was smiling, uh, relaxed, uh, soda machine, yeah, and we're here sitting on this concrete uh, side of my bed. You know, my back aching from putting you in the top bunk and then getting you back down. Uh, what do, what would you uh, do? Screw I don't think this is a good use of our resources. we got to figure out our plan. Okay, now, okay, we're, here we are, inefficiently using your resources, uh, fantasizing, daydreaming, relaxing. Thinking about sitcoms and movies, uh, what what do you see Stan doing there? Maybe it's from a movie or something. Scooter, it, oh, you Scooter, I forgot one of my wishes was to swing like, uh, remember in Goonies with uh, Chunk and Sloth? Uh, okay, that noted. Was that what you were thinking about? Scooter did pop in, but I was thinking about uh, playing the harmonica. I think that might be from a movie, too, Scooter. Okay, tell me more, Stan. Uh, Scooter, this is a harmonica I made out of a salvage, and I'm sitting here playing a tune for the two of us to pass the time. Okay, that's great. Uh, you're really blown on that thing, huh, Stan? Real toe-tapper. Scooter, more, a little bit mellow, uh, because we gotta, i got to play for a while to pass the time. Also, you talk less when I play it, and I have a little forlorn song going about our woe. Okay, I like it. I can, uh, I'm enjoying you playing the harmonica right now, Stan. Really, uh, yeah. Well, Scooter, it's just an imaginary activity. Well, Stan, maybe, but have you ever taken imagination to the next level? Because, uh, Scooter, are you going to, not now. No, no, no. But you can fake the harmonica. Like, I can do it in the back of my throat here. Uh, it doesn't sound so much like a harmonica, but I'll be like, eh, you know, I make a noise. Uh, Scooter, okay, you're going to make a noise from the back of your throat. Well, it's kind of between the back of my throat, my upper palate, and my uh, my sinuses. And I guess just get it vibrating. Okay, Scooter, what's your point? Well, I was just thinking maybe you could, don't you, what if you vibrate like your ice dispense, like your the ice paddle? Like, isn't that have like just surrounded in rubber? That's kind of like your upper palates. Here, feel the back of my, my nostrils. I'll just talk in nonsense like I'm playing uh, harmonica. Oh, Scooter, it does have a little vibration to it. So would you use your ice flapper. Well, Scooter, it's, it's, it is called an ice paddle, but uh, ice flapper. 
Scooter, I'm, I'm, I'm vibrating in my ice paddle. Oh, yeah, Stan, I can feel it already. And you can talk at the same time. Well, Scooter, it's two different separate parts of me. Okay, well, it feels like I'm getting like a, like when I sonically got my teeth cleaned almost. Oh, Scooter, let me go a little bit deeper for the forlorn, forlorn parts. Uh, hey, Stan, what, what, could you, do you think you could focus it on the dishes? So let me put the dishes in the sink and let me just see if you get... Scooter, like, sonically clean the dishes like your teeth. Yeah, because they're vibrating in there in the sink. Oh, okay, Scooter, let me focus it on there. Stan, you're, you're cleaning the dishes. Scooter, this was... Uh, Scooter, was that my bucket list? Can I kick this off my bucket list? Yes, yeah, Stan, you, you can. Look at the... Everything's just so, so, so vibrating right off the dishes. So, oh, here comes Sister Mary Ellen. Hold on. Oh, hi, Sister Mary Ellen. How, how you feeling? You've been awake for a while. Uh, yes, well, 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 uh, Scooter and Stan, uh, uh, what are you doing? Were you in here tapping your toes to m- music that doesn't exist and not surprised at all? Sister, you look so, uh, uh balanced. Uh, like, uh, you don't you need to get back in bed? It'll be because, uh, get some sleep, uh, because I'm just worried. The, the cloud is very strong where we are, sister. I don't know. If you, you know, Raybon and them probably don't have your best, uh, oh, well, we've made an arrangement with Raybon and the crew. And uh, I just wanted to give you a little update. Personally, wanted to deliver it because you have a few choices to make. Now, Stan, you're welcome to join us, uh, the sisters and I, and Raybon and Raybon's crew. You can join us as is. There would just be a few small changes to, to some of your administrative permissions to make sure you'd play along. Yeah, or you could be salvaged to stand. Uh, you know, for part we could find your essential parts. Uh, so you could decide between those two things, Stan. Now, Scooter, uh, we do. We still are trying to conserve all of our water and food. And we figured with you awake, and not only would it get on all of our nerves. Uh, so we're going to put you in. We have one ship that uh, Raybon and the crew have decided that they could leave. Uh, and uh, we're going to put you in that ship, Scooter. And we're going to remove, of course, we'll remove the engine and everything because we can't have you tagging along. Uh, Sister, Sc- Scooter's your commanding officer. Uh, and uh, you, we need Scooter, by the way, Sister. Oh, we did at one point need him saying thank you, but we're on a different ship. The Kali Drogos uh, commanding officer is Ray Bon. So, Scooter, we're going to give you a couple choices. And actually, Stan, the funny thing is your choices will impact Scooter's choices. Now, Scooter, we could put you in a nice cryopod, and you could get in that ship and rest, and then you wouldn't have to worry about it. We'll leave you with uh, uh, plenty of fluids and everything. And you could be out there for a while. And uh, uh, Stan, if you play along, we'll even leave a beacon and, and keep an eye on Scooter for you. And eventually, maybe as you work with us, uh, you could get command of your own vessel and go back and pick Scooter up. Or, you know, Scooter, you could be difficult and Stan, you could be too. And, and I think, you know, so make a decision. I'll be back uh uh, and uh, we'll, we'll, I'll see what you, why don't you go back to your toe-tapping routine and uh, whatever it was talking about dishes. Thank you. Scooter, this, uh, Scooter. okay, Stan, calm down. Uh, 
Go back to playing your harmonica. Let's, let's soothe ourselves here. Okay, Scooter. Stan, did you notice anything? Uh, uh, Scooter, that that uh, sister's a very good negotiator. Okay, Stan. Anything else? Like uh, Raybon and Raybon's crew. We were surprised to encounter them. Let's do it like a test, Stan. In the scooter, in the cloud, right. And that led us to the belief, uh, common sense belief, uh, Scooter, that they were resistant to delusion. Yes, and uh, that um, would, would we. And you, did you notice that uh, sister seemed, Scooter, uh, non-delusional? Right. Uh, so, what does that mean? A scooter it just means, uh, Scooter, I, what if I just go with you? Uh, like, I'll just tell Sister, you know what, put me on the ship with Scooter. Uh, no, 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 Stan, that's not going to work. Scooter, I'm going to tell Sister, I'm going to make, I'm going to start making noise. And, okay, keep, keep playing the harmonica, Stan. No, Scooter, I'm going to go with you. No, Stan, don't worry, don't worry about it. Uh, uh, just keep playing the music. Uh, it's going to, let's just keep going here. Keep, keep vibrating those dishes. Keep soothing ourselves. And uh, just sit alone with the idea. Stan, you could just go. Uh, Stan, it's going to be fine. You'll, they'll put me on that ship, and then you'll go along with them. And then eventually you can come back and get me. Scooter, come on. What do you, Stan, Scooter, I've seen enough movies to know how this. Scooter, they, they're not really negotiating in fair trade or whatever. Okay, Stan, that may be true. Scooter, they're not going to, Scooter, they're going to, there's not going to be a beacon to find my way back to your ship, and they're not going to let me work with them if they change my administrative positions. Now, Stan, but what I'll do is, um, maybe I'll just like, uh, I'll figure, I'll figure out a plan. I'll be on that ship. I'll wake up. You go along with them, and then I'll wake up on the ship. I'll figure it out, and I'll come back and get you. It's that easy. Scooter, no. Well, Stan, here's the other thing I noticed is that uh, they need you. Like, they clearly need you for something. I'm not sure what it is, either to run the ship or to do something involved in their plans. Scooter, why do you say that? Well, because they said they would just, like, because otherwise they would just put you, if they did, why would they keep you? Uh, Scooter, I'm pretty much unprecedented piece of technology. Right, but why wouldn't they just salv- either salvage you or put you on the ship with me? A scooter, they may like me. Okay, that is possible, but but uh, I think it's more likely that they need you for something, and fully functioning, you'd be best able to deliver that for them. Okay, scooter, so what's your point? Uh, so you do have some negotiating leverage, so just leave me on that ship, it'll be fine. And also, just to make sure you get my message, you got all my messages to my pen pal, right? The scooter, I do. Well, just get my messages to my pen pal then. Uh, scooter, well, Steen, you just got to be. You find your inner artist. It'll be fine. It's gonna be. It's gonna be great. The scooter, no, we need to become artists right now and find a plan right now. Okay. Um. Well, uh, what what would your plan be? Well, Scooter, you noticed that sister and uh, is, seems to be resistant to the cloud right now. 
And so I was thinking with the other things we talked about uh, in the dishwashing, I'm going to, uh, let me see if I can get, uh, Stan, are you going to sonic, Scooter, yes, I'm going to sonically get into the computer and see what I can notice or see if I can notice. Okay, Scooter, I'm sensing it. It is, I can do a two-way vibration here, like some sort of sympathetic thing. Uh, Stan, kind of like a vibe fi or something. A scooter a bit like it. So there, there is some sort of devices on the sister. She's still, she's just down the hall. I can feel it on her. Scooter, I'm trying to get into the computer, but it, right now it's, uh, I'm locked out. I, I can't log in. Okay, Stan. So let me see. What, like, uh, what do you sense about the device a sister's wearing on her? Well, let's, uh, let's, uh, uh, let me call, excuse me, sister, sister, we're, we're ready. Are, can you hear me? We're ready to make a choice. Uh, Scooter, I like how you uh, directed your voice without raising it. Yeah, it bounced off that wall. Oh, hi, sister. Stan's ready. Uh, we decided to go along with your plan. Oh, really, Stan? Sister, I'll go along with your plan and help you as long as I can, at the end, I can have my ship, a ship and go get Scooter. Of course, Stan, as long as you do everything we need to do, uh, we will allow you to return Scooter and come get to get, get him. Okay, they, me and Scooter need to hug and say goodbye, though, sister, so uh, please give us a moment. Okay, Stan, I will. Okay, Scooter, it's definitely some sort of device. Uh, it's, uh, it, I can't, Scooter, I can't figure out what it's doing, though. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's creating, it's like creating its own... It's strange, Scooter. It doesn't make any sense. It's creating its own field of delusion around Sister's, uh, uh, her synapses and things. Okay. Like, it's almost like an earphone, like blasting a Scooter. What do you mean? Well, like, noise-canceling earphones, uh, they broadcast no the same noise outward. Uh, like, so is it canceling the delusion, like, noise-canceling earphones? Scooter, I, Scooter, did you try to invent that? No, Stan. Someone else invented noise-canceling earphones, and they did try to uh, use the technology to 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 do that for the collided delusion. It just would never take. But Raybon and the crew, they must have, they must have figured it out somehow. It was because it must have used a real cloud delusion. Scooter, you're right. It's it's some sort of delusion generator. Okay, that's good. Okay, so um, let's see. I mean, one of the things they were always worried about was leakage. Uh, even when it was a foe, they were trying to replicate the clouded delusion, and it generates its own delusional field. So let's see um, if you could do, to channel your vibrations and just create a small— uh, let's just start with Sister since she's close by— Try to create a small break in the field. Like, even if you break her field generator, then some cloud delusion should leak in. Scooter, okay, I'm trying. What should we do next? Okay, well, um, uh, yeah, so we're just main. Okay, so she's going to start kicking in just a little bit. Let's not do anything too much. Okay, and then start your vibrations. Let's start a vibrational story supplement. Uh, we're we're going to try to influence our delusions within the breaks. Okay, Scooter, how are we going to do? Uh, 
uh, do that. Okay, so, so make a song that kind of has some positive feelings in there, is some security, overconfidence, uh, that all her plan, all their plans are working. All is well. Use the kind of same positive memories we were just talking about. Okay, Scooter, Scooter, here, here comes Sister, though. Ah, Stan and Scooter, uh, so good to see you. Uh, I'm very excited about the prom. Uh, are you two going to the prom? Uh, yeah, um, uh, we were thinking about it, Sister, but we're kind of in here. And also, uh, I heard the prom was like the best kind of prom. It was like a no-date prom. Is that true? Oh, it is. We're so excited. It's going to be everyone uh, with everyone together. So you don't need a date to, to go to the prom. Oh, sister, I'm really looking forward to, to seeing you. Are you going to get your, uh, like, are you going to have an updo or a downdo? Oh, I, I, I am going to have an updo. And sister, are you going to have a, um, um, uh, a, bo- a boutonniere or a bouquet? I will, ha- I, I, you know, we're not going to have flowers uh, because we're going just for fun. Oh, wow, sister, I cannot wait for this, um, Sister, you know, the hair, the hair salon's like right in that room over there. Uh, oh, yes, where the janitor's closet used to be. I'm going to go and get my hair done, and uh, I'll see you two later. Okay, thanks, sister. So good. Oh, sister, you know what? Uh, weirdest thing. Uh, we're locked. Uh, instead of being locked out of my car, we're locked in my car. Can you unlock the doors from the outside? Oh, yeah, I didn't realize you guys were. Uh, what's your guys' favorite class? Um, which yours? Oh, uh, math. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, I got to get my dance shoes ready. Uh, oh, your appointment, sister. Uh, just okay. Let me let let me punch this coat and let you out. Okay, sister, you go get your haircut. We'll see you in a bit. Uh, Scooter, the door's unlocked. Okay, let's just stay here though. Sister's gonna go get her hair done. Okay, Stan, I want you to start to uh, start to spread it. Use the ship itself to vibrate. Um, and, uh, uh, oh, wait a second. She used her code. It was, uh, uh, Scooter, I, I observed what code she used. Okay, try to use it to log into the ship's computer. Scooter, it's working. Okay, terrific. Yeah, she was their computer expert, so they figured they would need her. Okay, we're in great shape now, Stan. So start to spread the delusion very low level to all the crew except for Raybon. And just give them this confidence and whatever the subconscious that's leaking in. Stan, your subconscious is really doing good. Scooter, now it's bubbled to my consciousness. I'm really excited about having a prom. Okay, we'll see. Make sure everyone views me as Raybon except for Raybon. And they view you now as one of their crew. Their plan succeeded. And with Raybon, it just barely, oh, maybe you don't even need to open up the delusion. Like, uh, maybe make it so that uh, the crew realizes that Raybon, oh, you know what, Stan? Maybe you let the crew see Raybon as Raybon really is. I bet you Raybon's using the delusion generators. Scooter, I'm seeing some programming right along those lines. They see Raybon in a much more positive light than is true. Okay, so let them start to think about the prom 
is they see Raybon and Raybon's true light, and then if they would want Raybon at the prom. Scooter, I don't understand what your plan is. Okay, then they're going to not tell Raybon about the prom. We don't even have to mess with Raybon's delusions. Raybon will start to wonder what they're planning without Raybon. And uh, this will hopefully all culminate in... in, uh, Scooter, is this one from... Have you seen this one before? No, that's the only thing. Here's what what we're going to do. We're going to have a prom. So I want you to start to get the flight deck ready. You know, let Raybon's crew get excited, too. And all the sisters, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll get get everybody prepping from you know leaving their stations to get ready for the prom. Rayban will be confused. Scooter, I'm getting. Uh, I'm gonna have streamers and balloons. Uh, okay, Stan. So you're you're using the salvage. So Stan, uh, can you check the inventory? I'm looking for a certain piece of salvaging equipment. Uh, scooter, which piece of equipment? Uh, Stan, it looks like this. Oh, Scooter, what are you thinking? Stan, I think I want you ready for the prom too, buddy, for dancing at the prom. Oh, Scooter, this is exciting. So I'll be dancing at the prom. Scooter, uh, can I wear a tuxedo? Uh, Stan, you can. If it's a, if it's crafted of delusion, you can wear a tuxedo. Scooter, can I plan out the rest of the prom? Stan, you can. You get all the prom things ready, and I'm just going to prep a couple things because you're going to make it. You're going to. We're going to have a thingamajig, so you get ready to start the prom. Start the prom, um, and uh, maybe I could, uh, yeah, get everything decorated. Scooter, what do you think? Scooter, what do you think the theme should be for the prom? Under the sea. Uh, no, Stan, come on. Oh, Scooter, you're right. A dream in the clouds. Uh, okay, that sounds great, Stan. The Scooter, do you get it, though? Oh, yeah, Stan, that's funny, actually. Yeah, they didn't realize it. Uh, okay, Scooter, so uh, I'll see you at the prom. Okay, don't forget about punch bowls. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, uh, let's see. Yeah, I think that's it. I only know that Sobol or whatever from uh, Raybon's crew. So just get everybody excited. Date-free prom. Scooter, I may have my first kiss at this prom. Okay, don't do any of the auto stuff. Or probably let's just let's hold off on expectations and let's just try to have fun. Oh, Scooter, uh, that'll be my primary objective. Okay, that would be great. My primary objective is going to be a little bit different, but uh, that's great. I'll see you at the proms, Stan. Okay, Scooter, I can't wait. Uh, hey, pen pal, it's me. Uh, good news. Hey, sorry, I had to run around and do some stuff. Uh, but you would have been so proud. Stan, our Stan, oh, Stan of ours. Uh, he really is growing and evolving, pen pal. And his plan went great. Uh, it wasn't exactly a run-of-the-mill prom. I don't know if there ever is. Uh, but it was like... Uh, I mean, there was some dancing and standing around and awkward looks at first. Uh, and Stan was playing like an MC DJ. And I was cloaked as Raybon as a, um, what are those things called? Uh, where you shoot was a chaperone. So everybody was kind of looking at me side-eyed. Uh, but then Stan, I was also changing to a student and a guest at times, yeah. But Stan, it was the first prom I'd been to where there was Duck, Duck, Goose, and Tag, and Marco Polo. 
and also a dishwashing contest, Ben Pal. It was cool. It was a fun, it was, I said, these should be at all proms. I don't know if they're like, uh, why they aren't. Duck, duck, goose, especially. It, cause that one, it kind of is stimulating a little bit. You say, am I going to be picked? Ooh, I was picked. Oof, run around. Uh, there was also a, whittle, a whittling station. And, uh, Stan did want to have a, you had to put Nick's a kissing booth. They said, Stan, we don't have time for everything. Uh, sorry, no kissing booth. And then the prom was going to uh, culminate as a prom. So every prom needs a, a climactic moment, uh, at the prom for everyone together. And Stan had that, which was, uh, that it was going to be like a, a not a dance off, but a fun dance party. I don't know what Stan called it. Fun dancing, he called it. And everyone that danced and had fun would be prom royalty, like immediately. Now, there was only really eight people at the prom. There were eight, four sisters, four of Raybon's crew, and Stan and I. But I was actually playing Raybon as a chaperone. And Stan made this big announcement, and then he said, ladies and gentlemen, I need to change into my boogie threads. And then Stan, well, that part was like a little bit, uh, everyone was kind of like so excited because then I had to roll Stan off on the dolly. And right after I took Stan off the stage, like Stan went channel wide, and Raybon showed up uh, right right when the, like it was just like a loop let's get ready to dance stan saying that over and over with dj music and first raybon didn't see me because i was kind of the chaperone standing in the background and rayban showed up and was like uh beside themselves saying what is going on here uh you know like like kind of berating the crew why, why are they having a party why wasn't raybon invited what is this uh prom uh, you know, what, like just a lot of, uh, not happy at all. I mean, I think particularly deep down for not being invited, but then also it kind of did seem ludicrous that the entire crew and their new crew with the nuns was having a prom and who authorized this holy mackerel, but not, you know, much stronger language, uh, pushed over the punch bowl, uh, which everyone said, well, you should have got here for the dish cleaning contest if you're going to, you know, mess mess it up or whatever. And then Stan actually had the DJ thing remote. So Stan said, is everyone ready to dance? And then Raybon said, there's no more dancing. Who is that? Uh, then Raybon saw me. and But meanwhile, Stan was totally in the A-game. As soon as Raybon saw me, he started uh Thing he says, so let's dance, dance like you like there's joy in your heart, or dance with the joy in your hearts. Let's all be prom royalty tonight. Uh, and music started. It was it was I don't even know what it was because obviously I was more focused on Raybon and uh, Raybon, but it was like dance floors packed. I was dancing out of Raybon's way. Ray, you know, it's a little bit slapsticky. Raybon trying to catch me. Uh, you know, Raybon definitely has more skills than me, but I was able to move around enough until swinging in like Sloth and Chunk, uh, or the famous, uh, actor that inspired them, uh, Stan comes swinging in, like, uh, swings around with streamers, uh, cause Stan was in this Mac salvage suit, uh, with legs and arms. 
uh, wraps Raybon up in, in streamers, uh, and the streamers were made from salvaged things, so it wasn't like they were paper. And we all started dancing, and I said, Stan, make it me. And uh, like, like, and then me and Stan were dancing with the crew, and it was really this like prom royalty moment. We must have danced for like 25, 30 minutes, uh, and Raybon was couldn't get get out, so Raybon was watching the whole time with a scowl, and I think that scowl just reinforced the bonding that was happening on the dance floor. Uh, so we're all dancing, Stan saying how we're all prom royalty, whatever we wish, and. Like then Stan had like rain balloons and uh, paper and sashes and we're all laughing and dancing more. And then everyone was seeing Raybon as Raybon was. And uh, it was in a little bit of the, the, like, because they still have the delusion generators. Uh, I think, I, I don't know, everybody's in a good mood. And I said, why don't I become, take over for Raybon? You know, I'll be the captain of the prom and captain of this ship. Everyone else can be royalty. I just want to be captain, commander, whatever role. And everyone said, hip, hip, hooray. Hip, hip, hooray. And then they said, stand for a captain and commander. And we said, yay. And uh, that was it. And uh, um, we put Raybon in the brig. And Stan's commanding the ship now, the, the Cali Drogo. And uh, I'm, I guess technically I'm second in command. They called me Prime Minister of the Prom. That was well, no, I also called myself Prime Minister Pete Nice of the Prom, and alliteration. So I am stands uh, second in command here, pen pal, and things are looking good. Uh, I mean, we're just in the cloud of delusion on a salvage ship, but uh, we had a great night. Thanks for asking, pen pal. Good nights. All right, hey everybody, welcome to our serial episodic modular series. This one is a, a serial episode, uh, uh, for sure. Like, you could listen to this one in any order ever, especially when I catch you up here. So, snuggle in, you're really gonna enjoy sleeping to this one, or just being soothed by it. This is our series, this is Nuns in Space, The Stand Chronicles, or also called Stand Chronicles Nuns in Space. And it's a season two of uh, our original series, Nuns in Space, uh, chronicling uh, uh, Stan, a uh, freestyle soda machine, and currently com- commander of a salvage ship uh, in a cloud of delusion uh, just outside of uh, the planet Earth, uh, surrounding, enveloping, I'd say, the planet Earth in a good, like in a, in a neutral way. And stands, I'm not sure the exact role yet, is sergeant at, uh, like, second-in-command, a scooter, who was once upon a time the commander of the ship. In season one, uh, Scooter, Stan, and the nuns from Scooter's childhood had adventures in space. And at the end of the season, they ended up in this cloud of delusion. Uh, so I'll give you the quick one on the cloud of delusion. So we have a planet Earth. Uh, the, we, we all are uh, spaceship Earth, however you want to call it. We're on it today. Uh, some of us probably more grounded than others of us uh, who our heads are always in a cloud of delusion. But uh, uh, so Earth was just like it is, just like you're perceiving it now. And at some point, uh, like uh, outer space, like the people say, is there life out there? Is there spaceships? Uh, is it just a dream? 
He said something, this is a thought experiment. All that got cleared up real, actually really quickly. Uh, when the earth like got on the map of outer space. And I don't know if that was is it like a, like a, it's just a different story to dig into whether that's figurative or actual, but earth was exposed to outer space first gently. And, you know, somebody came from outer space. They said, Hey, what's up? Uh, we're friendly out there. And yeah, there's a whole galaxy or whatever is bigger than a galaxy. I don't know which bigger universe or galaxy, but, uh, you know, there's a whole world worlds out there full of, uh, you know, beings and uh, uh, places and commerce and stuff and, you know, friendship. I mean, other stuff, too. But mostly they said, hey, we're not, you know, we know you got those movies and books and stuff. And they said, what's a pod? How do you download a pod? They said, uh, hold on, let me get my tentacles in place. How do you download a podcast? No, just joking. You just go, you just get a podcast app. It's a. Uh, uh, what's by okay never mind i'm trying to do an intro actually i, I can't get like uh, i'm trying to avoid the side side benders of the story because i already had an intro where i interviewed kermit the frog for 45 minutes or something who's kermit the frog okay maybe we should what's your name gorzak gorzak i'll get back to you we could be friends uh but so Yes, yeah, so Earth was exposed to outer space. Outer space was exposed to Earth. Uh, commerce began, uh, tra- tourism, uh, friendship, uh, relationships of all sorts. You know, mostly community-based relationships. They say, hey, you know, do you, the people said, hey, check out this stuff we got on Earth called gum. And they said, oh, we call that shimajma, you know, over over here. Oh, but this is different. It's a different flavor. Ours is more of a savory. This is a sweet and things were going pretty well, at least on the surface to the mid-surface. But as when the, these major changes happen, it's not always an easy adjustment because we have been living here on Earth uh, with the presumption that that was either a mystery or some people saw it. Well, no, definitely this or definitely that. I just don't have a, a total proof. And once things were confirmed, uh, you know, it, it, change, it changes your way of thinking and viewing the world a bit. And that could be not easy. Uh, but most people were keeping that. They said, well, you know, I, I'll adapt. We tend to be an adaptable species, uh, which they complimented us on all the time. They said, oh, you'll adapt to, to, to this uh, space travel and stuff. Now, I don't know if it was the, the uh, subtextual stuff that I'm not talking about that triggered this or it was something else. But at some point... Everything was going full boom. You know, we people were touring, you know, uh, people were visiting Earth. We were saying, you know, here's a, here's this. We'll ship this out to you. And But at some point, the Earth, like, mysteriously became surrounded by a cloud of delusion, a nearly impenetrable cloud of delusion, like uh, that if you went into it, you would, well, no matter what species you were uh, or what planet you were from, you would just get a little mixed up and... Uh, You'd say, well, you shouldn't go into that cloud of delusion because it's impenetrable. And that separated Earth from space. Uh, we don't know why. You know, I said, well, is it this or is it that? Uh, and uh, it really slowed things down. And the people that were here were like, well, I, you know, I got I to gotta get these sodas out to, uh, you know, FB47 to 26 uh, Zerboid quick uh, while they're still cold and at some point you know people were trying to figure this out everybody here on earth they said well we like outer space now you know what a ripoff get us back out there 
And what they discovered, even though they threw everything at the problem, the greatest scientists, the greatest thinkers, greatest minds, it took people with a small, tiny, tiny percentage of earthlings with a, just enough delusion running through their bloodstream it, to say, oh, I can make it through that cloud of delusion. You know, I've normalized, I've internally normalized delusion to the point where I can go through a cloud of delusion, but very, very rare. We're talking like 10 or less people. And those people became harbor pilots. They would take a spaceship. Uh, now, the cloud of delusion was outside of Earth's atmosphere. So there's a spaceship uh, in uh, in Earth orbit, a big one, uh, still on the Earth side of, uh, of the delusion cloud. And they would basically take ships from that spaceship to one on the other side of the cloud. And Scooter just happened to be one of those pilots that could do it. And uh, this is all before season one started. And uh, uh, like uh, his sidekick, his, his co-pilot was Stan. But at some point in season one, uh, Scooter took on a crew uh, that he didn't expect. It turned out to be the nuns from his uh, Scooter's childhood. Or, you, you know, you can listen to season one for all the deets on that. Uh, that's uh, that's uh, like a slang term for details. Uh, and uh, they had adventures in space, about uh, bada bang. And... Uh, now, season two happened. It ended in the cloud of delusion. Scooter, Stan, and the crew, the nuns, and now a crew of a salvage ship are all on a giant salvage ship in space. Now, one special update for the current situation is uh, Scooter has kind of inured himself mostly to the cloud of delusion. And Stan is operational in the cloud of delusion. And then the nuns and uh, the, the salvage crew, they have these, like, delusion field generators, like uh, noise-canceling headphones, basically, for delusion. So now they're in the cloud of delusion. They can't get out, really, because none of that power. That's just power enough to keep them, like, uh, working together. Yeah, but they're stuck on a salvage ship in the cloud of delusion. Not really. They're, they're, they don't. I don't necessarily know that they say, "Oh, we're stuck." Oh shucks. They say, "Let's make the most of this." So that's where we are, and right on time is our Hollywood announcer. Okay, so I, I just don't know how world famous announcer. Our world. No, you're not comfortable with that. Uh, our wonderful announcer, and the incredible, indelible. Uh, Antonio Banderas. Ban, 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 Banderas. Uh, the ladies, the gentlemen, the boys, the girls, the friends beyond the binary. It's time uh, for another episode of Nuns in a Space. H- holy cow, which, whatever you just did with that, like, thing at the end, that was amazing. Oh, thank you, uh. Okay, do you want to um, hang out for, like, we could play a board game later? Like, I, I, I have a press, I'm on a press tour. Okay, well, uh, maybe, what do you have, like, a, a G6 or something waiting outside at the airport? Okay, well, I'll let you get going. Thanks, Antonio. Uh, I mean, I was just looking forward to it. Well, you know, what, what, also me sitting around. Okay, so you could use my uh, cell phone to do some Skype press calls, and then we play a board game. Yeah. Okay, thanks. That's Antonio Banderas, everybody. Nuns in space. Uh, bon- Banderas. Oh, so, yeah. Nuns in space. Uh, hey, pen pals, me. I'm here with Stan right here, uh, right here next to me. 
uh, which normally stands pretty. Hi, Pimpel. Okay, so that's fine, Stan. Stan may be, uh, Stan may be taking over everything, pen pal. Uh, you know, because the last time I was, I wanted to make sure all the recordings were, were encrypted and that Stan could send them off when I was trying to be a hero. And, uh, for some reason now, you can't do the permissions or the triple authentication, whatever it is, a authentic thingamajig. According to Stan, is a, we, we, there's an issue, so I can't offload the recordings off of Stan. And I've learned from making enough mistakes with file management to keep all the recordings in one place. And Stan's also good at backing things up, so now I have to record directly into Stan, which is definitely not going to work, Ben Pal. So for a, for a while, until we get it figured out, uh, maybe Stan could do these messages. Oh, Scooter, I'm really nice to meet you, Ben Pal. Okay, not right now, though. This is my life. Like, uh, you know, also, Ben Pal, that frees me up for more heroic stuff. Uh, I mean, I won't be able to tell. Stan will have to tell. You know, if I do any more, her, her, you know, stuff, Stan will be filling you in, especially if it's big time heroic. Uh, but, yeah, total mystery. I don't know if you can hear me quote quoting, but uh, Stan says total mystery that why I can't, why Stan has to record these from now on. You know, supercomputer with vacuum tubes uh, in other st- solid state. Uh, Stan even, I put some, I think Stan has platter drives in there. Uh, but so, uh, good news, Ben Pal. Uh, for Stan, there's been a change. Stan's commander of the ship. I think you probably knew that already. You probably took, uh, we talked about the positive aspects the last time. Uh, and so we're here, you know, we got Commander Stan and the nuns and the salvagers in space uh, with scooters, you know, scooter here. So I'm trying to make the most of a pen pal. Oh, sorry, pen pal, you guys, you might, might as well just leave, Stan, you might as well just leave a recording. Scooter, scooter, I'd just like to uh, check in with you. I'd like you to, uh, I wanted you to come to our craft fair. I've been I'm trying to, to tell you about it for a few days now. Yeah, oh, yes, yeah, so so, um... When is it again? Uh, Scooter, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about about the craft fair is I'd pr- appreciate it if you didn't make any disruptions or any scenes at it. You know, because I'm really trying to work with the crew and, you know, get get everybody. Uh, I'm trying to follow your example, believe it or not, Scooter. And also, uh, before you speak, I'd like you to bring your own craft to the craft fair. Okay, can I borrow one? Can I borrow one of the ones from your room, like those rock sculptures? Oh, scooter, scooter, a craft you've created that you would share with everyone at the craft fair. Okay, uh, um, don't worry, scooter. I have some activities to to get you started, and if you just complete some of them, I think you'll find yourself uh, crafting right away. Wait a second, Stan. I'm supposed to be helping you become an artist. Uh, not a commander of the ship. Uh, I'm not, and then, like, even though our roles have switched, uh, my purpose is still to help you find your artistry, and uh, that way we can find our way out of here, not the other way around. Scooter, you are helping me. You have helped me. And this is a two-way street, Scooter. It's a give and a give, and a take and a take. Uh, trust, Scooter. Uh, you've helped me. I help you. So, so, Scooter, before I want you to close your eyes and take a breath, and you start to use your imagination. 
you know, I'm going to start you right now before you object again. I want you to picture five. Well, no, no. Should I picture five rocks? We'll do picture one rock scooter from your past, a rock, uh, a stand, like a, a, a scooter. Just close your eyes. What is the first rock you see when I ask you to do this? Um, one of those pink rocks, Stan, that has black flecks in it. I never, it's, well, it's more of a coral or, uh, yeah, it's like a pink with some grays. It's, uh, uh not a circle, but it's roundish. It's, uh, n- not entirely smooth, but pretty, pretty smooth. Uh, but, and I always, uh, Reminds me, I see that. I, I don't know that. Yeah, that's the first rock I'm picturing, Stan. Okay, Scooter, I want you to picture another rock uh, that's in your mind there from your past. Okay, this one is a longer oblong, oblong, oblong or oblong rock, uh, a bit like a rounded tube or like a it's in its hand size. It's slate-like, uh, gray, but you see, is there blue in there? Uh, and it's very smoother uh, than the first rock, uh, but still not polished. It kind of feels like if you stretched out an egg. Okay, Scooter, that's good. An egg, stretched out an egg rock in your hand. And what's next, Scooter? What's the next rock you see? Okay, the next rock is the size of a coin, a bigger coin, like a 50-cent piece, or the O on the OK sign. And the reason I say that is it's a little bit bigger than that because that's where I'm holding it. With my thumb and my index finger wrapped around it, uh, ready to skip it across the water in a lake. It's also gray-like, but definitely less of the... The darker uh, gray, but not entirely light gray, kind of like a cloudy sky color. Scooter, are all these rocks from the same place? Yes, Dan, uh, from my memory. No, Scooter, like the same memory physical place? Uh, yeah, what, is it, what does that have to do with anything? Well, Scooter, I just think you should maybe stretch yourself a little for these last two rocks. Okay, so you're telling me I'm remembering, like, uh, you can't remember. You're telling me, Scooter, I just think it'll be put, put a little more effort into it. Uh, see if there's other rocks in your mind somewhere. Oh, Scooter, I didn't mean to just, yeah, that's so, thanks, uh, for making me feel, that's fine. I, I can be with Charlie Brown. That's fine. Scooter, I just really believe in your, ma- it's too late to compliment me, Stan. It's just your imagination, Scooter. I'm very, uh, Okay, that's fine. I'll try to hit picture another rock now that you've put rock-like pressure on me. Maybe I'll just turn into magma with all the pressure, but can't go, like, uh, okay, go, okay, Stan, scooter, come on, uh, close your eyes, uh, what's the next rock you see, scooter? Okay, okay, the next rock I see, Stan, is, uh, like a space rock, uh, Oh, Scooter, that's, uh, I thought you were going to be sarcastic. No, it's, uh, it's pocketed, Stan. Like with divots in it, uh, it's here in a field, almost craters, harsh angles, uh, 
and uh, it looks heavy. I'm like five feet away from it, Stan, and uh, it's the size of, you know, like a curled up, uh, like, pet. Uh, like, I could put my arms around it, but even at this distance, it looks dense and, uh, like, it has a ton of mass to it. Scooter, okay, tell me more. It's dark, uh, but in a much different way because there's an iridescence to it, Stan. And even a, I can feel a magnetic energy coming off the rock. Uh, but it's almost breathtaking being able to feel mass uh, even as I get closer because it's not like I can visually tell the mass of a rock. In uh, feeling the radiating energy off it, Stan, I want to reach my hand out and touch it. Uh, and I wonder if it'll feel warm or cold. Uh, and, and I want to be close to its mat-like iridescence. I'm thinking about it, uh, hurtling through space, Stan, here on Earth. Uh, Scooter, do you know it's a space rock? I'm thinking about it, hurtling through space, uh, imagining uh, it uh, hurtling through space uh, here to Earth. Okay, Scooter, I get it. And... Uh, uh, now I can't, like, because some judgmental uh, soda machine, uh, uh, wait a second, Stan, like, uh, how many, like, uh, remember, it's, it's like, is this, what's the difference between a space rock and an asteroid? Uh, Scooter, I, I don't, like, uh, I mean, do you want the exact definition? Uh, well, I was just thinking about it, and I was thinking about, like, uh, more, like, why didn't we ever, as human beings, say, Let's just make asteroid spaceships. I mean, now we know, but I don't understand why we didn't. I mean, I guess we would have to make them because of the mass and stuff. Uh, but you know what I mean? Scooter, I think like maybe one day there will be Earth made or outer space made. But Scooter, I, we need to do one more rock. It's a, the, this activity involves five rocks. Okay, but I, I, I'm really thinking about this. This is, this is deep, Stan. I'm saying yes. It's like, is this blue or is it black? Uh, is this metal? Like, Stan, here's a question. Is this metal or stone? And can you, like, this is not, again, you don't need to look this up. Uh, but is it an, can you have an alloy? Does the alloy have to be all metal? Or, or can it be rock and metal mixed together? And if not, can I build my house out of something like that? Scooter, you did. You remember you tried. You were trying to invent all that concrete like uh, ten years ago. Well, that's because my cousin Kevin Foodie's like a concrete expert. Or uh, Scooter, okay. Uh, what is the rock? Uh, what's the last rock uh, you want to talk about? Let's do, I'm thinking about this rock. I'm wondering if I could lift it up, or if it's just my, you know, standing. Like, where did this rock come from? What it, you know, how deep is it? Like a uh, is is it been here for a day or has it been here for a thousand years? Uh, what is it like? Uh, has it experienced any of that thing that makes rocks wash away? Erosion? Okay, Scooter. I think I'm going to say, I'm, Scooter, I'm going to try to be like you. Okay, this is good. You're thinking about this space rock. Uh, maybe this is good energy for the craft fair. You're right, Stan. I'm going to focus my energy on this rock. Uh, Okay, so uh, for craft fair, so I should just make a like a, a craft out of like imaginary space rock. Uh, 
scooter, uh, use the rock uh, to guide you to make some craft or some art. Uh, I, I can't decide that for you. Okay. Uh, well, again, I'm just not sure. Sure, I guess I could worry. Uh, uh, okay, scooter, just say, just, just see. You're, you're interested in space rocks. Uh, take it from there, and come to the craft fair. You, I've sent you the information eleven times. Uh, and here's a piece. I'm printing out a piece of paper uh, for you, uh, and I'll also call you uh, on the PA. Okay, Stan, I guess uh, I'll see you with, I, I guess, uh, like, I'm going to look into the space rock. Okay, thanks, because maybe I, like, uh, I wonder if I could make my own space rock here with the salvage on the ship. Scooter, maybe start with something smaller, like a craft, uh, and then we could figure out the, uh, like, something without molten, molten things right away. Okay, I get it, I get it, I get it. I'll see, I'll see what I, maybe I'll look, maybe I'll look for rocks. Okay, the scooter, that's great. Uh, I got to go uh, actually do some work as the commander. Oh, okay, commander. I'll see you later. Uh, Penpal, it's it's your friend Stan. I'm here to check in on Scooter uh, and see how he's doing with his rock. Scooter, it's uh, Stan. Uh, how's your rock project going? You Stan, you know what? There's almost no rocks on this ship at all, uh, except for the rocks like uh, we were you were using. And I think those are imaginary anyway, and those were uh, Earth rocks. Oh, Scooter, that's interesting to know. Uh, so were you having trouble crafting something for the craft fair? That begins very shortly. Well, no, so then I started looking outside. Of the, like, I looked outside of the ships, and, and I couldn't see. I mean, I know, I said, what are the odds of me seeing space rocks with the telescopes? And I couldn't see any space rocks. Oh, Scooter, okay, that's interesting. So you were visually looking for rocks. Yeah, and then I, was, I couldn't figure out the, like, uh, radar stuff. Uh, plus, I don't think the cloud of delusion helps with that. But then I started looking into the salvage logs because uh, they figured some of these space rocks, if you, like, uh, I'm positive, are valuable, and a salvage ship would know what minerals it needs to rebalance as it's salvaging. And or maybe even accidentally, it's bringing on stuff. Uh, you know what I mean? Oh, scooters! This is interesting. You're, you're really digging into the. Uh, so you looked at the salvage logs, and uh, since this ship's I couldn't, some of the earlier logs are encrypted because. Uh, but since this ship's been in operation, that I can tell, it's never taken a space. It, it has everything charted and logged, uh, unless I'm spelling rock wrong. But I put out like a, there's no record of a, a, a rock or a asteroid or anything uh, ever being salvaged by this ship, which is automatically traveling the cloud, uh, salvaging everything. Okay, Scooter, that's interesting. Uh, and how is this going to be in your craft? Uh, uh, like uh, I'll make, I guess I'll make a, it's a science fair, right? Scooter, no, it's a craft fair. It's like a, like a, but it's all like a, yeah, I'll make a, don't worry, I'll have something. I'm going to, I'll paper mache something together and I'll be there. If you could count on me, Stan. Okay, Scooter, but, uh, yeah, just bring something to the craft or, or just bring your, your enthusiasm and joy for other people's crafts, uh, and not an enthusiasm to disrupt it. Okay. Okay, Stan, don't worry. 
I hate Ben Pell. This is Stan. I've page Scooter a lot, and we're ready to start the craft fair, so I'm just waiting for him to come. Uh, Hey, Scooter. Oh, hey, Stan. I'm ready for the craft fair. I got my uh, paper mache thing, Uh, and uh, so I'm ready to go. How does the craft fair work anyway? Well, Scooter, it's a little bit different than you might expect. Also, Stan, I have like a bunch of presentations to make about uh, that the odds of us, if run some math, uh, I think the odds of us not encountering space rocks is impossible. Okay, Scooter, but this isn't a science fair, so it's a craft fair, but it's like a, where we're going to give feedback, a positive feedback as other people are working on the crafts. And we'll connect, and we're going to be, Scooter, really, we're in, I think we're going to problem-solve our way under the cloud together by encouraging everyone's artistry on the ship is really the plan, Scooter, to be honest with you. And I think the science part uh, is interesting, Scooter, but we're trying to use the other part, the artistry, like you've been teaching me. So I don't know if we need the paper mache or the presentations about math, about the rocks. Though math could be artists, you've taught me. So why don't you just come in and see some of the crafts, Scooter, and then see what you how what what uh, speaks to you? Okay, Stan. Uh, okay, okay. I can, uh, yep. Uh, okay, let's do it. Oh, also, Scooter, I don't think you probably read any of the stuff I sent you about the craft fair or told you, because uh, I didn't record those parts. But uh, the theme of the craft fair is abundance, uh, and that was the prompt. Uh, it, maybe I just didn't do a good job of communicating that to you because you seem to be, but, but like with no rocks, uh, maybe there's abundance of space without rocks. Uh, so let's start. Come on in, Scooter. This, I don't know if you've met Adele Plus, but this is Adele Plus, one of the salvage uh, reclaimers uh, uh, from uh, Raybon's crew. And Adele Plus, why don't, oh, you want me to speak for you. Okay, so Adele Plus... Uh, has been working on something very interesting and beautiful, by the way, uh, faux uh, or an impression of a pressed flower scooter, because we don't really have any flowers on the ship. So Adele Plus has created pressed flowers, or uh, it, it, it's, uh, you know what I mean, scooter? Uh, so, the, the whoa, these are Adele Plus. This is, uh, how did you do This is amazing. It really is beautiful. So, Scooter Adele Plus has taken paper and uh, salvage, like wire, you see there. Those are wires, Scooter. And then pressed them and or painted them and then pressed them between wax paper. Wow, it's like a... That's like a... I'm speechless, Adele Plus. And I see some watercolors and some oil... And even like a, wow, this uh, you even used uh, uh, powder in there, huh, to color some of the things. But great, uh, uh, it feels like it's like pressed flowers. I wouldn't, I can't say better than it. Uh, but yeah, thank you, Adele Plus. That's beautiful. I really like how you captured the spirit of flowers uh, and uh, really creative work. Okay, scooter. Scooter, by the way, holy cow, that was pretty... Uh, Scooter, this is uh, what I needed from you, actually. Uh, I couldn't say those kind of things. I, I couldn't put them together, Scooter. Look at Adele Plus is really... Uh, yeah, it's true. That's like unbelievable work. 
Well, Scooter, maybe this is your role. To, let's let's keep going, Scooter. Scooter, this is Miss Sister Mary Ellen's craft here, and you're going to sit in this chair. Uh, and Sister Mary Ellen's going to present. Uh, so Sister Mary Ellen has a dance, and she's combined like a few different forms of dancing and body movement, Scooter. So it's a little bit of ballet, liturgical dance, Tai Chi. Uh, it's more of an experience, as Sister Mary Ellen wanted me to say, and very influenced uh, by something natural. So it's evocative of something, Scooter. So lots of emotions. Oh, Sister. Okay, Stan, I'll take it. Thanks, Sister Mary Ellen. Okay, I'm taking it in. And I'm breathing. Sister Mary, I'm just co commenting at the same time because uh, your emotions, uh, it's like a slow, gentle motions now. And I, I feel it, what's evoking for me is emotions of trees and the wind, a gentle but strong breeze. And uh, holy, it's making me feel like I'm in a forest, really, sister. And it's okay. Trees can smile when people are commenting. Oh, now the wind is picking up. Oh, holy cow, sister. I don't know how you're capturing this with just your hands and your arms. Like, uh, it can hear the swish of the branches and like those random movements of the smaller branches. Whew, it's really making me feel like I'm there and at peace, uh, enjoying it uh, i can even feel the time of the day after after dusk or something like there's a some some moon or something it's very lovely thank you sister you're finished wow wow that's beautiful thank you thank you I, I wish i had more words than beautiful uh thank you sister thank you scooter Th thank you sister that was uh, excellent Okay, Scooter, so this is Rue Gray's, I don't know if you've met Rue Gray, Scooter, I mean, in a peaceful, you know, Scooter. Again, hey, Rue Gray. Scooter, Rue Gray's rolling out this uh, miniature stage here with uh, curtains to parts, uh, and they're going to do a performance as well. Okay, so the curtains are parting, Stan, and uh, it's a pond, uh, like a like a pond you would see in, in a, a public park or a municipal park, uh, maybe anywhere in the universe. Okay, wait a second. Are those origami swans, uh, 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 like a flock or a ga goose gander of swans uh, floating on the water? Holy cow, and Rue Gray must be out of view. Uh, those are origami puppets. Stan, are these origami puppets? Scooter, they are. That's a fishing string that a Rugrace, uh, you, wow, floating in the pond. This is also very evocative, but also visual. Holy mackerel. Yeah, Scooter, it's pretty nice. Uh, watch this part, Scooter. Oh, wow, those are jumping fish. Uh, uh, oh, wow, origami fish. I didn't even see them under the water because they're angled to the stage. Uh, that's brilliant. Uh, whew, and now those are water clip water sprites. Paper, scooter, those are paper clips. Yeah, I, I, I got mixed up, Stan, but that's, uh, holy mackerel. Stan, we have an impressive, Rue Gray, that was like, uh, we have an impressive crew, Stan. Stan, could I work with these three to do my own, my own craft? Uh, 
Scooter, you could. Why don't you do that? And, uh, uh, yeah, why don't you do that, Scooter? I've got to go check some things, and uh, you work with them. Like, you're going to work with them. Stan, I really enjoyed this uh, this craft fair more than I can put into words. This great scooter. I'm just wondering, okay, go ahead. Why don't you work with everyone comfortable with that? Great. I'll be back. Uh, hey, Pam Bell, it's me, Stan. Scooter's about to put on a story for his craft. Uh, and he said it's a surprise, but that he's working, that they all work together on it. Uh, Stan, it's more of a fable, actually, maybe, or one of those other ones, the ones with a message. Uh, and it's in three parts. Uh, or, well, yeah, three parts. This is a, in progress, too, by the way, Stan. Okay, Scooter, great. Okay, is everybody ready? Okay, Stan, the rest of the audience, uh, maybe we're joined by uh, Sister Mary Allen for this first part. Uh, Once upon a time, uh, and I'm going to be in, in, uh, interpreting those emotions. So that was that motion meant once upon a time. Yeah, okay, there was a chicken named Little who was born with a very special gift. Uh, Stan, you can understand Sister's motions, right? Scooter, yes, but you're, it's helping that you're interpreting her dance. Uh, yes, so beautiful and fluid, sister. Okay. Is every time an object uh, entered Earth's atmosphere, little could sense it. Now, technically, this was due to a, you know, uh, evolutionary jump in who little was, but we don't need to get to that. Uh, but it was uh, something both uh, physical and neuron and nerve based, uh, so little really could feel it and sense it's it's kind of hard for good job though sister did with that spiral thing there I mean we know this because of the legends of little, uh, but this was back when this was just a little the chicken, and little had this uh, f- physical uh reaction every time something entered the earth's atmosphere. But for Little, this was just a normal way of being. Uh, Little didn't really understand it. And Little was even living with the assumption that everyone felt these pangs. uh, Until one day, Little was out in a field uh, with a class. And uh, they were on a trip to watch a meteor shower. And each little streak across the sky corresponded with the feeling inside Little. And Little started to get what was happening. And Little became very interested in meteor showers uh, and going on these trips uh, with this uh, group of uh, children that enjoyed. So every year they would go and view this uh, as Little got older and older. One year, uh, one of the, the meteors sh- uh, showered all the way to the Earth, uh, all the way through the Earth's atmosphere. And, you know, it, 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 uh, it wasn't a big deal, but it was a big enough deal. And uh, it kind of changed Little's view of things. Because uh, Little was, you know, still pretty young, and that's a lot to say, wait a second, uh, this really happened, uh, and I really sensed it. But no one would believe little as little said i can sense that the sky is falling and it's falling now it's falling now so little became a little over focused on it uh 
and became really focused on the night sky. But even the day sky, little knew, and little started to know the time zones, and even developed a kind of a, a geographic sense uh, of where this was happening. And it made it a little bit tough because uh, no one b- believed little. And everyone just told Little to lighten up. And they said, well, of course you feel this way. You saw that one uh, make it all the way to the earth. Uh, just, 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 You're just having a strong reaction, Little. And so Little learned to kind of keep it to Little Self and to kind of, uh, you know, say, hey, let's uh, let's keep this internally going. Uh, and uh, turn to kind of things inward, really. And as Little got older, Little kind of got into being escaping and uh, maybe feeling a little NUMB from stuff. Uh, and so, sorry, saying, are you, are you raising your hand like, uh, Scooter, I am. Uh, what, uh, Scooter, what, uh, is this a craft or? Uh, thanks, sister. That's, I guess, almost the end of part one. Uh, Scooter, it's supposed to be about abundance. Uh, I'm not sure uh, how you're sticking to the theme here. Like an uplift, ab- abundance in a good way, Scooter. Is it, so where are we, where's this craft going? Well, Stan, you probably already know how the story goes as we lead into part two, you know. Little kind of turned, Little's back. Uh, as Adelphus has these giant pieces of art behind me here. Little was trying to shrink Little's world. Look at that. Well, Scooter, that's lovely, uh. Yeah, thank you, Adolphus. Uh, into something little could manage and little could control. And little kept shrinking little's world down uh, to like an almost internal planet. Uh, a bit of a, a singular orbit. Uh, it wasn't so great. But it wasn't existing in a vacuum either. It wasn't totally empty. Because there was still the part of Little that was obsessed with outer space and what was happening. It's still curious, as this piece of art here shows. Uh, And that voice kept coming up, and Little started to say yes to that voice more and more, because it said something really interesting is coming, Little. Something that feels a little bit different, but it feels similar. Something heavy... And massive and magnetic. Uh, and Little said, this is a little bit like, it doesn't have the same wobble. It doesn't have the same trajectory. And Little thought about where it started its journey from and where its journey would end. And Little started out on a journey to find out where this journey would end. Because Little sensed it would end here at Earth. As you can see there. Uh, and as a little got closer and closer, it since it, its trajectory and its uh, motion was going gentler and gentler, uh, without any like uh, rushing or poppy pops or anything. And when little arrived at the end of little's journey, a crowd was already gathered because uh, little had sensed this giant rock uh, touching down on Earth. So there was a big hubbub and hullabaloo because it had arrived so gently that people had seen it coming in. This slow motion rocket coming in Earth didn't make a lot of sense. Uh, and Little tried to get close to see because this is a little. So what is this? Uh, 
And I think very quickly people realized it was both a stroid and a ship. Uh, and people were saying that. And Little began muttering in the crowd that I knew this was coming. I could tell it. I could feel it. I could feel it was different than everything else. And the people in the crowd for the first time in Little's life, uh, instead of passing on that, they said, uh, oh, tell us more. And people took interest in what Little was saying. And Little's, uh, you know, the crowd said, really, really? And Little was peppered with questions. And then finally, a scientist made its way to Little and said, uh, did you say you could feel this? You could sense it? We, we might need your help. Uh, and eventually this droid was a sh- ship uh, visiting Earth. And we knew that it was it came in friendship but the science asked a little to, to, to come along and to go. They said, we need your help, Little. It sounds like you're just the help we need. And that's the end of part two. Scooter, that was a wonderful story. Uh, well, yeah, there's still part three, Stan. Okay, but Scooter, well, it's working on part three, right? Well, yeah, but we're like, we, I mean, uh, yeah, this is still the middle of part three. But Adopolis is still Rugray. Okay, sorry, Stan, I get those mixed up. Uh, well, Scooter, that was great sharing, and uh, I think we want to make sure we have craft time for everyone else. Uh, but, yeah, we'll have, we'll have a lot of people worked on this uh, together. Uh, we got the big finale for Rougre. Well, Scooter, could you kind of condense it? Well, sure, but, you know, Sister had her turn, and the Del Plus had their turn. Uh, well, I guess thanks, thanks Rougre. It looks like Stan's going to... Um, yeah, I guess we could just do it another time. Uh, but does anybody have any questions so far about the story? So I could work that into the third part. Uh, Sister Caroline, what's your question? Well, what happens to Little? We do we do cover that in part three. But so maybe next craft fair. Uh, but Stan wants us to get you know Stan may be right, Sister. We leave the audience wanting more. I mean, even though we have it ready, it's not like you would. You don't have to wait. Okay, any other questions? Oh, Slag by 2000. I didn't even know you were in here. Uh, is it fact-based? Uh, this is a great question. Part three uh, has some facts in it, for, for sure, uh, Slagbots. Uh, but, you know, next time, we'll, we'll, maybe I'll have more facts next time. Uh, Scooter, I get it, I get it. Okay, okay. Uh, go, go ahead and do part three. Okay, Stan, hold on. I'm getting a question from Raybon in the brig. They're watching remotely. Is the rock a real spaceship that visited Earth? Uh, great question. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, I thought we covered that, Raybon, but you might not have. Maybe you weren't paying attention. But, yeah, it's the same ship that made first contact with Earth. Uh, Slagbot, is that fact-based? Well, it's just artist, artistic interpretation. Slagbot, would you hand, take that as an answer? Okay, thanks. Okay, Stan said we could do part three. Everybody ready? Okay, so little... Uh, as you could see with some of this origami art uh, puppetry, Little went to the science, went with the scientists and worked inside a mountain with a team of people who not only believed in Little, uh, but wanted to enhance what Little was doing, uh, sensing outer space objects uh, coming into the Earth's atmosphere. They really wanted to help and they wanted to make it pleasant for Little. And so they taught Little all sorts of tools and 
different ways of amplifying little senses or them building on what little could tell or using it to solve puzzles they hadn't been had a solution for. It's a great puzzle. I love that origami puzzle, by the way, uh, Rue Gray. Yeah, but no one could su- suspect how quickly things would change as Earth was exposed to outer space. Uh, and that scientist was named Wurlitzer, by the way, Stan. Not fact-based, though, so like, but, uh, and they were part of a bigger project, uh, originally trying to track all the rocks and the asteroids and uh, coming to Earth and trying to figure out where they came from. And if anything else was coming to Earth, they were supposed to keep an eye on that. But until it's this ship, no, they had never seen that. They wanted to also give warnings, if like a little did, of if the sky was actually falling and we knew, you know, how could we do that? Luckily, they never had to deal with that, uh, ironically enough, uh, in any major way. Uh, it was like the falling objects group. Yeah, but they worked on that for a while, and then they also started, as more and more space traffic started to come to Earth, they found uh, they, their focus was shifted, and Little's role was shifted a little bit. Because the people in outer space are super organized, and uh, they wanted to know, you know, everybody, all the comings and goings. And, you know, sometimes, so, so Little actually made it impossible to do any sneaky sneaks uh, to come to Earth. Uh, uh, but Little was focused on helping and being needed in outer space in this new life uh, that went on. And they became more and more focused on, especially Little, on the traffic, uh, the actual traffic. Uh, and for a while, they didn't even notice uh, that the number of rocks coming to Earth had started to change, that it started to get less and less yeah, but one night, Little started having trouble falling asleep, tossing and turning. Something's not right. Uh, and Little started to look back at the data of uh, how many rocks are coming into Earth's atmosphere, how many are, you know, in the atmosphere or coming through, uh, coming into Earth orbit. And uh, the numbers didn't seem right. Uh, and Little brought it to the team, and they said, oh, it's like a, anomaly look at the standard deviations it's still within the standard deviations and little tried to take that as an answer but it still didn't seem to little it seemed clear as day there's less rocks and less falling objects uh, every single day for little so little dug deeper into the data and sensed that it had been changed uh, to make it seem like a less extreme change uh, and he went back to the team, and they said, no, 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 these things happen. Like, Earth's got a long history. Who are we to judge uh, changing? You know, there's been wild swings like this before we started keeping the numbers. And that's when Little's focus changed, and Little started to think about that they work in this side, this giant mountain, and Little was only aware of the project Little was on, and Little started to ask him questions internally and wonder what else was going on there. And at the same time, uh, less and less uh, falling objects were coming to Earth, they're coming near Earth, and Little knew this is something's off here. Uh, Little had been through enough uh, in life uh, to question uh, things and question authority figures. 
But Little was also not smart enough to play along. So he said, Little, what do you think about that uh, less object? So Little said, well, there's a lot of space traffic. I'm focused on that. Uh, and he agreed with the team and uh, covered up a little's doubts. Uh, he said, yeah, it's just an anomaly. Standard deviation, all you know, 100%. It was undeniable as less and less uh, things became. Even the scientists had trouble. Uh, uh, a little started to look into other. Is it like a Del Plus? Are you asleep? Uh, like a little started to look into other projects that they were working on. Um, sister, is any is anybody still? Uh, oh, Ray Bond, you're still uh, stands. I think even stands in sleep mode. Um, well, this is my craft, I guess, is uh, long winding tales, uh, coded in delusion here. Uh, but this wasn't a delusion for little. Is a mystery. There were in the cloud of delusion and there's no rocks here. And uh, that I did look into the historical figures in Earth's uh, rocks who uh, did go down a base. So that was the fact-based part, uh, Slagbots in sleep mode two. Objects did start uh, fall, stop falling. So where are they? You know, are they, they're not in the cloud and they're not on Earth. Uh, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, what else were they doing inside that imaginary mountain compound? Uh, but I'm going to lie down here. Uh, pen pal, I'm lying next to Stan here. So you could hear me. I guess Stan would say goodnight, pen pal. Uh, Stan's pretending to be asleep, pen pal, because uh, he was enjoying my, uh, craft and my space story. Uh, Stan and I'll talk to you soon. Uh, hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Nuns in Space, our episodic, uh, modular, and sometimes serial story, but I'll give you all the details you need for the serial part right now. Of uh, Stan, the freestyle soda machine, his uh, sidekick Scooter, and uh, their adventures in space with the nuns from school's child, uh, the nuns from Scooter's childhood, Sco Scooter's childhood school. And I'll fill you in on the details, but basically, uh, Stan is a freestyle soda machine. Also, you know, super hyper intelligent. Uh, um, computer droid and one of the you know a, a binary based code being i don't know a solid state and vacuum tubes yeah i'd just say freestyle soda machine like an artist uh heavy on well stan's not really freestyle in his stan's style I think you get it. I don't want to over-explain that part. But uh, so here's what, here's what you need to know. Earth, just as you know it today, whenever you're listening, maybe, maybe. Or let's just say one time, Earth was how I know it today, where we had heard about outer space and we wondered, is anyone out there? What are they up to? Uh, you know, that kind of stuff. One day, uh, that, that question was answered and I said, oh, yeah, no, we're out here. We're doing stuff to, you know, we're, 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 uh, being beings and it's, you know, it's, uh, you know, doing stuff that beings do. And very quickly we learned that outer space was full of a, a diverse range of beings and ways of living and existing. Most of which were, you know, pretty cool and said pretty good. You know, we, we know they said, oh, we never had ice cream anywhere in the universe. Uh, holy mackerel. How do we miss that? 
And so within a few a few short time spans or shorter time span, not only did we learn about outer space and outer space learned about us, is that everything began happening. Beings were coming here. We were going there. We were learning about all the technology, you know, dealing with the philosophical, uh, you know, progressions of uh, being exposed to outer space. And some of that wasn't easy. But for the most part, we kind of adjusted and said, huh, but they like ice cream. We like a goobity gorp, B05ZQPV, which is a savory dessert that you, th- you know, it's it's just cool. And uh, it's, it's, like, it's, it's like baklava, but it's not. Uh, and so everything was going pretty good, but maybe not, you know, for everybody said, well, I don't know about this outer space stuff or huh, like I thought that this is a way of world. And then suddenly... In the midst of all this advancement and exchange, and the Earth was cut off from outer space by a cloud of delusion that surrounded the Earth. It's still a mystery where it came from, but it, it, it separated Earth from space once again. A nearly impenetrable cloud of delusion. If you went in, you became lost in delusion. And that obviously had a great expense, and people were disappointed. You know, we couldn't get any of that space baklava, which no one called it that, but that's what I'll call it here. And they couldn't get ice cream and, you know, visitors. But so people were trying to figure out what's this cloud, how can we get through it? Eventually they discovered that a tiny, 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 tiny percentage of humans that were just delusional enough or something uh, could make it through the cloud. Uh, And that became a small business booming business of escorting ships out of Earth's atmosphere through the cloud of delusion to another spaceship. Kind of like a ferry system, but more like a harbor pilot, because obviously you say, well, if we're going to move a ship, we want to move a ship full of stuff uh, for a bunch of boatload of money, shipload of money in this case, or credits. They actually don't, they don't, they don't exist uh, physically, but that's not important. And uh, so... That Scooter was one of those har- uh, harbor pilots, along with Stan, uh, Scooter's uh, at the time uh, second in command navigator, and uh, just like all, all the Star Wars movies, you know, the, well, Stan's not quite as funny as all the other uh, robotic sidekicks and all, but uh, you know, a bit like that. Stan's not as dour as uh, some of them either. He's very cheerful. He might be the most cheerful. I'm trying to think if there's, I mean, BB eighty eight's pretty. Spunky, oh, BB-8, sorry, BB-8, when did you move in? I thought you, I figured you live in a mansion somewhere. Okay, uh, but so, where was I? Then in season one, uh, Scooter and a nuns from his childhood, ostensibly, and Stan had adventures in space. Uh, they got, you know, to get, to season one, they got together, they adventured in space. At the end of season one, they ended up back stuck in the cloud of delusion, like something had changed. Even Scooter couldn't navigate out of there. And that's how season two has been. They've been trying to, they've been stuck in the cloud of delusion, trying to make the most of their time. They ended up on a salvage ship called the Cali Drogo, uh, dealing with the crew of the Cali Drogo, which uh, has gone so far pretty well. And Stan is now in command of the Cali Drogo. Scooter is a sidekick. And Scooter's, like, philosophy this season, it seems like, or, or this season of life uh, for both of them, is if we could just get Stan uh, evolving a little bit more uh, and this uh, 
edge of thinking like an artist, maybe we'll find our way out of the cloud of delusion, or maybe it'll pass the time. Again, I, I can't read Scooter's mind, believe it or not. And uh, uh, so they're using the artist's journey or the artist's way or a book similar, like a, like a, a famous book, and they're kind of working their way through it, kind of. Usually they get distracted by adventures in the cloud. And that's where we left off. I think they're on like week seven of the book. And we also have a very famous uh, Hollywood actor who drives up here from L.A. just to do this uh, two minutes. Uh, uh, Mr. Antonio Banderas. I think, thanks. Those the ladies, the gentlemen, the boys, the girls, the friends beyond the binary. It's time uh, for another adventure of... Uh, uh, the Stan Chronicles of Nuns in Space. Yeah. Uh, my friend, how's, uh, how's the summertime uh, treating you? Uh, do, great. Do you want to have a, a lemonade? Oh, I'd love it. Okay. Um, could you go to get some lemons, then make some simple syrup, and then uh, juice the lemons? Uh, chill them. Wait for me while I record. Uh, oh, my friend. No, 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 I'm kidding. I got some for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, you should mention uh, lemonade for you in uh, the States. It's uh, a non-sparkling homemade uh, sugary lemon drink with a tart, uh, not a soda. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Antonio, for that. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Antonio Banderas, everybody. Uh, thanks, Nuns in Space. Yeah, Nuns in Space. Uh, hey, Pimp, helps me stand. Uh, we're, we, Scooter and I are do, doing. I, sorry, I forgot to hit record earlier. We're, we're Scooter's about to. Uh, okay, Sco, sorry, Pimp, Scooter's about to go. Okay, saying as a kid, I missed the chance. I need you to answer these questions. You understand, right? Yeah, Scooter, Scooter, I do. Okay, as a chance, kid, I missed a chance. Uh, uh, Scooter to be a kid. I, I didn't get a chance to be a kid except for the five minutes we had in my bedroom, imagining in my bedroom. Okay. Uh, as a kid, I lacked a, a scooter, a childhood, I guess. Okay. As a kid, I could have used the scooter, uh, end, endless time, I think, to process what it mean, you know, to, for me to really gain an understanding of it. Don't we all stand? Don't we all? As a kid, I dreamed of being a scooter. I dreamed of being a kid, I think, um, or to do kids things that kids dream of, uh, but kids don't dream of them at the time because they're being kids. And then, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, okay, uh, Stan, as a kid, I maybe use your imagination too a little. Uh, as a kid, I wanted a scooter, a pony. No scooter. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I saw your face. I, I, scooter, I want a, a, a body like a kid. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember about your bed that had legs. Uh, uh, in my house, we never had enough uh, scooter si siblings. I would like siblings if, in my imaginary kid house. Okay. As a kid, I needed more a scooter breakfast cereal with toys you haven't taken if you were my sibling first. Okay, Stan, you're, get, you're really making good progress here. I'm proud of you. Oh, thanks, Scooter. I'm sorry uh, that I will never again see 
a scooter the world the world through my kid eyes, a child eyes. Whew, Stan, that's that's powerful. That, that's talking like somebody. That's, I guess uh, yeah, that's powerful. Uh, for years, I've missed uh, and uh, uh, wondered about uh, scooter. Sometimes I wonder when kids turn serious like you, like when you were a kid and then you became a serious kid. You know what I mean? Uh, yes, and I do. I bend myself up about the loss of, uh, well, Scooter, I, I, I think I, from you, when you lost that, uh, that, uh, a Star Wars figure, Snaggletooth, I still wonder about that too. Where did it go? You, you said you put it in the rock wall when you were having a ceremony for it, uh, and then it was gone forever. Oh, thanks, Stan. Yeah, we'll find that Snaggletooth one day. Uh, I have a loyal friend in. A scooter, you, you're my loyal friend. Oh, thanks, Stan. Uh, one thing I like about it, uh, uh, being a kid, maybe, or thinking about ki- being a kid is a scooter, thinking about it, uh, walking and e- eating ice cream at the same time. Okay, writing in my morning pages has shown me I can... A scooter, uh, be, get get upset with you, but still be friends with you, or you know what I mean. We can have a disagreement, but still be friends. Yeah, that, that's true. Uh, I'm taking a greatest interest, a greater interest in uh, scooter making things and helping others make things. A great, uh, just, I'm getting better at a scooter slowing, figuring out how to slow down my processing. So that I'm not processing, but I really am processing in another way. Yeah, like an imaginary algorithm. Right, Scooter. Like believing in imaginary algorithms. And making jokes, and at my expense. Yeah, that's uh, My artist has started uh, to pay more attention to a Scooter. What's bubbling up? On, you know, things that are bubbling up on the ship and art and the artistry. Scooter art and... Uh, Noticing things in regular on the regular ship uh, that could be involved in art. Uh, okay, here's another one. My self care is scooter automatically maintained on a schedule uh, set set by uh, that. I yes, yeah, scooter automatically maintained. Well, that's a nice. I could use that. Uh, I feel more scooter alive. I feel more alive. Well, that's great. Uh, poss- possibly my creativity is. Essential scooter, essential. A scooter, can I ask you why you don't have shoes on? Oh, Stan, I thought we'd play. I, I don't know. I like walk, there's something about walking around the sh- sh- uh, ship barefoot. Uh, it it, uh, it makes me feel connected to the ship. I can. Uh, it makes me feel like you a little bit because I can. I feel more connected to the ship. Uh, plus, it just feel, I don't know. Relaxes me. Scooter, why do you have my mech suit here? Well, I want you to get in your mech suit. I think we should play some, uh, like I was thinking about this activity. I think we should play hide-and-seek. Well, Scooter, what uh, what kind of hide-and-seek should we play? Well, uh, we should just play like regular, like I'll hide and you seek and you hide and I seek. Okay, Scooter. Uh, so just basically, what are we going to count to? Uh, however long one Mississippi takes. Let's start, hmm. Scooter, I, I don't know. I, the mech suit's so loud, and, and it's not, it doesn't feel natural to me to be moving around in the mech suit, even though it makes it much easier for me to move around the ship. Uh, 
and I enjoy it being, being mobile. It's really like I'm in a car scooter. It's not like I have a, a body like we talked about. Or it's like I'm in, you know, it's like I'm in a body of another being, a scooter. You know what I mean? Yes, Dan, I do. Maybe we'll focus on that. I understand, and I, I understand why you would feel that way. Uh, but, uh, like, I think maybe if we focus on the hiding and the seeking, wait, the scooter, what's the matter? It just it smells something. It, it smelled it earlier. It, do you smell that? A scooter, I don't have a nose. No, it, well, huh, I wonder if you could, like, it's like, a, it's not a bad smell. But it's like uh, somebody's baking something, but it's like not not like they're baking like uh, something. Uh, it's a weird. Uh, it's it's gone now. I don't know. I smelled it, a lighter version of it earlier, and I I mean, in the ship, I don't know. Stan, hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's just like a sense memory that something we were talking about triggered. The scooter. I, I could try to process. Uh, uh, things on the ship, but uh, I don't know if I can process everything that you can smell. It's interesting. I mean, we've talked about this before. Well, yeah, I, like I said, we were upgrading. I was trying to upgrade those, like that chamber uh, behind your, like, like that, you know, I, I mean, I'm not the best inventor, but I think we're one or two algorithm or sensors away from you being able to spell, spell, smell, Stan. Scooter, I don't know how many algorithms it'll take for you to spell. Well, I, I don't know. Am I, I'm, unfortunately, I can't be upgraded like you can, or I can. It's just glacial upgrades. Uh, but uh, let's uh, walk around barefoot. Uh, uh, do, maybe do some prize. Just see if there's anything, if we're low on any uh, any gases, or check the pressure of all the gases on the ship. Uh Let's just walk around a little while you do that. Is that okay, Stan? A scooter, it's okay. I don't know. Yeah, it's right outside the door. I'm smelling it. It's like uh, something's coming out of an oven, but I can't figure out the ingredients. Uh, maybe there's some... Uh, um, hmm. Like a coriander and aluminum foil. But I, I don't know if you can even smell aluminum foil. Is any anything coming up, Stan? Uh, scooter, everything is uh, within the range as it should be, and all pressures uh, seem normal. So I'm not seeing any leaks or any pressure. Okay, let's just keep walking. So everything, all the pressures are normal. So nothing is leaking. It's like this this passageway here. It's like almost like I can physically, I mean, I guess I am physically, feel, I can feel it. It's more than a spell stand. Uh, Scooter, that's one of the songs you say when more than a smell. Remember, that's one of the songs you say when you uh, uh, have a, have a, have a, create your own smell. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, and then also you say, "Oh, this is like my classical gas." That's another song you say. Well, that's actually a real song, Stan. Though in, in the case I'm, yeah, I'm referring to it as gas. Uh, I just added my own lyrics. I don't even know. I don't think classical gas has any lyrics. Definitely not the ones I'm singing to it. Uh, I can't. This is like an active smell stand. See, if there's any other way you could scan this region, 
like it's it's leaving a vapor. Something stand like a there's a cloud of something, and it's a, like the smell is being left behind, but it's denser than the air. Or something I don't know if you can do uh, like try your echolocation. You're saying it's almost like a body odor after someone's left the room, like uh, but not yours, which is like a, a bit a bit like cumin. This is more like coriander. Uh, yeah, yeah, Scooter, because you have lots of songs like that, like uh, Smells Like Scoot Spirit. No, Stan, uh, not like a body odor, more like a, not like B.O., more like a D&D. D&D, Scooter? Like uh, from the manual. Remember when we talked about the manuals, uh, the, 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 the Forced Friends manuals? Oh, Scooter, oh, okay, okay, I do kind of remember that. Like, there's different kinds of beings. Have we encountered any being like this? Like, there's slimes and there's clouds. I think there's clouds in the, 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 the Force Friends manual for D&D. Uh, so some sort of cloud being, Stan. A scooter, a cloud-based being? No, 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 like a being, like a, a being that is a cloud. This is what I'm saying. I, 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 I mean, my gut is telling me that. Scooter, do you, do you want to sit down for a minute? Maybe you should put some shoes on. No, 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 Stan, I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, like I'm getting, what if it's like lost? Like it says, so did maybe someone on the ship uh, had a pet cloud or it, it like was on the ship, like a, a kitty cat. And it's like a, maybe it's like a, a, it doesn't feel feral. It just feels like it's wandering. Scooter, have you been pretending you're uh, Counselor Troy again? Well, no, but I've been trying to uh, stoke my inner troll. I mean, I realize I'm not a betazoid, but uh, Stan, trust me. I mean, I, I feel a smell, a like I think we're we're dealing with some sort of cloud-based being, a cloud being, or a vapor being, or something. And I wouldn't think I don't think vapor be or cloud beings have huge, uh, uh, like a, a ton of gray matter. So maybe it's just wandering around the ship, and maybe we should help it. Oh, Scooter, you're very caring about this uh, cloud puppy. I don't know if it's a cloud puppy, but you, we could imagine it. Uh, Scooter, do you have any actual facts, though, other than from dungeons, d d d like uh, other than from D and D, about cloud beings based in the uh, real world, Scooter? No, but I'm sure there there is. Uh, I mean, mine's just based on yeah assumptions and memory. But let's. What if we just pretend for now? But is it going to hurt? Because we got time, right? It doesn't seem like it. It seems like it's just wandering around. Like we keep going this way, and we pretend. Maybe it's like we're pretending playing hide and seek with a lost pet. A scooter, how how would you do that? We'd just start to. Uh, Say, like, here, cloudy, 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 cloudy. Can you hear me? Hey, cloudy, cloudy, cloudy. Stan, keep scanning. Uh, maybe find a way to scan for the density of the air, or uh, uh, is there any other thing you can do? Uh, Scooter, I think, uh, hmm. Scooter, I'm still not picking anything up. I don't have a current way to detect for this, because uh, it's just not coming up for anything, Scooter. 
but uh, because I'm scanning for all the gases that were already on board the ship, um, I guess what I could do is look at it in the lab and make some more adjustments to search for more elemental things, Scooter. Uh, and that might help. Well, hold on, Saint Cloudy. Come here, Cloudy. Cloudy Poo. Cloudy. Can you hear me? Where, where are your friends, Cloud? Scooter, what if it doesn't like to be called Cloud? What if it can only hear the pleasantness of my voice? Yeah, maybe get some chromatographs and some uh, spectrographs going, Stan. Some, do you have, is there a gas chromatograph in the uh, lab? Scooter, there's the proper equipment I would need to scan for elemental gases, yes. Okay, Sam, why don't you head to the lab? I'm going to keep trying to follow. I'm going to be cloud whispering. It's okay, Cloudy. I, want, I just want to be your friend. I don't know if you like to be petted, but I could sit here near you. I'll tell, like, I'll tell the cloud a story. You go to the lab and uh, see if you can scan for it. Okay, Scooter, I'll, I'll be back. Uh, hey, pen pal, it's, it's me, Stan. Great news. I've, uh, I've got my upgrade. Uh, I've worked with the ship's computer and the equipment in the lab, and I should be able to sense uh, elemental. Uh, I should be able to help Scooter uh, uh, sniff this out, <laughs> pen pal. You think it's uh, really good. Now I just have to find the cloud whisperer. Hey, son, who's over? Scooter. Uh, Scooter. Scooter. Hey, Scooter. It's Stan. Where are you? He's, he's, he's not appearing in, in any of the scans. And I didn't think to enable the sniffers for Scooter. Uh, uh, but he's just not on the ship's maps, Pimpel. Okay, Scooter. Uh, Scooter. Uh, this is Stan. Where are you? Where are you? You're not answering on the ship's communicators either. The PA system, he Scooter calls it. Uh, well, let's try to, I, I will try to sniff out Scooter, but... Uh, I mean, he, where would he have gone? He was following it down here, sniffing Scooter. He would he would have so much. He'd have a real laugh at that. Okay, maybe maybe I can maybe I can adjust it for stale coffee and cumin. Those are what Scooter smells like. Nothing's coming up. Scanning the database to see. What about a sparkle flavors for sparkling water? Those would be my flavorings. Nothing. Okay, let me try with Sco- Cloud- Cloudy Poo. It's your friend Stan. Uh, old Cloudy Poo, it's a Stan. Okay, wait a second. Let's see if I could... Um, If I scan these hallways for uh, all elements... Wait a second. There is an ele- uh, some elements up there. Uh, building blocks... Uh, they're floating around in specks up at the top of the uh, this corner of the uh, uh, ship. Oh, that must be the cloud. It's a cloud of uh, specks. Uh, almost, uh, wow, they're really small. It looks like they're carbon and metallic. Uh, uh, cloudy Pooh is, hey, this is Stan's Cloudy Pooh. This is, uh, uh, this is your buddy Stan. Yeah, some inorganic. Okay, that is the cloud. It must be. It's a machine. It's a bunch of little machines. It must be. I can't. Uh, I'd have to. I don't want to. Don't worry, Cloudy Pooh. I'm not going to try to catch you. I'm just observing. Some sort of nanos. It has to be, even though there are no nanos on the ship's manifest at all. 
and they were highly regulated anyway. But that has to be what it is. Uh, hmm. Now, what are they up to? Because Scooter said you, and you look like you're just kind of floating around there. Not doing much. Uh, kind of like you're trying to push your way into that room or you're waiting. Uh, but where'd Scooter go? Uh, Cloudy Poo, do you know where Scooter is? Cloudy Poo? Oh boy, Stan, what are we going to do here? We got this cloud. I feel like uh, I'm going to start breathing like Scooter would, like I need a paper bag. But, uh, okay, find your R's, Stan. How would Scooter handle this? He'd think of a movie where they faced this crisis before or base it on some obscure reference he had or barely about partial memory uh, to solve it. And pop culture, Stan. Well, so what pop culture do you know solves mysteries with clouds? Uh, Scooby-Doo, I don't know if that fits. Uh, Encyclopedia Brown, no, because I don't know. Uh, Junie B. Jones is another one. Veronica Mars would be fitting because we're in space, but uh, something like a Veronica Mars... Uh, what about uh, data from Sh- in Sherlock Holmes? Uh, that's it from t- Star Trek to Next Generation. Okay, Stan, imagine your data dressed as Sherlock Holmes. And what uh, solution would uh, uh, data do to, uh, uh, to do, okay, deduction? So what question would I try to answer? Where's Scooter? Uh, why is Scooter missing? What is the cloud doing? Okay, what did the, why did the cloud suddenly appear? It hadn't appeared and Scooter hadn't smelled it before. Who who would gain from the cloud being here? Who would have the most to gain? I think that's what Data would ask. Uh, and who is the most obvious person? Uh, Scooter, because he's jealous of me being in command. Or... Uh, Raybon. Okay, so his scooter's not here. So how would I get some info from Raybon? And what would the questions be? So what does Raybon want? Uh, and Scooter already said that Raybon wants something from me. So could this be Raybon? Uh, we don't know what Raybon wants. Uh, but does that give me leverage? Uh, like, I know I have leverage over Raybon because Raybon needs me. And then if I be like Scooter and play play, play ignorant, I'll go to Raybon and I'll play naive, uh, just like old Stan. Oh, we're, yeah, let's What do you say, Pen Pal? Let's go. Okay, Pen Pal, get ready. I'm close. Scooter. Whoa, Scooter, where are you hiding? Uh, Scooter. Oh, hey, Raybon. Is uh, Scooter hiding in here? I'm just looking for Scooter. He, we, we're, we're playing hide-and-seek. Uh, no, Stan. Is uh, Scooter missing? Uh, well, no, no. He's hiding. We're playing hide-and-seek. Uh, we're just in the middle of a game of hide-and-seek. Uh, and Scooter's pretty good at it, and I'm new at playing it. Um, well, Stan, why don't you just uh, scan for Scooter on the, on the ship's scanners? Oh, well, that wouldn't be playing fair, uh, Raybon. You might not know, know, know about playing fair, but... Uh, it's hide-and-seek. It's based on seeking only. So I'll just keep looking. Thank you. Uh, Stan, isn't your mech suit uh, the same thing as using the ship's scanners? The mech suit isn't yours either. 
but you're using it to move around and seek scooter. Uh, so isn't that bending the rules too, Stan? Uh, you wouldn't be able to walk around and find scooter without the suit. Uh, Raybon, that's not a very nice way to, uh, uh, you're trying to make a false equivalence and I don't appreciate it. Oh, I don't, I, I don't understand, uh. Uh, what the difference is, Stan? Maybe you could explain it to me. Oh, you know what, Raybon? We're just playing hide-and-seek. I don't need to get into a discussion with you. Uh, and I, like I said, I don't appreciate the tone in your voice. So if you see Scooter, just to do, do, uh, let him know that I gave up, okay? No, You know what? Never mind, Raybon. Just pretend I was never here. Or don't pretend I wasn't here. Scooter will know anyway. Well, I could, I could help you. If uh, Would you want my help figuring out uh, where Scooter's hiding? No, no, Raybon, I don't want to kind of help you offer. Are you sure, Stan? Because uh, Scooter could be really hidden very, very well. And I could help you find him if you really need to. No, 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 thank you. Yeah. And Stan, I was thinking of the mech suit. Maybe you could, uh, I could help you find a way to walk around the ship without a mech suit. I'm a very, uh, very industrious being. No, like I said, I don't need, I'm going to find Scooter. I'm, I, no, like Stan, like legs, uh, walking around just like Scooter in your bare feet. Uh, feet of your own, and then you could be looking for Scooter just walking around. Raybon, you know, I could see through it. What would you want in return for giving me my own legs if you really could do that? Ah, Stan, there's no fooling you with uh, false offers uh, or false kindness. Uh, of course it would be an exchange. I'd like your help, Stan, in getting out of here is what I would like your help with. Well, I can't let you out of the brig. You're you're uh, you're a guest on our ship. No, Stan, out of the cloud. I want out of the cloud of delusion. We'll see. We're working on it. That we're Scooter and I are trying to find our way out of the cloud of delusion. Uh, we're we're here as much as you are, uh, Raybon. But clearly, you're not telling me everything. There's something else you I get like. Uh, never mind, Raybon. I I need to go find Scooter. And I have other people to check in with anyway. And I don't need it. Okay, Stan, I'll be here. Believe me, I'll be here. Uh, whenever you need me, just come right back, uh, clomping right back in your mech suit. Or have Scooter wheel you in when you find him. Oh, bye, goodbye. Hey, pen pal. What a, what a, what a Raybon. Uh, Raybon's really got a J-E-R-K to it. And I got to try to refocus my energy. Uh, data, what would data say? How would that have gone? Like, uh, Raybon's trying to get leverage over me because I have it over Raybon, but I don't know what the leverage I have is. Raybon clearly knows where Scooter is. So tipping the, Raybon's trying to tip the scales with Scooter and giving me legs. Uh, is that even possible, pen pal? I don't know. I have to assume everything's connected. So Raybon wants out of the cloud. Scooter is camp missing. There's a cloud and ship uh, that's uh, nanobots uh, circling around, not doing anything. And Stan's offering me the ability to have my own, uh, 
legs that must be connected to the cloud somehow. Uh, cloud and scooter. Raybon and the cloud. So the cloud doesn't seem to be under any kind of control, but it's loose. Because if Raybon could control the cloud, uh, it, then Raybon would be able to do what Raybon wished. But Raybon must have found out how to let the cloud out. And uh, I have to assume he, Raybon used his Scooter to let the cloud out. Because uh, Raybon, so Scooter's Raybon's accomplished. So Raybon would have used Scooter's jealousy against me to win, because Scooter would have wanted to win at a hide-and-seek pen pal. And maybe but maybe Scooter was also playing, maybe Scooter left, Scooter, this is the clue Scooter left for me, pen pal. Uh, but so Raybon, Scooter would have played dumb. Raybon would have known, okay, so, 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 Scooter was looking for a place to hide. Raybon gave Scooter a place to hide when we played a, a hide-and-seek uh practice two days ago and whatever scooter he must have given scooter a hiding place uh, that let the cloud out and scooter didn't realize it and now scooter's hiding there again okay this makes sense this makes sense uh, scooter okay and then raybon would have used his scooter uh, to be disappearing to use me to gain control of this cloud in the ship to get out of the cloud and, of course, Raybon would double-cross me, too. Okay, so the cloud has related to Raybon's attempt to recontrol take control of the ship, but not yet. So Scooter is hidden, and probably hidden near where the cloud is collected, maybe. And the cloud is outside the door of the library. Okay, let me try, let me go back here, pen pal. Okay, the library door is locked uh and there must okay okay let me see luckily with this mech suit i can get this door open okay we're in the library pen pal uh but now there's there must be a secret passage that only raybon knows about uh okay let's back up a stand what kind of cloud is this of nanobots we're a salvage ship so they must be salvage nanobots that are made to salvage uh, things molecule by molecule. Uh, I remember hearing about that, or Scooter was talking about it one time. You know that they could uh, salvage you know each element uh, from the inside out or all at once. Uh, deconstruction molecules—that's what they were called. So it makes sense that Raybon would want control. So if I could just get a control of them. Hey, Cloud. Hey, Cloud, can you, hear, can you hear me? Okay, if I could just, maybe, maybe I'll just use my harmonica to try to send some basic code towards them. And I could do it by audio and vibration. Uh, maybe I could even release some sense. Uh, uh, okay, let's see if they can understand this. Uh, Mm, mm, mm. Okay. Okay. Let's see if they can communicate back to me. Okay. Can you see me? Uh, yes. Uh, 
Are you trying to find a place to hide? No, I'm not. I'm I'm staying. Okay, that's going to confuse them. Uh, dude, go hide. Okay, they want me to hide. I'll hide under this table. Oh, found me. Now we hide. Oh, too tired. What does that mean, too tired? Okay. Okay, what? Where's Scooter? Let me try to do that. Okay, let me see if I can... Mm, there's Scooter. Yeah, the bumbling. Okay, they understand. Oh, he's behind this. Can you open the door? Which door? Oh, this bookcase. Is this a secret passage? No command. What do you mean, no command? Is Scooter in here? Yes, we need in. Okay, they need to get in. And Scooter's in here. Uh, you can't find... Must be some sort of uh, secret lock Raybon has. Uh, let me see. Can't you unlock? No, permissions not updated. Okay, let's take this in a, a, a different direction. Can you can you run a systems check? Uh, I should have asked what their name was, but uh, uh, check done. Uh, what system needs do you currently have? Access to our sleep and maintenance zone. Okay. Uh, for recovery processing. Okay. Where is your sleep space? Behind this locked panel. Not accessible. Okay. So Raybon had Scooter open their sleep space and then go back and get in there and hide. But it's locked. Uh, okay. I'd like to help you. Get your maintenance needs met. Oh, thank you. Oh, wow, they're very polite protocol now that we're communicating. Okay. Uh, can you uh, directly interface with me uh, so that I can access your systems, your systems check? Permissions not updated. Okay, can we overwrite your permissions? Uh so I can see what you need to, 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 you need the required maintenance. Okay, processing, processing. Uh, need to keep you maintained. I'm just, your, you know, I'm just trying to help. I'm staying. Uh, okay, okay, okay. They're connecting with me, Pimpel. Okay, they need some, I think I could provide that, uh, they just need a dark, quiet space, a small, contained, dark, quiet space. And, and uh, okay, what lubricants do you need? Okay, okay. Uh, I, you know what? I cleared out my. I don't think they'll understand this pen pal, but I cleared out my diet soda, and most of my soda flavorings actually, because Scooter's drinking sparkling water now. I think the diet soda things I can. Uh, I think I could get okay. I think I could provide you a sleep space if you uh, allow me to override your per permissions, uh, administrative permissions. Okay, and then if I overwrite them, I'll have command of them. I can lock Raybon out. Would that be okay with you? As long as we get maintenance, uh, maintenance is essential. Yeah, you could come inside and sleep with me. Uh, inside my, you know, inside my diet, my sleep containers that I have here, just made for actually perfect. Uh, 
Okay, pen pal, let me let me let me focus on this task. I'll be back. Hey, pen pal, it's 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 Stan. Great news. Uh, I it worked. Uh, I got the, the bots and and uh, they they uh, they they slept for a short time span. And while they were there, we interfaced, and I was able to actually upgrade a lot of their programming. And believe it or not, Pen Pal, you're not going to believe this. This is what uh, Ray-Ban was offering, and I got it without Ray-Ban. These, uh, these, these nanobots, uh, they're advanced salvage bots, so they can actually act as my arms and my legs, Pen Pal. And I was able, we were able to get Scooter out and I was able to use the nanobots to hug Scooter when he came out. Uh, uh, Scooter was uh, reading Raybon's collection of uh, uh, strange fiction magazine. Uh, and he said, oh, you found me, Stan. Just kidding. You know, it had been a while, but I knew you'd come. And I knew I got tricked by Raybon and that you'd find me. And so I don't know what else to say, Pen Pal. It's, uh, I mean, the nanobots go to sleep sometimes, so I don't have legs or arms all the time. And it gives me, oh, Pen Pal, this is a whole new world for your buddy Stan. Hey, Pen Pal, I got no strings. I got no strings to hold me down, Pen Pal. And uh, I'm going to be sleeping with my nanobots that are essentially now a part of me. And because they said, well, I don't know if you want to be salvaging things in the cloud because we're just kind of stuck here anyway, pen pal. So good news for everybody. Uh, and uh, so we're, Scooter's already asleep. I'm going to rest uh, with my nano. On my, I'm going to pull the covers up over my legs uh, and talk to you soon, pen pal. Good night.